Welcome to the PropMX.com show. Broadcasting live around the world from the Vegas Strip in a room where the term action could refer only to the classic Supercross playing on the VCR. And now, introducing your hosts, Steve Mathis, the OG K-Dub, Kenny Watson, and the Tweet at Tits Legendary Q&A segment brought to you by BTOsports.com. There's no possible way I'll ever do Mathis, though. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome to the show, the Pulpit Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Thank you for listening on this uh, holiday weekend. We appreciate it, and we're still pumping up the shows for you. And uh, remember, never forget the uh, sacrifices that these soldiers have done uh, for you and all of us. Uh, thanks to BTOsports.com, X-Brand Goggles, FMF Racing, Fly Racing, Works Connection, AGV Helmets, Vivid Home Automation, Tech One Designs, Free Gun Underwear, Rockford Fosgate, and Race Tech. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. On this Monday, thank you. We're going to talk about Texas. We're going to talk about past motocross history. We're going to talk about the future. We're going to talk about a lot of things. Uh, and with me to discuss all that and break it down in the only way that anybody can possibly in the motocross industry do it, the Kenny Watson. K-Dub, what's up? Uh, just innovating this weekend. Innovating. Changing lives. Set the pole. Nice. <laughs> How was your weekend? Very relaxing. Very cool. Uh, did you watch the race? I did not. Okay. I did not. All right. Uh, that should go good. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll get to your thoughts on. I mean, I see clips of it, but I did not watch it. Right. Like, I just see yeah. little highlights. Uh, glad you're enjoying your, your time off. Uh, I figured, you know what I figured? I figured I'm going to have to spend a lot of time out there watching a lot of motocross races. So, well, right now, I don't have to watch them. You I do don't have anyone involved <laughs> except for IT, but uh, I talked to him, so we're good. Uh, yeah, you've given us a 100% chance ability that you will be outdoors next year. So, yeah, in a way. This is it. This is one the, way or the other. This is the rest will. before the storm. This is. And by the way, uh, you're a guy, Ivan Tedesco, once again, ran those crappy ass single dirt digits number nine. And I said. On to, the back of the jersey? And I said to Andy from Thor, Andy, what's up with the nines? He blamed me or something? <laughs> he goes, I'm waiting on Watson. I haven't got the file from Watson. I've been bugging him for. The dude, all he has to do is get a hold of N Style. They make the number nine. I don't know, dude. What do I have he to do? He said he's waiting on you. Which I thought was hilarious because you and I were both saying how dumb that looked last week. Oh, fuck you, Andy. You don't wait on me, dude. <laughs> he said you're waiting on you, bro. Nice excuse, guy. So, uh, in a way. Why does everyone have an excuse? Hey, hey Andy, if you're listening, it's he, very simple. Go to get a hold of N Style. They sponsor the Pro Circuit team. Okay? It's very simple. They have the number file. I don't have the number nine file in my computer. I don't build graphics. I build dreams. Hey, buddy. Um, good point. Hey, um, great show tonight. Marvin Musquin, Grant uh, Langston. Yeah, that's a, that's gonna be Lee an awesome one. Oh, that's that's awesome. Leroy's good. I, I dig Leroy. I, I've always liked Leroy. Always, always. I, mean, I have a bunch of questions for Leroy, but I have a prediction. Do you know? Leroy's I have a prediction that you, I will not get to a lot of them because you and Leroy will reminisce. Well, I, let's bring this up. If before we get to that, let's let's introduce him. Do we have to? He's just the guy. Well, tits no, and no, no, no. run the show. He does. That's, that's tits, right. le tits legendary over there, you guys. Yeah. Hey, me. Tits. Yay. <laughs> that's the guy. Okay. I yeah. mean, 
Tip, team tits all the way. The reason, the reason I, the reason <laughs> team I, tits all the way. The reason I, I said that was because he was sitting there like this, like waiting for his cue. Oh, because you know it's this big moment in the That's sun. Right. No, I hope I'm here. Like I have to leave early tonight. Yeah. But big things going on tonight. Yeah. So I have to leave a little bit early. But I hope I'm here for Lee because a lot of people don't know Lee's background. Before he got into motocross, he was a he was a rock and roll roadie. He worked for huge bands. Really? Oh yeah, oh. he was a punk rocker. I am gonna. He was an old punk. I think I want to say he worked for what's that super uh, old dude that's still out there killing it, and he always wears his takes. Van Halen. No, <laughs> no, older than Van. Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop. Really? I want to think he had something to do with Iggy Pop. I know he did something for the Ramones. I I just know that he, he's been around a oh, long. We're gonna time. get to that. He's like a full like Leroy. We were talking like we have a bunch of old concert flyers from back in the day, uh-huh. and he who, was who an does? Lee. He oh, still has okay. all his old yeah, flyers yeah, yeah. and lanyards, and so like um, me and Lee's always because I've been kind of into music myself. So if anyone doesn't know, that's why I have to leave early because I'm going to go to a concert. Speaking of music, the best band in the world, one of the best bands of in music, the world, is playing tonight. I went to Van Halen last night. I couldn't help it. I bag on Al- Dave. I bag on Dave alone Leroy. too. That's By even more funny. Uh, I just thought I would. Uh, here's a little clip from it, if everybody. Just listen to his voice. Just listen to his terrible voice. Really? Really? But you donated to him, so that's what makes you look just as much of an idiot as all the other 30,000 people there. Look at his voice. It's shot. Kind of hard to tell. He's talking. Whatever. He's talking. Thank you. He's talking. That's what he is. He talks the lyrics. That's it. That's what. That's what, a daily rock. What you got to do, man? Cash a paycheck. Uh, hey, this sh- this show is going to be available on iTunes, on on Stitcher, and on the archive ASAP after this show. So, hey, can, 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 can I can I tell you? Sorry to cut you off, but yeah, the my favorite video David Lee Roth has ever done for Van Halen was hey, Cal- buddy. was California <laughs> Girls. Oh, that was yeah, solo David Lee. That was yeah. awesome. Where he was going from room to room with all the different girls. Right? Yeah, when they start out riding their. And the only reason I know that because I lived in Venice at the time, and they filmed that right out in front of my house. Like when they start out riding their bicycles on the boardwalk. So. Yeah, sweet. Good show so far. We're talking about music and David Lee Roth. And isn't this a motocross show? All things moto. Yeah, all things moto. Hey, you know what? The chat room's not working tonight. So, all you guys, if you guys want to talk shit, go ahead because I ain't going to see you. Team tits all the way. <laughs> team tits all the way, bro. Yeah, team tits. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah bro. So, so how was your weekend, tits? What'd you do? Did you barbecue? I sure did. Did you do any soaking? No soaking. Oh, uh, dude. Neither <laughs> did I. Went mountain biking. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, I'm an athlete now. I wear yeah, apple shirts, and I'm an yeah. athlete. Where, where'd you oh, go? Red me. Rock? Where'd you go? Red Rock or something? I'm hardcore. Uh, yeah, over by there. Oh, yeah, with yeah. the Red Rock. I mountain bike. Yeah, mountain biking. Um, <laughs> mount, mount, mountain biking in the desert's awesome. Hey, I the think it's a lot of fun. I think uh, Hobo Nick is going to call in, too. Right. Hobo Nick Kleckner. Yep. So we'll catch up on that. I want int- I want to introduce Kenny to what he's doing, because I got a feeling Watson will be either super inspired or super mad about yeah. it. Either one. Less than supportive. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but Texas, uh, wow, what a race. Um, it, was, uh, it was quite something. You know, uh, your guy, Ivan Tedesco, um, after a strong fourth place, uh, not so good in Texas. Didn't, didn't do well. But you know what? Starts got him. Two first-turn crashes for Ivan, and I got to say I was super impressed with Tedesco because he had to have been uh, – 15 to 20 seconds back of the last place guy in the second moto, and he should have pulled off. Even Mitch Payton said, I thought he was going to pull off. I talked to him after the race. Like, when yeah. he got back to his room, he te- I texted him, and he called me back. 
And I'm all, dude, bad day. What happened? Because someone told me, like, uh, I've seen on Twitter that, his, that he didn't do good. And yeah. I said, what happened? He goes, oh, two tough first turns. I crashed. And I go, yeah, but one motor, you got, like, 20 seconds. And he goes, dude, I was on the ground for at least a minute. Yeah, it was like, a while. Oh, and, he's, bike and then and, he yeah. said, I go, why don't you pull off? He goes, because I'm there to ride every race, to finish every moto, to get yeah. in better shape, and to do good. I, I don't – my results – I'm not really worried about results. I'm just there to, to race and ride. No, kudos to Ivan Tedesco. Might have been more impressive than his Hangtown race, too. It, was, uh, it wasn't as hot as it's been in the past, but it was still plenty hot and humid, and he kept his head down and just charged uh, the whole way. Didn't get any points, but those are the rides that I, to me, that are like, hey. Like, you know what, though? Those are uh, impressive. I'm, not, I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy because he didn't have a good weekend, but that's not one of his best tracks. He really isn't yeah. comfortable. Well, next week is, though. He's done really well there. Yes. And, and who knows what will happen. I mean. I think that uh, there and still or Mount Morris, he does really well. His 2009 1-1 victory at Lakewood that was pretty goes down in my mind one of the best five or six rides I've ever seen. Ever? Ever. I mean, wow. just on another planet, on another He level. did really good there on Mitch's bike, too. He went 1-1 there, too. Did he go 1-1? Yeah. I he know he won, won, but I didn't know he won. He went 1-1 there, too. That one doesn't stick out, but him the and one Shorty on the Honda went, If you remember him and Shorty battle, Shorty was on a factory Honda Light's bike and Tedesco was on Mitch's bike. That's yeah. what started it. That's what started the the whole thing going for him that the year rivalry? when he won the champ. No, when he won the championship, oh. that's when he started winning. When and he started was, he was on. That's when the that's when I had to drive his motorhome from there to Washougal. Um, yeah, uh, that ride was awesome. And so kudos to Ivan for just going out there. Uh, Marvin Musquin coming. I wonder on. how the weather's gonna be in Colorado. Yeah, I don't know. Good question. I don't know. Um, It'd be pretty brutal if it's hot there. Hey, what about what about uh, Stewie and Dunge? Just uh, one, one, two, two. But man, you could you uh, could throw an H and H shirt over them out there. I don't know. Uh, I don't really know much about it. Yeah, I saw it and I thought it was pretty impressive. Great race. Great race. Yeah, those. Yep. Uh, they they they're speaking very highly of each other in the press conferences and in interviews. But if they keep going like they're going, it's inevitable that there'll be some some dust up. I mean, Dunge has to make something happen. He's, he's uh, 14 points down mm. already after two races. Uh, he's got to force his way by James at some point. He's going to get frustrated. I would, spending two motos eating, eating roost. So How's his uh, morale and Dunge? Yeah, he was fine. No, they're both fine. They're talking about each other with a lot of respect and a lot of class. And, but, Kenny, you've been around as long as I have, if not longer. Two guys can't go battling like that and not have something go down at some point in the season. Yeah, it's it's gonna happen, right? For like, sure. I mean, if they're just too close. There's no one else there to get between them. Chat room working for you now, guys? Uh, no. It's what? okay though. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not gonna read the chat room tonight, so right. no one just start writing. Shit. And what about care. hey, what about Eli Tomac? One one, and faster lap time than James or Dungey in the first moto on a rougher track, theoretically. I've seen this thing on Speed. They did it was pretty cool. Um, where they had like his brother. Yeah. They had his he's brother the, like do some kind of satellite, yeah, and wish yeah. him good luck, and that that was cool. Yeah, that was kind of neat on yeah. this Memorial Day. Yeah, that was cool. I think that uh, I I didn't really understand. It. He was like his brother, but he had a different last name, so I put it together. And his mom probably, you know, had him first or whatever. But it's all his good. name's not Tomac. Oh, I didn't know that. No. Hey, we're gonna give away a Tech One graphic kit tonight. We're going to give away a Race Tech hat and shirt. Thanks to Race Tech for coming on board with us last week. We're also going to do a full Race Tech suspension giveaway. And what we want you to do for that is email pulpamexshow at gmail.com and tell us why you deserve a full Race Tech 
full suspension, revalve, rebuild, and everything. You pay the shipping. Pulpamexshow at gmail.com. We're going to close the entries this Friday, Tits. Right. You pick the time, though. Do you want to hear a cool story about Race Tech? <laughs> Let's say 11.59 p.m. Friday and night. And we know you'll be a stickler for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, why you deserve this thousands of dollars rebuild from Race Tech. Uh, at gmail.com. And remind me to pr- promote it later on in the show, too. Okay. So uh, thanks to those guys. Also, EB Suspension is a Race Tech uh, uh, authorized dealer. Uh, Eric from EB has supported the show with giveaways and things like that. And so uh, uh, I guess he's dealing with something right now. So get well, Eric. Uh, thanks for the support in the past. And you're the new Race Tech outlet there uh, in uh, Illinois. Anyways, what's the story, Kenny? Something cool about Race Tech. Do you know uh, Michael Mike Holbert? Horbin. Horbin. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Horbin never, like, when he, when he first time, he went to Anaheim, and his dad just put stiffer springs in his bike and put some oil. Come on. I swear to you. He yeah. never even knew about Supercross suspension. Yeah. And uh, Race Tech was cool enough to step up and build him some stuff, and he was like, wow, what a difference. Yeah. So that, I think, yeah. you know, give those guys kudos, like, you know, hey, just and, to helping out and people their, like that. And their guy from Colorado, Derek Anderson, got ninth in a second moto. Derek Anderson from Colorado. Full privateer. I went to go find him after the race, and he was loading his bike up. In what, pickup truck? In like a fun mover. Okay. Uh, speaking of full privateer, uh, here's not one on the line, and that would be none other than uh, btosports.com, BBMX's Jason Thomas. JT, what's up? Uh, hey, what's going on? Uh, I did get Derek Anderson after the race, so you can suck it, by the way. So. Well, I was just hoping you would. So you dared me. I was just trying to motivate you. Otherwise, you could care less. You're what class is that dude ride? Rubbing shoulders with the pro circuit guys and trying to be cool guy. Whatever guy. Hey, uh, how was your Texas? Uh, it was all right. First moto, I was really slow. And then the second moto, I was – honestly, the first moto was so muddy, I, I just didn't feel comfortable at all, and I just kind of rode around back there. But – the second moto, I was kind of pumped after the hot lap. Like, the track was pretty good, and it was rough and hot and hoping to have a good moto. And then I crashed in the first turn, and then I crashed again, like, halfway. I crashed pretty hard, so. Hey, are we going to uh, go? Not, are we, not good. Hey, JT, are we going to go into this like we did Supercross, like, holding our breath for you just to get score points? <laughs> like, come on. Uh, this is no, get... I mean, honestly, for you, I would just go chill at the pool. Don't hold your breath or anything. Like. <laughs> Well, dude, I was. I dude, hey, JT, you know what it's I was. It's really gonna, nice of Kenny to be worried, though. No, no, JT, this is what I was going to throw out there to you, and and you know, you know, you're my guy. I respect. Oh, you. he's your guy. Hey, he's my guy. He's cool. I'm cool with JT. Am I your guy? If you, fuck no. Hey, if things keep going the way you're going, I know we could have a lot more fun at the pool than you're having out there at the nationals, and you know that. You've been there. You witnessed it. You, you we might want. You might want to tell JT, some sponsors. You would have been. You'd have been. So proud of me this weekend. I went yesterday. I went to the Red Rock Pool where we went and hung out. We got a cabana hanging out. Got there yep. at like 12.31. And I'm chilling. And all of a sudden, the security comes up to me and tells me they're closing the pool. Everyone has to leave. And it's like 4 o'clock. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I just spent 500 bucks for this cabana. I spent about another 300 bucks on booze and food for all my friends. And you're telling me I have to leave? You know what the excuse they told me why they're shutting it down? The fucking Beach Boys were having a concert. Oh. <laughs> wow, they are the Beach Boys, and you're by a pool. And I'm like, are I you thought the Beach Boys were dead. Dude, I wish they would have been. They ruined my fucking day. <laughs> I wish they would have been. I was like, are you kidding me? 
Right. Are you kidding me? And then I almost get arrested because I left my backpack and I went to go back in there and the security guys were giving me shit because I went back inside. I was like, are you kidding me? But my weekend wasn't that great because of the Beach Boys. So I thought you'd get a kick out of that. But hey, anytime <laughs> you want to come down, you have a weekend off, maybe recharge the batteries. We'll, we'll do a little, uh, you know, we could talk some strategy, how to get you in there. You know, there's nothing more that could happen. <laughs> well, JT. Uh, I'm definitely coming out to do the show one weekend and one of the off weekends. So we'll make it happen. Oh, you are? Yeah, for sure. I'm coming oh. out. JT, uh, well, getting uh, starts in 32nd and 35th, according to the stats, are not going to score you points. I started the second moto. So oh, you did? Okay. The first, moto, the first moto was on me. I just, there was, I don't know. That was all my At least you didn't blow up or run out of fuel. I don't, unfortunately, I wasn't really gassing it enough or <laughs> revving it enough for either of those to happen. Watson. So. Watson. This is for you. For the pool. This will be. These are your guys shutting down your pool, bro. Dude, this is what I this is what I don't get. It's Memorial Weekend, one of the biggest weekends they have. Beach Boys, bro. And this pool has been dead for for two or three months, there's probably 150, 200 people having a good time spending money. How bummed are you if you go to that hotel, you you buy a cabana, you want to go hang out with your buddies and your friend, and all of a sudden you get your kicked out. Your buddies and your friend. Your, your friends and your buddies. <laughs> no plural there. Just no, because you never know. Some <laughs> right. guy could be your friend, some guy could be your buddy. Right, right. Uh, and you get kicked out. Is JT on your buddy list or friend list? He's my buddy. Okay. Um. I was in a happy camper. Probably. JT. Yep. Yeah, so uh, tough weekend for you, definitely. But Yeah, hey, I mean, whatever. Hey, what are you going to do? You crash. Yeah. You know, crash, crashing happens. So. Um, hey. Um, it was an improvement. I mean, it was, a, it was an improvement. Right. At least you're That's okay, buddy. At least you're okay. And, and I heard from a few guys that the water, the shit out of that thing. First moto, huh? First, it was seriously, it was like black water out there. It was really <laughs> muddy. Hmm. Yeah, I heard it was. I, I don't know what. I, that's new for Texas. I don't know. They've never seen that. Yeah, I seriously wanted to slap somebody. I was. I was not happy. Hey, so you. What, hey, did you see Tortelli around there? Maybe he did. Maybe he helped out with the watering <laughs> like he did in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, and you. Uh, you apologized to Dunge about Hangtown, and he took. Yeah, a, I did. He took a I swing did before at you the, before the first moto. He took a swing at you, and then you wrestled him down. Uh, it got a little violent. No, no. I mean he was he was totally cool. I mean I was obviously. Very apologetic. I wanted to make sure he knew that I had, you know, no idea he was there, right. and definitely wasn't intentional. I, you know, last thing I want to do is screw up anybody else, you and, know, especially you guys at the yeah. front when I'm in the back. And so. then did you hear? No, he was he was super cool. And I heard Lanovich uh, owes him an apology this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then in the press conference, James was like, you know, there's lappers out there again. I don't know what those guys are thinking, or something like that. He said. So I I didn't see anything, but. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't me this time, no. for sure. But, but Wygan and Fro were, were kind to bring it up on the TV show. Kind of bringing yeah. what up, JT? Uh, yeah, to remind everybody that JT held Dungey up last week. So. Yeah. He, was, he, he wasn't too bad. I mean, he brought it up. but right. I mean, I, honestly, after I watched it, I know what was going through my head, which was I definitely not Ryan Dungey being anywhere near me. But after watching it on TV, I can un- I can definitely sympathize and understand it, it, when it, people or he or yeah. you know are upset. I just well, and I mean no there, there was you know I don't know how long Hangtown track is, uh, and I don't want to talk too much about this, but 
they, you were in the last the worst possible spot. Uh, you know, there's yeah, two yeah, corners. Yeah, yeah, there's yep. two corners that were terrible at Hangtown, and you were in those corners. So, what do you think about uh, Stewart and Dunge right now? Um, incredible racing, right? I think it's awesome for the sport because I was really nervous, especially before um, James announced that he was racing outdoors. I was really nervous about how. It just was going to be a boring summer. Mm-hmm. I just pictured it. Like 2010, it was, you know, not that it was boring, because obviously everybody, you know, yeah. everybody's going for it out there, but there's no way you can deny that the level of excitement and the bench racing and, and yeah. the, the fans and all the TV coverage, everything benefits from close racing like that. So yeah. And it doesn't get any closer uh, than what we saw. Absolutely. That was awesome. I mean, I, I, I couldn't wait to get home and watch the race on TV. Mm-hmm. Wow. And just because when when they went by me, I couldn't believe how close they were. Like right. they were just going at it. And that's like that and was near the thirty minute mark when they went by you, too. Like maybe twenty. Definitely not. Maybe like twelve minutes. No, it was <laughs> it was about twenty 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 five no, minutes. I, cr- in. I crashed really hard, so they they came up on me pretty early. The second row, pretty bad. So, uh, they were, I mean they went at it the whole race, which was cool. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad. I'm I, glad yeah. that you could get some. That it's it's you were really concerned and you could get some rest now, because dude, I I, I can I can imagine dude how how it is laying laying awake at night thinking about the sport and how boring it's going to be for the spectators. Some people care about this. Sport, that's, that's, that's pretty. Some amazing, people care JT. about a radio show on Mondays. <laughs> some people care about radio shows on Monday. Oh man, I love this guy right here, JT. JT, I really buddy. do like. Sometimes watching your your all, this is all I've ever done. Like I I, I don't. It's not like I'm gonna get upset over it, but I'm. I would rather be close racing and the sport thrive than yeah. see it go, you know. Sometimes I'm just a different breed, dude. I, I mean, this is my job. It's not like I'm a fan of the sport. It's not like I like I sit home and want to can't wait to watch the race. But that's ridiculous. Why? It's just ridiculous. Like, so do you dude, think... I was such a fan before I ever started racing pro. Uh, you like, know you what? Have to remember that. Like, I was going to the Kenny, races with my mom. Kenny got a fucking bad, like, got a fucking bad like, boy. Shoot, and I was running the <laughs> right. sheets back and forth right. my You're... whole life as a kid watching these races. Like, I'm still... Right. Deep down, I'm still a fan of the sport. Me too. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, Dude, I no. was a fan. Yeah, I was no, a huge fan. That's what we talk fan. about at the races. We sit around and talk about racing and, oh, this guy did that, and where do you think this guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm still, yeah, just well. because I'm out there racing doesn't mean I'm not a fan of it. Hey, just because, you know, for for me, it's like I was a fan of racing for you, a you long time. You had a time. bad boy tattoo. I did. I was upset that this was all I wanted to, like, watch on TV. That's all I cared about. But once I started to do it and I went to the races – and I, it became my job, and I was getting 15th and 16th and 17th for years on end, I lost interest. It's like, dude, I don't get fired up. Like, when I see a good battle, I go, oh, okay, cool. It's not like, it's wow. like, it's not like this no is. soul. So it's not, not like fan. this is my life. It's not like. He's got, got no soul. Like, Sheesh. I'm going to, you know, spend my day w- sitting in front of a TV watching a, a dirt bike race. I, just, I have more right? to go on. It's Sad. not like I don't like it. I do like it. I enjoy it when I'm there. Dream. Right? Yeah. If well, well, I, I can I can respect that. I I know it's different for me. Like I watch, like right now I'm watching racing all the time. I, I really am pumped on it. Uh, I mean I, I totally get what you're saying. There's been times in my career where I'm just over it. I'm burnt out, totally jaded by everything. And but hey, right now for me, I'm everyone's gonna get super bummed on me. But I'm gonna tell. I was at the pool and the race was on, and I really didn't even care. You know what I watched? I watched women's college softball. <laughs> at Jesus, <the> pool. dude. <laughs> um, tough, uh, tough weekend for your guy. Burner running out of gas and pushing his bike across the line, and Albertson's bike blew up uh, in the air or, or shortly before it left the air. And I was really scared for him, to be honest. I was like, 
I thought he was really hurt. Bad bad weekend for you guys a little bit. Yeah, I, every, from everyone that I talked to, including Jimmy, everyone that saw it, it was a pretty scary deal. So yeah, yeah. luckily he's okay. You know, he's going to be fine, whatever. He'll be there next weekend. Uh, and then obviously with Burner, it was just a bummer. I mean, it was right. – Finally, was riding good and uh, just giving away. You know, he still got 15s in the moto, even a lap down. But whatever, you know, we um, need we need results like that right now. Yeah. So. What about uh, were you keeping that leap into the sand whoops in your back pocket in case you had to pull it out? Is that? I was. I was. I just uh, I never really felt threatened at any point by anybody out there, right, so I just right, right. Uh, was saving it. Did you see I, that, Watson? Like bag it? Mm-mm. You know, the first guy to launch that was JT. Uh, well, they did it on press day, all the Suzuki, Rockstar Suzuki guys. So oh, they did? I'm not oh. sure if that's what you mean. No, I meant Tapia. Tevin Tapia. Yeah. In practice. Well, those guys all did it on Thursday, so. Oh, okay. All right. Never mind that. But, uh, yeah, Baggett, that was pretty pretty gnarly. Um, yeah, I mean, there was, it was yeah. big, for sure. Right. Um, I think I think if it would have been a huge advantage, you would have seen a ton of guys doing it. Yeah. Uh, it was just kind of – it was a little bit faster, and it was a big – Mm-hmm. Uh, was it a big energy, jump? You know, like energy-wise, it was. A, it took a lot out of you to do it. So, yeah. hey, what? So, was someone it, in the chat room said you need to go hang yourself. I don't care. I know you don't. You're not reading the chat room, but I'm just telling you. Hey, um, are you, are you talking about that? The, it's been there for years. Right? Like last year, they yeah. were doing it too, yeah. right? Well, no, last year there was a wall. Well, they would yeah, jump over the wall, like a tabletop. But, but tabletop was there like the a thing, movie. like yeah. a overhang above yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, I know exactly what they're talking about. So, I mean. But that's if you don't hit if you don't land on downside in one of those whoops like we're after that. Yeah. You're 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 taking a big chance. Like Baggett was doing that. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. But is that really worth the chance to take to smash break a wheel or uh, well, I don't think you're gonna break a wheel, but it's hard on you for sure. I mean like, you, you know, it's got that's gotta take a lot out of you every lap. He wasn't even downsiding it nicely, huh, J T. He was like just kabooming it. Yeah, for sure. It was uh like I was saying, if it was a if it would have been a huge time saver, you would have seen guys doing it. But the way it was, it was just not really worth right. how much work. I mean, it worked just she took already uh, on that track and that heat and everything. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And uh, are you pissed about uh, Fly Racing uh, providing Andrew Short with the 2013 gear? <laughs> no, I, everybody, all the Fly guys already knew that was kind of happening. They told us all at the okay Fly Racing the photo shoot we did sponsors of the Pulp Show. Yeah. Um, what about uh, Kenny? Did you see James Stewart's tweet about uh-uh. teammates next year? No. Well, I think you did because you responded to him. What What was his tweet? Uh, something about uh, you. James is gonna be teammates with you and Carmichael next year. Jeez, I I, I just responded like, yeah, that's funny or something. But I don't. yeah, all capital letters, all funny. Yeah, that's funny. But I I don't I don't I could I could promise you. Can you confirm any of that that he? Yeah. No, okay. I can't confirm shit. But it was a little, it was a little like inappropriate, I thought. But whatever. I could I could confirm that we're not going to be teammates. I mean, so are you teammates with him, JT? Mm-hmm. Am I teammates with who? With James Stewart. James Stewart? No. <laughs> no. Oh, no, I'm a, I'm as much teammates with him as I am like a. Uh, GNCC guy that rides the Suzuki. Okay, that's what I'm trying to get at. Right. Um, hey, so talked to a few people this weekend that listened to the show about our number argument. And uh, You win, right? I swear to you. You win, of course. Both people I spoke to sided with me. Of course. I'm just saying. Hey, you know, I got to come clean. I'm just I got to come clean with something right now. I tried to be the hardcore, tough guy about the sport. 
I'm a fan. I watch the oh. fucking, I watch the fucking race. I watch every fucking lap. I watch Baggett Aaron. I watch Ivan fall every turn. Why do you, I watch JT. Dude, it's not like when you say you didn't do it, nobody goes, ooh, that's so cool. No, because. Like nobody thinks that's No, awesome. I just did it. I just did it. Just I, to, I felt bad. I just did it just to hear everyone just get to get the chat room all fired up I because I was reading. I just got on the chat room and people are calling me a bitch. Get a new job then <laughs> if you hate it. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got a new Fleetwood, I think. Oh God, dude, that's terrible. I, uh, I'm just saying, uh, you know, you and your—I mean, nobody's like—I don't know why you say that. You—you you do an internet radio show on Monday nights for that, free that captivates for free. Really? <laughs> you do it for free? Can I have some money back? You're talking like it loads my bank account. It's free. That's that's free to me. That's free money. Thousands what? of dollars. Is thousands free. of dollars. You mean I make thousands and thousands of dollars. Did I give you more than one thousand dollars? Therefore, that is thousands. Oh God. JT, please back me up. That is more than. One. I'm staying out of this one. I told JT you the other day. You get more than JT the other day. The other day, I was so heated on you. I called JT and I go, "You could have my spot. I'm fucking over it." And he's like, no, you do good at that. Don't, don't. I'm like, all right, whatever. I, I got to calm down. I'm just pissed I off. Mean, I mean, I just don't get how you say thousands of dollars. Yeah. I am a fucking backpedaler, too. I'm a fucking bitch, and I'm a backpedaler, and I suck, and I'm bad for the industry. And I'm a <laughs> you dis- are bad for the industry. I'm a disgrace. But hey, let's, before but we one get, thing I am. Hobo Nick's on the line. One thing I am is a fucking innovator. So put that you in are. your fucking can and you smoke it. You got an award to show it. Put it in your I fucking can everything. and smoke it. Um, let's ask JT about the number thing. A- ask him what he thinks. I mean, he, he's a friend of both of ours. He'll, he'll okay. tell us. Uh, okay. Well, go ahead. Okay. Why don't you? JT, big argument last show about the permanent numbering system. Um, I, one of the joys of my life, honestly, will be Josh Hansen switching from number 100. Because for years that has been I didn't a- say it wasn't Josh Hansen. You said that I, I – my, my – Let me finish. My grief was – no. I said not- if you earn it, a national number, you can choose a permanent number. I was always for that, Tits. I always right. said that. Right. Okay. What if no you- one else should get a permanent number unless you earn it. And okay. Watson said that's the problem with our sport. Idiots like me because that's marketing. Permanent numbers are marketing. For everybody, I guess. JT, so let's say you could be number 66 your whole career. Do you think that's going to – benefit you down the road so you could market your yourself as an athlete where no matter if it's five years ago or 15 years ago people are going to know you're number 66 yeah personally not for me so much because my merchandise <coughs> sales are not the highest in this sport but i i can i can recognize the fact that it like a guy like Hanson or whatever, you can market that number. I, I mean, definitely can understand that. I understand the marketing for the nat- for Chad Reed, James Stewart, but Brian that's Dungey. what. But that's what I don't understand. I could understand that too. Those guys are gonna do. They're gonna. They're gonna get that recognition no matter what. Okay, but I'm talking about guys that are best of the rest, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm with Kent on this one, actually. <laughs> Not that you didn't ask. Yeah, but no one asked you really. No, yeah. Just thought I'd throw it out yeah. there. I just think it's going to help guys make more money, and it's going to. You're terrible them. tonight. <laughs> hey, JT, we got we got a homeless guy on the phone. So uh, can we call you back? Right. Hey, I felt I think it's a little vindictive for you to say that it's going to be the greatest day of your life for Hanson to change his number. Well, did I say greatest day of my life? I might have overstated <laughs> yeah, that a little something bit. like that. Effect, yeah. All I mean by that is that the number one hundred, the number one one one, the number one hundred one, and I didn't like when Townley ran in either. By the way, uh, always reserved for. Uh, world champ. Well, Townley was a world champion, but then he. Yes, he was. 
No, I said he was a world champion, so the first year oh, okay. I understand that. But um, those are special numbers assigned to those guys that come over. Alberton, JMB, Stefan Everts. 111 or 101? Well, 111, 100, 111, and 101. Three numbers that are reserved. And right. it's always been that way. And I always feel like these guys that earn national numbers, and I count Jeff Alessi, Jason Lawrence, Martin Davalos, Ryan Morris. I, I count all those guys. If you earn a national number and you choose not to run it, that's wrong. Guys would slit their mum's that's, throat that, for a national that, number. Yeah, but you know so what? So you have to run that number. That, you, you need to run that number. Okay. That, that's, that, yeah. Once again, that's What's your... What's the upside yeah. of, no, no. of that, though? Like, why, why do you think what, that? Yeah, why do you think that? Because what they, what they did was if you didn't... If you didn't run, say you earned national number 54, but you didn't want to run it, they didn't do anything about it. They just... Nobody ran 54 that year, right? Okay, well, why don't why don't you bitch that they should change the policy and then they should give that number to some, a deserving well, person? Well, that's and let Martin Davos run five. Yes, my point was that the the guys on the back end, the, the guys on the back end, ninety nine, one hundred, should be moved up, and we have right, more yeah, guys. Yeah, I'm just saying, numbers. why don't you why don't we make a change right. in the policy where that number gets used? Yeah. And that person that, you, that would even give that would even be the greater good because then you're giving more numbers out. Do if Davos doesn't want 31, right. awesome, give it to the number 102. He got points. He was busting his ass all year. Yeah, he's he, not that good. He might have scored so, points. Well, they should just take it right, down. Why don't the, we go that direction yep, instead they, of they can do oh, that. you got well, stuck, you should run your number. And also, too, a three-digit number. Um, you know, you can't really you see any three-digit numbers in NASCAR. You can't really market a three-digit number. You should market I, a two-digit. It number. doesn't matter what if it's a five-digit number. Let me ask huh? you a question. You're already doing the 100. That's well, three What digits. about what, what? Yeah, that's my whole point. What's the problem with let that? Me ask you, let me ask you a question. Let's say back in the day when Bradshaw, what number do you think of Damon can we, Bradshaw? Can we, what can what we, number do you think of Damon Bradshaw when he raced? Uh, 45? 45. 11. 45. 45. Yeah, 45, sure. Okay, so just think if he was number 45 his whole career. Yeah. Okay. Jeff okay, Stanton, what, what do you think of Jeff Stanton? Let's pick this up when we get back. Number two? Number three? Number one. And six times. Yeah, get, get your call. Let's let's take let's talk to the homeless guy. But I do want to pick this back up, JT, and prove my point that I'm right. All right, call me back. See ya. Yeah. Hobo Nick. Yeah. What's up, guys? What's up, man? How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I mean, it's rough out here, but I'm doing uh, I'm doing okay. For people who don't know, on the phone, Nick Kleckner. Kleckner? Did I say it right? Kleckner. Yeah, you got it. He now were you Daniel Blair's mechanic or just buddy uh kind of mechanic slash buddy i mean i'm i'm not much of a mechanic uh i could change a tire and so you, know, you were just like steve was for ferry yeah <laughs> i'm kind of just uh i'm just just a buddy hanging out and helping out uh it actually started out i was his personal trainer so i i, I used to be okay. a personal trainer and i started training him to get ready for supercross for 2009 that's that's sort of how we hooked up and uh went on the road and and was just his pit mechanic and for people who don't know, Nick is walking, Kenny, he's walking across America. What? By foot, on foot. Why? With a, Well, yeah, why are you doing that? Are you broke Nick? and you don't have a car or you can't get a bus ticket or a, a freaking flight? What's your, what's your deal? Talk about that, Nick. What, what are you doing this for? Hey, his name ain't oh. Nick. It's Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting that everywhere. Um, well, there's a, there's, a, there's a real long story, which I won't bore you guys with, but uh, kind of the shorter story is, uh, you know, I just kind of, kind of came to a point back here, I'm from California, kind of came to a point where <clears throat> I sort of came to a crossroad, you know, I just, 
um, I had a good job uh, after '09 Supercross. I went back, and uh, I'm a, uh, an electrician back at home, so I was working there and mm-hmm. doing well. Had a, you know had a pretty good pretty good life uh, from the outside, and good you know a lot of material things, and uh, you know every, everything was right. nice and peachy. But uh, something was missing, you know, something inside. Uh, I just wasn't really happy, so I kind of kind of hit a crossroad, I guess, and didn't really know what to do, and uh, didn't know where to turn. So. Um, I don't know why this popped into my head, but I just um, I ended up going to some of the East Coast Supercross rounds, and then after Houston, uh, Daniel Blair and Cole Siebler dropped me off at the airport, flew to Florida, and took nothing with me. I started uh, on the beach in Jacksonville with uh, nothing. I mean, I had my license and backpack, sleeping bag, and just a few things, and you know, I just went from there to see how far I could make it. Wow. And, and so, you're, where are you right now? Uh, right now, I just—I'm about 40 miles west of the uh, Mississippi River. I just crossed into Louisiana a couple days ago, so I'm—I'm I'm trekking across Louisiana right now. How many days has it been? Today is day 55. Jeez. But dude, <laughs> you know, for people who want to follow you on Twitter, it's uh, hobo underscore Nick on Twitter. Uh, hook them up fo- and uh, follow them and see been following your journey it sounds like you're getting some momentum like there's some really cool people that are helping you out with this i mean you don't have any money you don't have really any you don't want to take a ride from anybody but people are certainly you might be the most well-fed hobo out there <laughs> yeah you know it's it's been crazy out here I, when i started i didn't really know what to expect i, I didn't prepare for this not even one ounce not even 0.01 percent i didn't train i mean my extent of training before this, of walking, was from the pits to the stands, you know, oh. to watch practice and then to go up and watch a night show. That, that was about it. So when I started, absolutely no plan of what to do. I just kind of just winged it. And uh, <clears throat> it kind of turned into this pretty cool thing, man. I, I've, I've just uh, ran into this really cool people. Uh, Daniel convinced me, Daniel Blair convinced me to start a Twitter account when I, when I started this. I, I didn't have mm-hmm. one. and. So he set me up and helped me, and kind of I, I was confused at first, and and uh, you know he kind of showed me what, what was going on with Twitter, and then from there I just started kind of giving updates to uh, to him, and and uh, maybe I had about eight or ten followers at the time, uh-huh. um, and uh, we stayed at a Canards training this year, uh, well for the few rounds I went on the East Coast, and mm-hmm. so. Uh, <clears throat> Jimmy Albertson and Greg Albertson and Trey Kennard and those guys sort of just kind of, uh, you know, spread the word, I guess, on their Twitter. And, um, you know, none of this was intended by me. I just I was just kind of doing this for myself. And it just kind of turned into this pretty cool thing now where I have uh, people who who come visit me along the way and and are bringing me things and and really propelling me to to keep going. You know, it's it's been it's been pretty cool. It's been a. It's been eye-opening for sure. And, and, I mean, not even Twitter followers, just random people that pull off to help me. Um, I, I've been getting just support like that uh-huh. along the whole way. And, that, I mean, I just didn't expect that. And it's, it's, been, a, it's been quite a journey. I, uh, the gnarliest thing is uh, where you sleep. Like, you really, it's, it's dark and you just lay your sleep. You try to do some churches, right, during the night. But you really just have a sleeping bag and a, and a, and a pimp, hobo pimp cart. To pull your stuff in, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much uh, bottom of the barrel. I, I, uh, 
just kind of pull off at night. I, I usually shoot for churches, and I'll just sleep behind the church. I figure that's somewhat of a, a safe place where I can stay at night. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, sometimes my GPS, uh, I have an iPod Touch also with Internet, for those of you who... Uh, yeah. That's, that's how I've been... Yeah, no phone. <laughs> no phone at all. What are you doing right now? How are you using a phone to call the right show? Right now, I'm in a, a little Mexican restaurant that I strolled in here, and I've been doing this little trick along the way. Um, uh, you know, I get a, a few dollars here and there of people pulling off, so I, uh, I come into Mexican restaurants a lot, and I order the cheapest thing they have, and I just eat about five pounds of chips and salsa. <laughs> so uh, so uh, that's where I'm at right now, and these guys were kind enough to uh, let me use the phone. I think when I asked at first, they thought I was a little crazy, which I'm kind of used to out here now. Yeah. But, uh, I, I uh, you know, I shared a little bit my story with them, and they were cool about it. So You even ran into an ex-NFL guy um, yeah. along the way, which was neat. Yeah, really random. I... <clears throat> Sometimes I pull off uh, in the middle of the day when it gets really hot to uh, kind of sit out for an hour or two, beat the heat a little bit. And uh, so I pulled off and I took a nap under a tree and just in the middle of the highway, I mean, middle of a stretch of nothing. I mean, there's just trees, no gas stations, houses, nothing, just trees. And this guy wakes me up, this huge, big old yoked out black guy. And I woke up and I was like, I got to this is a dream. There's no way. Like, this is crazy. This is There's no cars around or nothing. So he just wanted to make sure I was okay. And apparently he was on a four or five mile walk or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, ended up being an ex NFL guy. Just had just retired from the Ravens. And, uh, he, uh, thought what I was doing was pretty cool. And, and he kind of pumped me up, gave me a, a little, uh, motivated, yeah. motivating speech. And he's been in contact with me every day through email from really? the day I met him. And so uh, he's, uh, he's been just, you know, just kind of give me uh, uh, words of wisdom and, and this encouragement along the way. So, that's, hey, uh, so how do you know how long this is going to take you? Like, how many days do you think this will take? Do you have any idea? Yeah, well, I mean, as long as I make it, I, as long as I can belly flop in the Pacific Ocean at some point before dying, I'll be happy. But right now at the pace I'm going, it should probably take me around another five months. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, really, it's about huh? two months right now. So. Have a nice time walking across Texas in freaking the middle of uh, what August? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, Jim, that's gonna be rough. We spoke to Jimmy Button who bicycled across, and he said, you know, out there in, on the ten Armarillo and all that, it just, or that would be the forty, but uh, it's just insane, and there's nothing out there but just blazing heat. So, are you growing a big old beard like Forrest and stuff? Yeah, you haven't seen him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got some photos go. of him. He looks like he looks like a hobo. Yeah, Actually. I mean, I match it pretty Good. precisely. Why is Troy Lee Designs not getting a new hat, by the way? Can we do something with that? You know what? I've had people try to give me shoes. I mean, I've had to turn down about 90% of the things people have tried to give me because I'm so – it's been so overwhelming, I can't even carry anything. My knees started throbbing because I had so much weight. People just handing me stuff and giving uh-huh. me – hooking me up. I've had new hats, new shoes, um, all kinds of stuff, and I just – I want to make the things I have last because right now that's all I need. You know, I've always, my whole life, I've, I've been raised, I've been, you know, uh, my family's got money and I've always had nice things and I've never had to push a pair of shoes to the point where I just can't wear them anymore. I just usually, once they're kind of dirty, I just want a new pair that looks nice. So this is kind of new to me and I'm I'm pushing these shoes I got, this, which hey, is still the first pair that I started with until you, they're dust. I duct- want my toes to be yeah. sticking out of you them. You duct tape them, right? You duct tape them oh, yeah. the bottom? Oh, yeah. I've been... I've been duct taping uh, the soles to uh, preserve them the best I can, and I'm I'm pushing these I'm pushing these shoes 
for people who and, and also this might blow some wigs back. You did this before, but you hitchhiked across the country. Um, I actually went from Northern California up to uh, Oregon. Oh, so actually. I actually went to PIR. That was where I ended. I got to go to the race at PIR. Uh, I'll, fill, I'll, I'll pitch your fired. Our fact checker's fired. I thought you hitchhiked across the country. I, I wasn't aware oh, no, that no, I had no. told you that. You didn't. Okay. Just blaming you. Okay. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, it's going to be terrible tonight. It's going to be uh, <laughs> a rough go for it, guy. And you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to come out and walk with you at some point. That'd be awesome. But I don't know how to... How do the logistics of that would work? Like, how you fly, How do I find you? Where do I fly into? How do I get to you? I mean, I rent a car, but then how do I get, you know? There's a lot of logistics yeah, that, that, to figure that, it out. That's kind of tough to coordinate. Um, I've saying. actually had a handful of people who've wanted to fly out and start walking with me. Um, but, I mean, I mean, at first I would have been, I would have said, yeah, but now that I'm kind of used to this and I can kind of see the process, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot harder than it, than it actually sounds just. You know, certain times I got to take a break and like I have to stop. There's no way I can keep going. And right. you know, someone else comes out here. The first, the first two weeks were pretty brutal on my feet, and I, I mean, I was sore. And yeah. So there's just no, there's. I don't think it's. It'd be really tough to match each other's pace. Right. Right. You know, you, stay together. That that'd be the biggest issue. And you don't walk along the interstates, do you? Or do you sometimes just go straight down the interstate? Um. I went down. The only time I've been on the interstate was for about six miles, where my GPS said that there was a frontage road, but it ended up being a dead end, and I really didn't have another good alternative. So I just kind of said screw it and walked the interstate until the next exit, mm-hmm. which was cool because the guy pulled off and gave me ninety-eight dollars. Wow. Yeah. Ninety-eight dollars. Uh, ninety-eight dollars. I've had another guy give me a hundred dollars. I mean, these guys. Are, I mean, Mississippi was just outrageous it was insane was I, it? I had so much support through there that i got to a point where i just felt i was obligated i needed to give it back so i walked through uh some of the cities in mississippi and handed out my, my money to homeless people so i mean yeah that, that was pretty cool i mean to get to that point where i was able to do that was one of them Wyndham? did he stop by give you his rolex or anything i wish I, there's no way i would give him that out um yeah it, that's it's a crazy are you worried about your safety I know I would be. Uh, I, I was for the first couple of weeks, but now it's, I, I'm kind of in a whole new mindset where I, it's hard to explain, obviously, because, I mean, you know, I don't think anyone's been in this situation, but um, I just, like, I'm completely comfortable at night now. I have absolutely no worries. Um, besides the mosquitoes and the bugs and the spiders, uh, I'm I'm perfectly comfortable out here, uh, even in kind of a rougher area. I just kind of go to sleep and just right. you know, I just let it go. I'd be scared of getting killed and raped in that order. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I I had a couple nightmares the first few days about that. He's lost, uh, lost forty pounds so far, huh, Nick? Yeah, down forty pounds, man. Best best diet in yeah. the world. I need to walk across the country. Yeah. How would I get my typing done though, Kenny? iPhone walking typing. <laughs> um, Do you have a cell phone and stuff with you? No, just not. Uh, no, I have an iPod Touch with a uh, Virgin Mobile hotspot that I carry along with me, so I have Wi-Fi. So basically, I have no bills. Uh, the the hotspot's prepaid, and my iPod, you know, I just bought, and so I, that's how I'm able to access the internet and stuff. How do you charge your electronics? Um, I get that question a lot. Um, there's outlets everywhere, and I kind of. 
thought about it, why people ask so much. Um, you know, in your normal everyday life, you have an outlet at your house, you have an outlet, uh, you know, a car charger in your car, and you have an outlet at your work. So you really never have to look for any more outlets because you always have those to rely on. Right. But now that I'm in a spot where I have to look for them all the time and constantly try to keep my things, uh, my batteries going, they're everywhere. I mean, I find them at gas stations, fast food, just um, churches, libraries. I've even found an outlet off a tree walking down the highway. There's an outlet that literally just came from underground and was on the bottom of a tree, and I plugged in, and that worked, too. Nice. So they're all over. They're Sounds everywhere. like you're kicking Forrest Gump's ass to me. <laughs> I don't know, man. He ran what, three times across, and he didn't even pack water, so I think he's the original gangster. And he invented a T-shirt from the, from yeah. the thing. Uh, well, yeah. hey, Hobo Nick, thanks uh, thanks for coming on, man. We got to run. Um, inspiring story. I'd like to have you on again at some point, if it works out, so we can keep up to date with uh, what's going on with your travels. And follow you. Uh, people can follow you at Hobo underscore Nick on Twitter, and it's kind of cool. He posts videos and updates and all that, and in uh, and, and, – yeah, it's kind of neat. Uh, real inspiring story. I, I think you're a little nuts, but uh, that's cool. I, I enjoy I enjoy following it. Cool. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and uh, I'll keep trucking, and hopefully I'll be able to get on again if I'm still yeah. healthy and everything is going good. Yeah, for sure, man. Stay safe. Thanks Thanks for calling. Okay, thank you, guys. Have uh, a good one. Yeah. Bye. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What did that have? That's rad what he's doing. Yeah. But what did that have anything to do with racing or motocross? Well, he used to work for Daniel Blair. Uh, he's Daniel Blair's friend. Hey, on this beautiful, beautiful Memorial Day, where we give thanks to our troops who fought and gave their lives up for this country, Kenny. I he's thought, not even doing it for I a reason. He's an, doing it because he felt like Forrest Gump. He wanted to walk across I thought the maybe country. an inspiring tale like this would, <laughs> would maybe pull you out of your jaded, self-important life that you live. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, I understand it's not moto. Tits, was that not cool, though? I, I is interesting actually. I had never, okay. I had heard of him, but I had never really looked right. into it. But Pookie? yeah, I love it. I've been following it. Since, I, I'm like, not the saying there's anything wrong like with it. I'm saying what's what up, does, Scrooge? What? I'm, just, I'm just asking what did it have to do with with what we're hey, doing here? How would you realize we talked about Van Halen at the beginning of the show? Th- there are no scripts. You're no right. We talked about Fleetwood Mac and his yeah. car. Ride. No, you yeah. talked about Fleetwood. No, Mac. you brought it up and told you us did. about a foot car. You asked ride me why dad. I didn't like Fleetwood Mac, and I told you. And I talked about, hey, I mean, we talked right. about a lot of things on the show. Yeah, why but we I'm, don't have a guy call in saying I'm walking across America. Wow. If he was raising money for Moto, it's Steve or, Show, he can decide what he decides. Oh, see, it's Steve Show. Wow. It's Steve Show. Yeah, it's, it's Steve Show. I did not endorse that comment. <laughs> it's Steve. Isn't it? It, isn't it? It's F Steve's you, show. Dude. Did uh, you know who was on the show before you got here today, bro? He did. Oh, he did? I texted oh, okay. him. He never replied back, but I did oh. text him. Who was on the show? I didn't know. Well. Um, I'm just F saying. you, dude. <laughs> yes. Spooky drop. Uh, I, what's up, Mr. Cold Dark Black Heart over there? I, that's wow. not me at all. I thought you thought the guy was be cool. I really did. I thought. I did. I'm cool. not saying it's not cool. I'm just saying it's irrelevant. Well, what? Like, whatever. I'm I'm wrong again. The numbers. I'm wrong about this. I'm wrong about that. You're, you're wrong about the numbers. I'm wrong about everything. No. You don't no. ever say. You know what? You're right. You I, are 100. I do wrong. too. I the do. Where's the that. sound drop? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The one that where I say you're right. Yeah. Well, pull it. You have. Do we have one? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> See? We do. Absolutely. Kenny has changed my mind on on uh, different topics a few times. Um, um, so, yeah. I guess. 
Says you're Shocked an idiot. That he... Right. I thought that was going to go over you know well. He wants to go. I thought that was. He doesn't go... want to be here. I thought that was going to go over well, so well, <laughs> so good. Hey, buddy. <laughs> not Nick Hobo, Nick and no. Kenny. Not buddies. No, not following him on Twitter. Thanks to BTOSports.com, X Brand Goggles, FMF Racing, uh, Fly Racing, Worst Connection, AGV Helmets, Vivin Home Automation, Tech One Designs, Free Gun Underwear, Rockford Fosgate, and Race Tech. Don't forget tits. What do they got to do to get a full suspension rebuild? They have to email the show by 11.59 p.m. this Friday and tell us why they deserve it. Show at gmail.com. You know who thinks Hobo Nick's, Hobo Nick's story is cool? <laughs> Brian Villapoto. You know who else does? Who? My girl just hit me up and said, stop being a dick. That's very <laughs> inspiring. That's very inspiring what he's doing. Oh. Stop being a dick. <laughs> and See? she wanted to blow me out too when I was saying I didn't watch the race right. when we were in Havasu. I didn't. Why do you do this shit, Watson? <laughs> I don't know. All right, we're gonna go to commercial um, in a little bit, and then we're gonna come back with Marvin Musquin. So uh, thanks for. Oh listening. yeah, that'll be interesting. We'll see you in a little Hope bit. We can understand him. This is Mark Pellegrino. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show, and you're hearing Kenny Watson with the little man's disease and that other idiot. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX Show, presented to you by BTOsports.com with Steve Mathis and Kenny Watson. Keep in mind, this show will inform you, enlighten you, and will enrage you all at the same time. Please take precautions. Whatever you need for your bike or body, BTOsports.com is your destination as we carry all the leading brands. BTO has you covered with the best selection, best service, and best prices around. Make sure to punch in that code, Steve, S-T-E-V-E, and any order over 100 bucks gets a Mathis-sized discount. BTOsports.com is proud to be on board the Pulp MX show, and make sure to check us out on the web at BTOsports.com. Check out our current special for free shipping on all international orders over $799. Works Connection, the little company that started it all, is back with a new invention that writers like Andrew Short, Ivan Tedesco, Brett Metcalf, Josh Hansen, and more can't live without. Our brand new pro launch device makes getting whole shots easy. It's a set it and forget it deal featuring innovation and design that has made Works Connection the number one company for your bike's needs. Also check out WorksConnection.com for our complete line of elite clutch purchase, which we now allow the customer to customize for his wishes. You can choose the color, the lever ratio, and more in what we're calling the one, two, three easy build. Skid plates, hour meters, throttle tubes, radiator braces, and more. Works Connection is the company that is killing it in Northern California and proud to be a sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. As a matter of fact, enter Pulp MX upon checkout and save 20% off your order. Producing helmets since 1948, AGV merged with Dionese in 2007, birthing a renewed commitment to top-of-the-line head protection for off-road and racing enthusiasts. 2012 brings the MTX, AX8, and AX8 EVO. The AX8 EVO is a top-of-the-line helmet worn by Travis Pastrana and Ashley Filer and features the latest in technical design, safety, and comfort. The carbon Kevlar fiberglass hybrid shell keeps the weight low at only 1,100 grams. New padding and revised outer shell incorporate our new shock absorber system which cooperates with existing back protection. 
The AX8 is available in nine colorways with an additional seven in the AX8 EVO. Check them out at AGV.com. Since 1973, FMF has been about getting more out of riding motorcycles. More power, more wins, more fun. For 39 years, we've been rolling up our sleeves, building our factory, engineering and manufacturing the world's finest performance exhausts. Innovation in American craftsmanship makes FMF today's leader in performance. The solution to safeguarding your bike, your tools, and everything else is easy. It's Vivint Alarms and Home Automation. Whatever it is you want to protect, Vivint is one of North America's largest security companies. And on top of the peace of mind you get from having everything protected, you can also get home automation as well. Imagine controlling everything, from your thermostat, lights, to cameras, from your phone. Vivint lets you do all that and more. Ryan Villapoto and even Mathis himself have and use the system every day. Pulp MX Show listeners save 100 bucks by clicking on the banner on the show page. Want to learn more? Go to vivint.com slash pulpmx. Fly racing is moto passion defined. From Trey Kennard and Andrew Short to amateurs, our designers and sales staff, even the crew in the warehouse, we live and breathe racing. 2012 introduces our best line ever, but don't take our word for it. Tell us about the new signature Carbon F2 helmet, Andrew. It was cool to have some input on the designs, and I already really liked the helmet because it was lightweight and safe, but now that the graphics represent what I wanted, it's pretty cool to race in it. How about that 2012 Evolution and Kinetic Racewear? The Evo stuff, I wear it in Supercross. It's a little more high-end because of the looks, and it's a little more heavy-duty, but the Kinetic stuff I love for outdoors because it's lightweight and it feels like it vents a little better. I go mostly off function for uh, what I choose for racing. How's the durability? You know, over the years, they've improved tremendously, and they never settle, and that's what I like about the gear. Fly Racing is distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports. How about those guys, Andrew? Western's a cool company. They're great people. That's what I want to be surrounded with, but they love to ride, and they're passionate about the sport. You know, it's cool to see that translate into a product and a company and what they stand for. Follow Fly Racing in the social media sphere at Facebook.com slash Fly Racing or Twitter.com slash Fly Racing USA. With over 20 years of experience in the graphic design and motocross industries, Tech One Designs has the expertise you need to make your bike look like the pros. Offering a variety of semi-custom and fully custom graphics for your bike, Tech One Designs delivers just what you need at the prices you want, with backgrounds starting as low as $29.99 and full graphic kits from $149.99. As a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show and its dedicated listeners, we want to show our support by offering 15% off your next order. So go to tech1designs.com today and enter the discount code PULPMX15 at checkout to save money today. The little company that could. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of top riders like Kyle Chisholm, Josh Strang, Zach Osborne, and many others, is coming on strong in 2012. Our top-end line of Gox and Limited Goggles have all the features you could want, including four-layer face foam, a lightweight frame, as well as a no-fog, anti-scratch lens. Owned and operated by former national racer and test rider Rich Taylor, it's 25 years of goggle technology, all wrapped up into a high-end goggle with a low-end price. For more information, check out the thexbrand.com. And remember, listeners to the Pulp MX Show 
You can save some cash on their order by typing in the words XCO2012 before they check out. That's XCO2012. Free Gun Underwear is here, everyone. A men's and ladies' underwear company that has taken over Europe has landed on American shores with some of the freshest and funkiest styles you've ever seen. Michael Essie, Ashley Fialek, and X-Game star Jared McNeil all know about Free Gun, and you should too. Over 200 designs for both sexes starting at $9.99. There's sure to be something for you. Free Gun, get hip and get cool. Free Gun is a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. For more information, check out freegun-underwear.com. Rockford Fosgate has been in the business of sound for over 30 years. At Rockford, we know you're fanatical about your music. You take it with you on the road and off. That's why Rockford Fosgate designs and builds audio gear that will deliver big, clear sound for your car, truck, motorcycle, or boat. Rockford Fosgate, car audio for fanatics. Rockford Fosgate is a proud sponsor of the Dodge, Saquon Casino, Harden Huntington, Bell Ray Racing, Supercross team. Pulp MX Show listeners, is it time to change that fork and shock oil? Well, for this and much more, look to Racetech, the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S Custom Series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself gold valve kits or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. Pro racers like Ben LeMay, Derek Anderson, Mike Corbin, Cody Gilmore, and more depend on Racetech. So should you. Fifty-one fifty dreams. Those are what dreams are made of, tits. Those are what dreams are made of. Email from Tom. Dude, 50 minutes in and no moto yet on your show. You're killing me. As bad as talking about fucking football, man. Fuck Hobo Nick. Thank you, Tom, for the kind words for Nick's journey. Uh, nice to know that you care. Kenny? You wish to... I would never say that. I think that's pretty rad what the guy's doing, but I don't think it has anything to do with what we're doing here with, with the show, but... You can't 
discredit the guy for what he's right. doing. I mean, how many people wake up and say, fuck, I'm walking across America? Dude, I have a hard enough time walking <laughs> no in my car in the morning to drive <laughs> to, to go work. to work. <laughs> exactly. Uh, thanks to you guys. Uh, so what happens when you're so obese like me. You just have a hard time with your legs rubbing together walking down the stairs, and you get winded by the time you get to your car. There's um, no way I could walk that far. Thanks, to everybody, for listening. And uh, our first guest is on the line. Uh, thanks to BTOsports.com for, for – uh, Sponsoring the show, Race Tech. Also, send uh, send your email in for Race Tech suspension revalve. Our first guest, uh, KTM Red Bull, um, two time world champion, Marvin Musquin. Marvin, what's up? Hello, guys. How are you? Good. Hey, thanks for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. I think this is your first time. Yeah, no problem. I'm yeah. happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, hey, if you have a question for Marvin Musquin, 702 586 7857. Uh, call in and ask uh, Marvin anything uh, that you have on your mind. Hey, uh, outdoor season, we're two rounds in. Um, how's it going for you so far? Uh, I don't want to say good. I mean, it's so-so because, like, uh, like you know, guys, I had a small uh, injury um, in the Supercross in Salt Lake City. Uh, mm-hmm. So I didn't know I had a small crash, and then I actually broke my uh, my metacarp on my left hand. So that's the same hand that I broke last year in Freestone. Oh, okay. uh, last year, I, so I broke uh, three bones on my hand, the the, the metacarpal. So mm-hmm. and this year I broke one again, the the the, the fifth one. So I didn't know I raced um, Salt Lake City, and then during the week uh, I tried to ride and. Uh, it hurts t- too bad, and I had um, X-ray. It did, didn't show up anything. So um, I rode uh, Las Vegas Supercross, and then I had a, an X-ray right before the, the Supercross with the Asterix Medical Center, and uh, they said it's broken. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but I rode I rode Vegas, and then uh, and then I had a. I mean, we decide with with Roger, with the team, and also Dr. Alexander to have a, a surgery on Monday after Vegas, and. Dr. Alexander put a, a plate on the bone, and then mm-hmm. uh, the goal was was to be ready for Hangtown. I mean, to be able to ride in Hangtown. So I just rode once the, the Wednesday before Hangtown uh, at my stone with a 350, just just to see if if my hands worked. I mean, right. it was good. So so no training for two weeks, and before Vegas, no riding outdoors, just a little bit supercross. So you know, outdoors is really tough, and it's way different than than supercross, and. Yeah. Uh, you need to ride and train a lot for for, for outdoors. So, so I was really happy to be able to ride in Hangtown and then um, finish uh, ninth overall. First motor, I finished fifth. Mm-hmm. It was a good race. And then second motor, I was really really tired. I mean, my my hands hurt a little bit, but also I got blisters and my hands burned. And so, like I said, no yeah. riding for two weeks. So right. it was really really tough. But. Uh, so to respond to your question, uh, this weekend <laughs> I, I finished six overall. It's not too bad, you know. I, yeah. I'm trying my best. I'm I, I'm really training uh, during the week, and my condition is getting better. Riding is okay. Uh, my speed is okay, but uh, the condition is it's the key. So uh, right. it's getting better, and then uh, I would say it's it's okay. You know, it, it would be it would be better. Yeah, it's kind of tough to to get in shape and to ride when you can't, and then you go to the race on the weekend and you struggle. So it's got to be frustrating because um, there's just not much yeah. not much you can do. So when do you think you'll be at 100%? Uh, when do you think this thing will be uh, healed up and you'll be able to, to train during the week and ride motos during the week? 
Uh, I, I trained la last week. I mean, it was actually my, my first week of okay. training. I mean, riding. Uh, I tried to, to train after the, the, the surgery, but I was really tired, you know, after mm -hmm. the, 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 the surgery. But um, this weekend in Freestone, I, I rode good, you know. Just um, at the end of the moto, I was kind of tired, but... Uh, tired, but uh, uh, like I said, it's getting better, and my 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 speed is okay. I just need um need to to get yeah better by the condition, and then uh, th those riders like Roxanne and Tomac and they are really really fast. Uh, I'm not so far from them, but just uh, right. I need a, b a better condition. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah. I don't well, know. I, I want to be. I want to be. 100% right now, but uh, I'm trying, you know, I'm training every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, considering all you've done and uh, or haven't been able to do, you're sixth in points and uh, not that far off, like you said, of that lead group. So I imagine a 100% healthy uh, Marvin Musquin will uh, you'll do better than what, than what you've been doing. Um, let's talk about your career here so far in the U.S. Now, last year uh, you got hurt at Bercy. You missed all of Supercross. All of us fans were looking forward to seeing you come in um, to the outdoors. And unfortunately, Freestone, you were in second, and Barsha's cartwheeling bike broke your hand, and you missed a lot of races, came back late in the year, and, and started to get better from there. But then the the uh, season ended. So this year you come in, you're looking good. L.A., you crash pretty hard, um, and then kind of takes away some of your momentum. And now this broken hand, do you feel frustrated a little bit from your American career? Um, it seems like every time you get going, you, there's a little setback. Is it frustrating for you? You know what you said. It, it, it's true. I mean, I mean, it's true. Uh, not because I am frustrated, but uh, it's true. You know, and those things happen. Uh, um, U.S. is is very different compared to Europe uh, uh, because it's super cars, but also riders are more aggressive uh bikes every bikes i would say are really good i mean every brown has good are good but uh yeah uh yeah last year was really really bad year for me but um and i'm really happy to be here i mean i really enjoy the life in america and uh, i have a great team the red bull ktm i have a great bike i'm here with Mathilde, my wife uh mm -hmm. i mean i have everything everything to 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 do good so uh I can't complain. Just it's it's really tough because I had some uh, some injuries that I never had injuries before right. uh, in Europe. I mean, small injuries. Uh, so no, I, I don't want to say I'm frustrated, but uh, I just want to say you. Uh, it's it's really hard. It's harder than than Europe, and yeah, I have to train more than than I was training in Europe. Uh, I have to be more aggressive, mm -hmm. more more consistent during the the model all the way to. The, to the hand, it's. Um, I don't want to say it was easy in Europe well, because it, it wasn't, but it's 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 different. There is more fast rider for sure. I feel like uh, you know, I went to the GP, I went to uh, Toshintal in '09, and I went to uh, the Des Nations, and I went to Bercy two, three, four times in a row, and I f I feel like the Amer USA has not seen the Marvin Musquin that I saw over there. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like you haven't just got been able to get on that roll yet, and uh, partly due to injuries. So, you know, hopefully that all comes together for you um, soon because you're in a contract. Yeah, but here. you know, I, I yeah, I think uh, you know in Europe I used to to do great starts, um, and then I was I was just riding um, 
not really aggressive. And right here, if I start first, I really have to be careful, you know, behind me because riders are really aggressive and mm -hmm. it was way different in, in Europe. And I don't want to say it was easy, but it was, it's it's different. And then um, I was I had really good battle with uh, with Ken Raxen, but yeah. it was only yeah. me and 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 him on the on the top the yeah. the, the last two years uh, in Europe. So. Uh, I think uh, you know the the, the lover is it's it's different. You can see like uh, uh, somebody like um, Tommy Sir, you know, is is winning some some races, and I, I don't think in, in US. I mean, he, he never won any races. Uh, I think no. in US. So yeah. I think the lover is it's different. Yeah. Yeah, and the uh, how are you getting along with Ken Roxon? Obviously, at one time uh, rivals, and uh, he's on a Suzuki, you're on a KTM over there. But now you guys are teammates, and uh, how how are you getting along with Kenny? Oh, really good. You know, Kenny is a really easy person, and yeah. then uh, uh, I think it's it good to have him uh, like a teammate because, uh, like, uh, on the track, on the test track, uh, in, in supercars, you know, when you, when you do lap time, so when you do a moto, you know, you 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 can see each other on the track, and you don't want to you don't want to be uh, you want to be faster than yeah. I mean, I want to be faster than than him, and he also wants me right. to be faster than me. So it's it's really good and. Um, I think uh, I think we we improve a lot uh, on the bike together, and uh, mm -hmm. for sure there is a lot of competition. And for the for the moment, is uh, is better than me outdoors. But uh, well, we had a really good bar in uh, in Las Vegas uh, doing the, the shootout, so that was kind of nice. And uh, I was I mean uh, I had fun to 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 ride to roll with him in, in Vegas. It, mm -hmm. It's been a while, right? Um, and then hey, how much? Question for you. I asked Roxon the same question when we had him on the show. How much different is your American KTM 250XXF versus your uh, European works bike? How much over there? Obviously, they can change everything. Over here, you're limited. So, what's the difference between the two bikes? Uh, what do you think? Uh, it's hard to say. You know, in Europe, uh, before we had a we had a, a sound limit, so mm -hmm. that was a big difference. Also, the gas was different, so mm -hmm. you know the the bike here was was really I mean was better than than Europe, and uh, you know now um, I don't know, I don't know. I used to I used to ride like I said I used to ride with different sounds uh, so, uh, sounds uh, for the bike. So yep. the, the the pipes and muffler was was different, and then the gas so. So the bike was better here. So, but right now, uh, Airlings uh, and then the, the team in Europe they have a, a brand new bike, a new engine, stuff like that. So mm -hmm. that uh, that we can ride with with it right now in the US. So um, uh, I really want to try it. So, but uh, we have a really really good bike here, and I think they have a new bike in Europe, really good now. So, but I would say when I was riding in Europe and compared to now, I have a better bike now. But yeah different um what about uh you're living in california um you, any plans to go out east at all i, I know like ken's at, at andrews and a lot of the guys like the heat and humidity on the east coast are you just going to stay in cali all year um i think so yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't know i'm not really friends with with one rider that i can go and uh and then stay with with, with somebody else uh i mean in the east coast so mm -hmm. No, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here. You can stay with JT, eh? You can stay with JT, Jason Thomas. We'll hook oh. you up. You can, stay, you can go stay with him. Um, okay, no problem. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. We're gonna have a little JT and, and Marvin show. Hey, uh, Dylan's on the line. He wants to ask 
you how your last name is officially pronounced because uh, we've heard it a few different ways over here. How do you pronounce your last name like officially? So, so first name Marvin, so it's easy for you. It's mm-hmm. English, and then uh, it, my last name is Muscan. Muscan, okay. Because yeah, I think I Muscan. pronounce it wrong. Yep. Um, um, so yeah, thanks to Dylan. Hey, and then also too, uh, um, next year your contract's up, right, with KTM. This yep. year, so you uh, you definitely want to stay in America. You stay with KTM. That's your plan. But um, I imagine some GP teams have probably contacted you, huh? Uh, no, I'm, I I I didn't get any any offer from from Europe. I think uh, I think they know I want to stay in the US. Yeah. Um, uh, today I'm I'm really happy to be uh, with KTM. You know, we had a. Uh, a really good times together and really hard time when I was uh, when I when I raced uh, uh, my first year in GP and my second year. Uh, I mean, I moved, I changed, I moved yeah. the team from from private Honda to KTM, and I had a lot of problem with the team, and uh, so and KTM really helped me a lot, and especially Pete Barrow. Uh, so um, we have a really really good relationship together mm-hmm. and good remember. So that's why I feel good. Uh, we have a great team here, great people. Roger De Costa, like you know, he and every son, everybody. So, no, I feel good. You know, uh, uh, I'm really happy because I had uh, some 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 contact uh, from different teams and uh, that I really really appreciate it. And then, uh, it, it, I mean, it feels good to to um, to have calls from uh, some different team manager. Right. But um, like I said, I, I feel good on. Um, on the KTM team, and uh, it's a, it's a, it's a family for me. Uh, so I think I, I'm gonna stay. Yeah, we will see. I heard I heard Pro Circuit. Maybe I heard Pro Circuit. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, that'd, yeah, be, that'd be good. Just saying. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, what about Frankie? Frankie, your mechanic. Uh, I've known him for a long time since the 1997 uh, when he started being wow. a wrench. Uh, he's a good guy. Um, talk about him a little bit and working yeah. with Frankie. I'm I'm also happy, really happy to have Frankie next to me. And I used to have um, a French mechanic from from Europe, and he moved in the U.S. with me, Jan Primo. And uh, so last year was really really tough year, like like mm-hmm. I said before. And then he moved to Pro Circuit. So um, so Frankie got uh, <laughs> my mechanic uh, from from the beginning of the year. So uh, it's it's different for me. I mean, uh, to have an American mechanic but uh, I think it's good you know uh, because um, to, uh, to learn English also on the back or talking or whatever and then he, he learned me some, some things you know he, he has uh, uh, I think a lot of experience from, from, from being a mechanic and from Supercross Marcos so, and Frankie is a really really cool guy and uh, his word uh, he, he learned me a word is awesome he always tell me to say Awesome. <laughs> when you ask me, how are you, you have to say awesome. He's, he's, I mean, he also say always awesome. So when I text him or whatever, yeah, I yeah. ask him, he's always and so awesome. So he, he, uh... it's kind of weird because last time I told him, but hey, if you feel bad or whatever, just tell me because you always say awesome. So I don't know if when you, he's going to feel, feel bad. So. Uh, but he, um, yeah, he, he, seems he, to be, nice. he seems to be staying cleaner this year like he's not as messy <laughs> as he normally is like usually you know by the end of the day his shirt's untucked there's dirt everywhere 
He looks like he's been rolling around in the mechanics. I area. think he has. To, I think they have a protocol at KTM where they have to be clean. Yeah. And I think he probably changes his shirt like five times a day. Because <laughs> he looks cleaner this year. I don't remember seeing like. Well, Supercross, you don't get that dirty. Go, go walk by after the first moto and see how dirty he is. I, I have. Yeah. No, no, exactly, exactly. After maybe one or two hours on, on the track, you know, he is already dirty uh, compared <laughs> to the other mechanic. But uh, okay. I think yeah, you're right. He's getting way better than before. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, hey, man, uh, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Um, good luck. Okay. Like I said, I, I really feel like having seen you at GPs and having seen you at Bercy, I feel like uh, the American race fans haven't seen the best of Marvin Marvin Musquin. What? By the way, can you, is it moving Marvin? Marvin the Martian? What uh, What nickname do you prefer? Uh, I have a nickname. It's uh, Marv Attack. <laughs> Mar- oh, Marv Attack. Uh, That's right. I forgot about that one, too. Yeah, Marv Attack. It's from, uh, it's from a friend of me from, from France. Uh, Frankie, Frankie, sometimes he called me because you know, nickname also MM from my initials, and he say metal militia also but uh, i don't really like this <laughs> i don't have tattoos or whatever so i prefer Marv attack or marvin the martian yeah it's fine yeah i know the guys uh like uh, the guys at ktm would call you moving marvin moving marv uh-huh. um, but uh okay. yeah, hey um thanks for like i said i feel like they haven't seen we haven't seen the best of you and uh, uh i hope you get healed and healthy and i know you can run with those front guys um just got to get uh, a couple breaks go your way with health wise, and I think it'll work out. I know you okay. train hard and you work hard, so and uh, yeah, man, uh, good luck the rest of the season. I, I hope I, I hope I show good good speed in Supercross. No. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, um, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Can't maybe <laughs> maybe you're talking about uh, about outdoors, but yeah, yeah, outdoors. Is what I'm saying. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, no, almost. Uh, Almost a race winner in Supercross. Came close. Came close. Um, but uh, it was it was a it was a depth. Uh, it was depth of a field in the West Coast. It was gnarly. I think it was worse than the East. Um, thanks, though, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Okay. Cool. Thank you. See, right. you soon. See you this weekend. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye. All right, everybody. KTM Red Bulls. Uh, Marvin Musquin. Good guy. Yeah, that was an awesome interview. Thank you, Ken. You did a really good job interviewing that guy. You probably said. You probably asked him five questions, and he talked for well, ten minutes. Some each pe- one. Eddie he, Ray he was did the same really way. Well. Some people like talking, Kenny. Some people care about the sport, and they care about having fans. Uh, you um, know what? That's like he—he's the happiest French dude I've ever seen. They are, uh, you know, Purcell, and even DV when he came here was weird. Um, <laughs> or, but Tortelli uh, was cool. Ron Ron was cool. Yeah, like they're they're hot and cold. Prashan, Prashan, right? Not cool. Bale, yeah, not too happy when he was here. Yeah. You're right. So it's like hot and cold. There's like no medium. They're either yeah. really cool or they're like weird. Um, you want to get a free race tech suspension, full on springs, everything. Um, emails at pulpamexshow at gmail.com and tell us why you deserve spring, gold valve kit, uh, new oil, all the labor. Uh, you pay for the shipping and uh, tell us why you deserve it and you will. We'll go through the go through the emails and pick a winner, winner next week. And thanks for Racetech for coming on board. Also, twenty percent discount on Racetech stuff. Pulpamex Show twenty twelve. Save twenty percent on that. Uh, Tech One Designs makes um, some super cool Pulpamex graphics, and we are going to give some away. Out of where are they from? Minden, Nevada. That's right. Uh, they start uh, background start as low as twenty nine ninety nine, and uh, the full graphic kits are one hundred fifty bucks. Save fifteen uh, percent on Pulpamex Show. Uh, Pulpamex fifteen. If you uh, go to techonedesigns.com, also Works Connection. If you type in Pulpamex at Works Connection, 
com. You can save yourself 20%, Kenny. Wow, that's awesome. Eric at Works Connection, one of the cooler guys in the industry, for sure. Definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, hey, let me ask you a question. Yep. Where, does, where does someone go if they want to get some Pulp MX stickers for their car or their bike or their they, – they, uh, how much do you sell those for? I don't sell them. About much as your sound drops? What do you mean? I don't know. As I much as my sound drops. You, do you – I mean – the the app, sorry. Oh, the app. Oh, yeah. uh, no, I don't charge for those. I if you order a hat or a T-shirt, I throw a bunch of them in. Really? You know? yeah. So what happens if someone just wants to get some stickers? Uh, uh, I was are doing they free? a thing. Yeah, I was doing a thing where you send me in a self-addressed self-addressed stamp envelope, and I'll okay, I'll give you some stickers. All right, One time cool. I just said I'll send stickers for free, and it cost me like sixty bucks. Really? Yeah. That's so well. So, that's that's worth it though. The rest of the uh, listeners are, are worth sixty bucks. Yeah. So um, I would like to send a sticker to everybody in the chat room for just being so lovely tonight. Oh, so now you're back on the chat room. <laughs> no, I'm just. Uh, hey, btosports.com, punch in Steve and save yourself uh, 15% on those guys. So if you listen to the show, Kenny, you basically just save money. That's all you do. You just save a shit ton of money. Um, so That's where we're, 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 uh, we're uh, looking for everyone's best interest, how to save money. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we're coming up at the 8 o'clock hour with uh, Grant Langston, and then he will probably talk. You want to talk about a talker? I'll be out. You want to so talk about fine. a talker? That's the, and then uh, Leroy, Lee McCollum will be up after that. Um, former roadie for Iggy Pop. I, I might be wrong there, but I, I, I think he had something to do. I might be wrong with that. Um, JT. Yo. You're back. Uh, Kenny, uh, Kenny wants Hobo Nick. Kenny was not impressed with Hobo Nick. Bullshit. I didn't say that. I just said Hobo Nick walking across <laughs> America had nothing to do with Moto. I think what he's doing is freaking phenomenal. I told, I told Steve – I'm so like I can't even walk to my car without getting tired. Like my loves my you know I'm really overweight. And my my r- legs rub together and I'm just fat and I just dude I just you know he said he lost forty pounds though. Yeah, but good. he's he's moto he's a moto guy though, right? So whatever, it's all related. <laughs> hey, I think it'd be even more sweet if some guy rode a two-stroke or like an RM80 across the country. Hey, MX2012 <laughs> on freegun-underwear.com uh, free and save yourself 20% off that. JT, you want to play uh, X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment? I got three questions for you. Yeah, bring it. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Um, thanks to xbrand.com. Go on thexbrand.com. Look on more. How did I get clipped out of the... Uh, you got clipped this- because you told me you didn't watch the race. Try me. I, well, now you say you watch the race. Give me, give me number two and give him, give him two. Give me one. I'll give you one. Yeah, I got one for you that I can switch right, over. Perfect. Um, JT, you ready? Yeah, man. I'm ready. All right, 15 seconds or less. Type on look on more. 40 percent off on goggles. Uh, Rich Richard X Brand says he's killing it with that discount code. 40 percent, pretty good. Who is Rich Taylor? Of course he is. Okay. Are you mad you can about get Smith Optics at BTOSports.com? Are, ma- are you mad about uh, are you mad about uh, your Match.com profile no. being used? Okay, Dude, I don't give a shit. That's not my deal. Tits, hey, you, got you know thing? what's crazy? Tits, you got the thing ready? Hey, is Rich Taylor a sponsor of the show, or is yeah. he just no full sponsor? Rich Taylor is good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he no, even if he wasn't, it wouldn't even <laughs> matter. <laughs> I know. Right. No, I was, no, I wouldn't. I was totally waiting for which. <laughs> I would <laughs> never do that. Me and Rich are way too cool. But dude, I'm just saying, like he. Even if he d- wasn't a sponsor and we just plugged him, I'd be cool with that anyways. Yeah. I like that guy. Hey, buddy. Uh, I do like that drop. Good job <laughs> on that swizzle. Obviously. JT, uh, 15 seconds or less. Uh, who is going to be the top-placing BTOsports.com 
guy at the end of the Nationals? Michael Byrne. Oh, hey, F you, F you Jimmy uh, Albertson. <laughs> Why? F that's you, not like that. Wow. You got to pick one. I know. I, I totally thought you wouldn't do it, but that's – Burner's good. Burner was good, huh? Hangtown's not good for him, so it didn't go well. But uh, I thought Burner was pretty impressive this weekend. So I mean, it could go. It could go really either way on that one. It's not like I don't know. Tits. It's not. It definitely no. uh, wasn't a dive at After or a dig at Jimmy at all. Did you do Burner? That's for sure. Yeah, I did it. Oh. All right. Next question, uh, JT, on the X Brand Goggle Tear Off segment. Give us your best moto finish this summer. Uh. So far, it's been 27. No, but your best moto finish this summer. <laughs> Anticipated. Yes. What, what it's going to be? Yep. Uh, 14. Kenny, here's a question for you. Pretty simple stuff. We're two rounds in. Ten left. Who's going to win the 250 motocross title? Tomac. And the 450? I think James. All right, 9.7 seconds. That's been the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment. Wow. Who do you to pick, JT? I like You're going to win the titles? Yeah. Who do, who do you think? Uh, Baggett. I'm with Baggett. And Stu. I'm with Baggett. Tits, what do you think? I think that's probably a safe bet. I, I just think – um, I mean, Baggett's shown a little bit more maturity now. Like, he's yeah. not as oh, wild. Oh, it's, it's a coin toss. For it, sure. it is. Yeah. But uh, it, it's going to be close. I think both those guys, they're going to have battles. Uh, I think Baggett's more of like a wild child, though. I think Baggett will definitely, definitely hang it out there a little bit more than than, uh, than Tomac, but it'll be good. It's everybody's favorite favorite segment. Tweet at tits, btosports.com. Let's do it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Hey, what about Ken Roxon, though? Two podiums. <laughs> what? What are you laughing at? It's just funny that you start a segment and then you just don't do the segment. I think Roxon needs a year. I think next is. year he, I think he needs to deal with the heat a little bit. And You're yeah. terrible tonight. He hasn't really even talked like he hasn't even got into the heaters yet, dude. Like he said it was hot this weekend. He did yeah. It, and I'm like, dude, yeah. you wait till you get to Millville and there's like hundred percent humidity. It wasn't that bad this weekend, was it, JT? The second moto was pretty warm. The first moto wasn't bad at all. The was it hot or humid? Was, warm. was it humid or just hot? Uh it was both. Honestly, it just felt there was pretty windy. So it was kind of cutting it a little bit. But mm-hmm. It was definitely warm the second moto. Like I, I wouldn't say it was just going to be the hottest race all year, but it, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't uh, an easy one by by any means. Oh, this just in X-Brand tear off segment question: How much more money would you have earned, JT, had you had a permanent number? <laughs> That's uh, maybe forty cents. Okay, just checking. That's, that's, that's not yeah. bad. Just checking because some people seem to, some people seem to think that that's permanent right. numbers will change the face of the sport. That's all. So it I'll will. What? I mean, I do think it's good for certain people. It's just not good for me. I'm not in the spotlight enough. I don't have any. Steve, you know, let me ask you a question. What are you bringing? What are you bringing? What is going to change our sport? Just keeping it the way it is? No. We have to, you have to get I have creative. some very great ideas on what, what would help, help the sport, and none of them involve giving guys permanent numbers. Okay, but those guys getting permanent numbers are the guys that 
go out and race to make money and promote themselves as athletes. If you're why does it why does a guy play football have the same number on his back every year so he could be identified as number eighty five? Some guys change numbers. Shut up. They do. Dude. You're you're an JT? idiot. You're an idiot. That that's of their own volition though, isn't it? Yes, exactly. They get traded to a different team and someone has that number. Um, it's just, it's if like you win a title, you should have a permanent number. Dude, I agree. It, dude, it's a sport. It's like any other sport. Okay, motocross is the only sport out there where they Dale do Jr. that. Dale Jr. changed his number. Because someone owned that number at a well, car. Just, you said that's the only I mean, sport. Do you, do you think that Jimmy should have had to change from 15 every year? No. I don't. Why? Okay. He, 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 he won a title. To, he won a he, Supercross title. But he, but he has that's that number to be, I, to be identified. All right. Tweet a tits segment. These are actual <laughs> questions from actual listeners mm-hmm. uh, directed to you at Tits Legendary. Correct. And uh, you have culled through dozens and dozens and dozens. Maybe even hundreds. Of questions and picked the best ones, despite people thinking that you picked the worst ones. Right. Let's go. Okay. Uh, Chuck Cambo. You said the Villeman tweeted that some riders have doctors at the rigs to give them IVs in between the motos. Who said that? Villeman. Oh. Can you uh, confirm or deny this? Uh, not unless I'm in the motorhome. But if you were to ask me if I would bet JT's life on whether the guys are getting IVs in their motorhomes, mm-hmm. I would I would take that bet because they are. Yeah. To save JT. Right, JT? There's no uh, way they're not. There's no way they're not. I mean, it goes on. I, I'm not going to name names because no, no, I don't no, know but, for sure who's no, doing it not. not. It goes on. But, but you, would, there, you would lay a lot of money that, it, that they, these guys are doing it, right? Uh, is someone doing it? Like you're just saying, what I weigh a lot of money that somebody out there is doing it. Yes, yeah, some some of the top yeah, guys at a motorhome yeah, are doing it. Yeah, somebody's doing it. Absolutely, I guarantee you, somebody's doing it. Now, can you maybe, as a rider, tell us how much it helps, if it helps at all? It's a opinion? it's an enormous benefit. Enormous. enormous, enormous. Yeah, if you get if you got a saline a saline bag and then uh, like a, whatever it is a glucose bag or whatever it is that has the sugar in it, you feel like a different person after it honestly you really do it's it's so for for somebody to do it when it's illegal it's really 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 unfair you know it's really really stupid i think they should be able to do that i mean i think i do too i'm not saying that i'm saying for it to be illegal yeah and someone to do it yeah it's illegal now we should be able to do it i think we should be able to do it so do you think i mean like I, I would say when the humidity's up and it's super hot, I don't, I don't think like every time, but I think there should be circumstances what, when they say it's how, legal to do it. How are you going to do eighty guys? You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know that. Yeah, it's, it's you, you can't. Like, do how that. would you? I agree. Uh, I, I'm with you. Okay, so let's make it legal. Do they do but, it in football? Uh, I think they do it in the locker rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do. can do it in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, dude, I, I mean, just think that safety has to be the number one factor. Exactly, exactly. Well, it has to be. I mean, we already lost one person last year. Like, what's it going to take but, for? Okay, but how do you do eighty guys? With I don't ID? know, but there. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm smart enough to make that decision. Right. But there has to be a way to keep people safe when. Yeah. I mean, we're. It's not like we're running around, you know, in in running shorts and and water bottles. We have helmets on and, and two layers of socks and knee braces and boots on and all this crap. You know, I mean, our body t- our body temperature is way too high. To be I, taking chances with I don't, dehydration on top of that, and I don't think they should. I don't think they should make it legal, and then not provide for the Mike Corbins of the world. Because if you have the top fifteen doing IVs, because they have the money and the wherewithal to do it, 
I feel like you said, JT, that's vastly unfair for the other 25 guys. I'm so, sure there's yeah, a black market you, you out there. You can apply that to anything, though. though. You, if, you get, if you've ever ridden a factory bike, you could say, oh, well, that's not fair. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, but in, in, in a perfect world, they would have stations where if you really needed it, you could go get an IV in between motos and right. everything would be fine. Yeah. But, I mean, it, just for it to be illegal, no matter what, it, and you know you need it, but on the, on the other hand, you know you have to line up for the second moto because it's your job. Yeah. It's just not a good situation to be in. And in your opinion, JT, it's enormous. An enormous benefit. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a measurable benefit okay. on yeah. a really, really hot day. I've never really had one, so I can't speak to. I can tell you I've gone in after, like, Southwick 05. There's been some really, really hot days that stick out in my mind where after the second moto, I was just done. Like, I was dizzy coming off the track, could barely find my truck, and I, I'm like, just get me to the truck. I'm going to get an IV. And when I left the Astro truck, I was ready to go. I could have ridden again, no problem. Like, I was wow. a different person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that big of a difference. Uh, we got a call for you, actually, JT. Uh, TC, you there? Hey. What's up, man? I'm here. Thanks for listening. Hey, What's man. Up? Hey, appreciate it, yeah. Love you guys. Uh, we, we, lo- we love you. So, I'm walking through the through the infield at Freestone, second mile of 450s. I look to my right, and I see the worst thing I could possibly see, the 66 laying on the ground. Oh, I thought maybe uh, you'd seen uh, the Australian guy there. I No, I immediately run to the fence because nobody's doing anything, and I just start screaming my face off for JT. I oh, is that you? I heard you. I heard you. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Dude, I was screaming my face off you, JT. What were you screaming? Yeah, man, I, I heard you. He's like, somebody, somebody was yelling, I'm like, don't quit, keep going. And I heard my name over and over. Hey, let me ask and you a question. Like, if JT had a T-shirt with number 66 on it, would you buy it? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh, there we go. There you go. You're, you're hey, the... I really appre- I appreciate it. I was pumped because I, know I was already everything. doing terrible. I mean, I was riding around in the back. And this is how pumped JT is right now. Really far in the so back. So happy. And then people are still yelling. So that's awesome. I was yelling I at the can, TV. I, mean, I was yelling at the TV. Come on, JT! Over, I'm like, Dude, From that's the JT, and everybody's just standing there. I'm like, that's JT, people. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> I crashed hard too. It sucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thanks for the encouragement, TC. Thanks, man. Hey, for hey, JT. man. Ian. Yeah, I really appreciate it, man. Thanks. Same thing. Same thing for IT, man. My heart just sank for him when I saw him laying there in the second mode again in the first corner. Yeah, go to Huntington, HeartHuntington.com for a number nine T-shirt, by the way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thanks, Kenny. No problem. Thanks. Uh, all right, next question, Tits. All right, Jared Anderson says, since the blue flags don't seem to work, why Whoa. not Why not allow helmet communication for the racers to let the officials? Let Who's the paying for it? Hey, you know. know what I think this they need to do? Question. Also, too, for the guys who have the, hum- the helmet communications, JGR has it. Um, you can barely hear the guys unless you're like off the throttle coming into a turn. It's not like it's crystal clear. Hey, I got a good idea. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever go to the go kart track and they have the shut off thing to shut your bike off? Yeah. Like shut your cart off to slow it down. They should have those on the bike. As so, JT's coming up the face. That'd be awesome, dude. If you, they'll give I you. I can barely ride it when I have control of it. No, it'd be awesome. They could just shut people's bikes down. Not not oh. shut them down. Just just like on a straightaway. Just. Say, hey, blue, if you get blue flag more than twice and you don't get out of the way, you're at the go-kart track, dude. They're taking your, your juice away. 
Have you ever seen when somebody hits neutral and they bounce their face off the front fender like going down a straightaway? <laughs> yeah, I watched. I watched people that. People doing that everywhere. Do you forget what team I run? Yeah, I watch it that all the time. More interesting. Uh, and Watson gets to control it. <laughs> um, okay, what was the question? Oh, helmet, to helmet. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Who's gonna pay for it, bro? Okay, bro. The next right. question. Let's go. Let's go. All Steve right. show. Uh, Bob, show. Bob Kenny wants to know if you're still hungover from the awesome Van Halen show from last night. Gay question. Next question. All right. Trevor Fulton says, with JGR freeing up a bunch of money now that they don't have to pay Stewart, any chance they can sign in RV or Wilson or Tomac for 2013? No. I no way. I know nope. they're talking to Wilson. They'd like to get him. I, I know for a fact there's they – they couldn't. They wouldn't even pay Tedesco hundred grand to go right outdoors. They're not going to pay anybody nothing. They're broke. Oh, because of, because of that fact. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus, uh, I know they're talking to Wilson. Mm-hmm. I know that they've inquired about Trey Kennard. Um, I think Trey's going back to Honda. By the way, I know I shouldn't say that, Kenny. Because of course, of yeah. course, you're going to tell you. Right. No That's your job, release. though. It's your job. It kind of is. Yep. It's your job. Yes. To report on gossip. Not gossip. That's gossip. Because it's no. There's no. There's nothing. It's gossip. Gossip would be hearing I think it. Trey, Trey resigned his deal, right? Gossip, gossip would be hearing it from Tits. That's gossip because he wouldn't know. Dude, I know people. Yeah, you do. Good point. Um, <laughs> the thing is, you don't know either, though. That's the thing. Uh, you don't I, know. You don't know. You think you know, but you have no idea. I consider my source pretty good on that. You consider your sources good on a lot of things, but it does yeah, not. Yeah, well. Did. You don't know. JT just confirmed it or said it, too. Anyways, they want to get a big guy. Mm-hmm. They want they got to get a title sponsor, I think. Or well, you know, I mean, Kenny's got you, Kenny's got fucking why would fifteen you say, of them. Why would you say that about Dean? We're we're talking to JGR. Yeah. yeah, they're they're talking to they want. How the, do you know that? They uh, J Bone told me. Oh really? Yeah. From what I heard, from what I heard, everybody's after Dean right now. Well, yeah, no, no, it's no shock. Yeah, for sure, right? I mean, who, who wouldn't be? Yeah, I mean, I, I like every team I've heard is after Dean. Literally, we're not. Um, <laughs> we're after JT. You well, you guys still got to finalize your Suzuki deal first, and then well, I read, you can I saw, move forward. I, yeah, I saw James said that, too, so it sounds like it's pretty much finalized. Ooh. Is, does Ricky have the final say next year on who's riding for you guys? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next question. All right, Craig W. wants to know why the 250 has been moved to the second motos. Shouldn't the premier class have to race the uh, upper track? You know, um, I see both sides of this because, yes, you'd think the premier guys, it, it's the roughest, toughest guys. They leave the track the, to the latest of the day. But on the other hand, if you're on TV, don't you want your very best superstars, quote-unquote, James Stewart, Ryan Dungey? Wouldn't you want them first for the viewers right off the bat? If you're an uneducated viewer, you've probably heard of Ryan Dungey or James Stewart, but you haven't heard of Blake Baggett. So if you're just flipping through the channels at the top of an hour and you see James Stewart, wouldn't that maybe get your attention? I don't know. But then the other side, yeah, it's premier class. So make it wait. Like right. it would be like uh, – uh, Isn't that why they have the 450s? Yeah, I don't know. I see both sides. Second main in the Supercrosses. What do you think for next year when you go outdoor racing? 450s are first. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I'd like them to be first. You can, I mean, you can, can be, go to the airport sooner. Yep, I can yeah. get out of there quicker. Uh, what do you think, JT? Beat the traffic. I don't really think it matters, to be honest with you. Right. Derek, I, I don't think it carries any weight either way. Go ahead, Tits. All right. Derek Devine wants to know how Freestone keeps getting a national. 
The track looks like grease on the first lap and nothing but dust on the last. Yeah, I think it's come a long way since it started. It's out in the middle of nowhere. It's nobody's favorite track. But then I don't think it's anybody's worst track either, huh, JT? It's just all right. It's like it's like, like uh, creamy peanut butter. It's just okay. As opposed just, to chunky. Uh, yeah. My, my opinion on it is I think they do a good job. I think um, there's nothing to be complaining about as far as the job they're doing. Uh, they overwatered it a little bit this weekend, whatever. No big deal. You know, everybody has to ride it. But the biggest thing for me is the track is just not something you would walk up and say, yeah, this is a national caliber track. This is where we should be having a national championship event. You know what I mean? I just feel like there's a lot better venues out there that could have it. And I understand that there's a lot of politics and you have to have the right backing and all the things that have to go along with it. I just feel like the actual track itself, there's a lot more tracks that have more to offer than that one, per se. Mm. Did you feel like Binghamton was better, though? I I don't. I did. I did, yeah. I thought the elevation and I thought that it was tricky. You know, the soil wasn't the best, but the soil was much better than Unidoa. Yeah, like it's terrible dirt, you know, but yeah, okay. I don't know. Um, yeah, what he said. Okay. Mike George wants to I can't to wait to hear this guy This guy coming back from the bathroom complaining about the drive from Dallas to Freestone. <laughs> like, he's just going to not be happy. Do you have an iPhone? Are you really? Yeah. You're going to buy an iPhone? You should. You're, there's no way you're going to run that thing, though. People, yeah, you can. Go ahead. Can you put your headphones on? What? Talking to the mic. Can you talk to the mic? Yeah, I'm talking into the mic. What's up? Okay. All right. Next question. Mike JT George still here? Yeah. Wants to know. I if, like JT. If Thanks. you guys think Dungey is frustrated with his bike or bike setup the last few rounds. Who picks these questions? Me. I mean, Tits, that's a dumb question. Why? I, 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 how do I know? I don't know. You don't talk to me. You don't talk to Kenny. He could. He will talk to me, though. Well, why don't you call him and get some info for the show? Because I don't really give a shit. Okay. All right. Hey, last JT, did you, hear the, did you hear the new rumor going around? That there's, no, a, there's, a, there's a bunch of riders that they're going to boycott Mathis. They're not even going to give him no interviews or talk to him. There's like at least. Oh, really? Yeah. Did, did you a, start this rumor? Is it because he wants no. to make a People magazine? I, I don't know why, but they're just. <laughs> I guess he's like. His one liners and shit that he's saying to people are really starting to get. They're starting to get bummed. And I get Steve. I know his personality, but some people just don't get it and get all bummed out on him. Ooh, so. like rumor in the pits. Yeah. These guys can't even. I'll tell you what, there's one, there's one 27 place guy that I'm not boycotting. So there's always that. Thank there you go. That's Thank all you, you need. Um, That's all you need. You need he, all he needs is you and Nick Way. Um, um, those, are, those are his two These closest. are riders that can't even get together, can't even get together to determine whether a track is unsafe or not. I highly think they're going to get together to boycott me. Okay. But. Okay. I'm just, I'm just I'm talking to JT, not you, so don't, look, okay. don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Last there question. are people. There are people out there that don't like Mathis. I do. I do no, know that. But no he I mean, there's people dude, that don't like everybody. Does, so. He doesn't. Yeah. Give I mean, a there's shit. people that don't like Kenny Watson. There's people that doesn't like. Oh, there's a lot I of mean, people. That's that don't what like. I said. There's people that don't like everybody. Yeah. So, exactly. But it's I feel like if you're if more you're, people like me than Steve though. Uh, and we, I guess we can try to take a poll or something. Yeah. Let's do it. Hits or something. Do it. <laughs> Check here if you like Kenny. Check here. But the funny thing is, if you I, said it to. I've learned if you stand up for anything, if you make a stand or have an opinion on anything, people are there's going to be somebody out there that doesn't like you. Yeah, so, no, pretty much. I don't worry about it. Like, I feel like if you're a media guy and everybody likes you, you're not doing a good job. 
Why everyone likes Don? No, no way. Don no. Mayena? No, no, no. Definitely, there's some guys that don't like Don. Everyone likes Davey. Uh, nope. I don't think so. Nope. No, nope. Everyone likes you though. <laughs> I'm not saying that. No, I didn't say that. Does everybody like Bleach? Uh, well, but, he was getting some complaints last year about his announcing from Ryder's parents. Uh. So, All right, last question. What do we got here, Tim? Well, you're the one taking this thing off the track, bro. Hey, it's your show. I'm sorry. All right. All right, last one from Brian Coster. He says, Stewart's bike seemed to be bottoming and kicking while he was pushing it hard. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey. End of your segment, dude. End of no. your segment. No. That's fucking no. retarded, bro. He only won. Dude. What? Team tits all the way. Well, are you team tits or not? I am team tits, but dude, we got to tighten up your questions, bro. How many questions? Look at, look at look how bummed he is. Oh, dude. He's so mad. You're uh, terrible whatever. tonight. Thank you. That's old news, right? <laughs> dude, tits, you need to go home and soak with your old lady. It'll be okay. I guess. I guess. <laughs> we don't know. You yeah. should okay, see his here's face. The, here's he here's like the answer he... to the question. Uh, I, I was watching TV. James needs to go half a turn in on high speed, three out on the rebound. You didn't even let me finish the question. <laughs> it was going to be about his bike setup, wasn't it? Well, I was going to say, do you think that he's pushing it? Like, is, is that the best the bike can get? Is he, like, literally at the limit? Or can they fix it for him? Dude, your question just got way worse. I think it did. <laughs> JT? I there's, mean, no, there's no limit to a motorcycle. You can always improve it. Always, always, okay, always. Yeah. Thank you for that answer, Jason. <laughs> hey, email. tits all the way. Emails. Uh, this email from Sam Mathis. I thought I'd let you know that I always enjoy listening to the show as well as reading pulpomex.com. I think that O'Rourke is one of the few, if not the only, callers that actually adds anything to the show. I like Kenny, but it seems a bit childish that he won't talk to a guy because he made a slightly negative comment about Carmichael. I also cringe any, every time Kenny or anybody else says, I seen when they should have said, I saw. Keep up the good work, Sam. Hey, I seen well, that. I seen that. I seen that email <laughs> that you wrote, and you know what? I just seen Steve throw it across the room. So hey, you know what? Well, Sam, uh, I appreciate the email. There is a voicemail tonight where the guy says uh, he can't stand O'Rourke, so we'll get to that. Hey, you know what? Let me tell you something real quick. The reason why I'm so bummed on that dude is because when I call, if you go back and listen in the archives when when he called and he was debating me and telling me that that he didn't. That what he was saying about Carmichael, he was he. I tried to tell him, hey, that's not that's not what you heard. And he was like, oh no, it, it was his opinion. It was his opinion, and I get that. But he was jumping on the bandwagon with Steve because Steve doesn't like Ricky Carmichael. Okay, I get that. But O'Rourke doesn't know Ricky Carmichael. He's listening. My to my, my I don't sound like I don't like Ricky Carmichael, but him complaining about stories I wrote to everybody but me does piss me off. Yeah, that's why it kind of all started. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's gonna be you, so you know. Never mind. Yeah, but but I didn't start. I just only I told him I t I straight told him you know hey. If you're going to say that, right. that's cool, but I'm not going to talk to you. So it wasn't so much as just his opinion. It was him. It was his whole demeanor of the conversation because right. he just kept he just kept debating me that he was right. And his, you know, he just kept coming at me like he had all of everything that he was saying was correct, okay. which, which I didn't agree. And I let him say that. But just because he calls in, he, dude, I don't care what, I, what does that guy, have, what does he bring to the show? What does he do? What what well, what's what, his? He's what, a super fan. I mean, he's a Steve Mathis Pulpa Mech super fan. Bottom line, that is it. And last week, when I said hang up on him, you wouldn't hang up on him. 
So I just said, well, fine. What if does any rather... caller bring to the show? I mean, we got a ton of we get a shit ton of callers. What does any of them bring to the show? That I mean, I feel like it's the same point. If like, there was a caller that irked you, you wouldn't take his call every t- every week. I know there was guys that called in and bagged on you. Has there not been calls? Do I not take this dude calls in every week? Do I censor any calls? Yeah. <laughs> well, only ones that we've already answered or questions that we've right. answered. Like, hey, nothing. Like this that. dude like, calls nothing about... in every week, like he is part of this show. He isn't shit. And if he wants to be part of this show, I'm out of this show because I don't want well, nothing to do with that guy like ever. A, I feel like a two minute phone call isn't trying to be part of the show. If you call in every week. You're part of the show. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's like clockwork. We got. I, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying. Yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah, you do. Okay. Don't you know t- that last week he we actually uh, was apologizing to you? He said that. Um, I don't give a shit. He can apologize all he wants. And I'm all about second chances and all that. But you know what? I tried to explain to him, like, dude, you need when to. When you made me. You cost me relationships, bro. <laughs> as I text you. You cost me relationships with some really close friends. Oh, God. <laughs> as, long as, G- as long as JT and Way are cool. Michael Sleater. Michael Sleater did not like when you made me hang up on him. Steve Cox did not like when you made me hang up on him. Okay, those are dudes that like you're gonna lay in bed at night going, "Fuck." I love Sleater. Um. All right. Let's let's get let's get over that. All right. I I, I can guarantee you, I'm not gonna be here tonight when he calls. Maybe uh, he's just gonna go away. Remember we talked about uh, helmets last week, Snell and all that. No. Yep. I remember. Uh, Will sent in, hey, Steve, uh, I work for Shark Helmets a few years back. Uh, they disapproved of Snell testing so much that they decided to give away the North American market instead of making a helmet that complied with Snell. Uh, Shark wanted the outer helmet, the outer shell, to absorb the impact, not transfer it to the brain. They believe that impacts very rarely occur more than once in a single spot on a helmet during a motorcycle crash. Snell testing was derived from auto racing, where the helmet smashes against the roll cage repeatedly in the same place. The Snell has improved, but still many premium brands make a difficult, different helmet shell for North America than Europe and Asia because of Snell. So thanks, Will, for that email. Hmm. I'm with Will. Okay, sweet. What's the next email? Um, you and Will are on the same page. Glad to hear it. Derek Anderson is uh, Derek Anderson and Tucker Say are hitting the Nationals on their own. With the help of Motorsport.com and Verb, they're doing a web series. Uh, check it out. Yeah, I don't know where to check it out. But good job for Derek Anderson. And I interviewed him this week, but we we don't need to play that. Hey, check this out. I got one thing left good to job say. For I, I, have yeah. one, I, I have one one last thing to say about O'Rourke. Uh. I will never talk about O'Rourke again on this show. <laughs> I will never bring his name up. I will never talk about him, and I will never talk to him. So I'm going to put it to bed, and it's just something. <laughs> You're going to put it to bed literally by not. Yeah, I'm just yeah. through with him. When people in my you're life, not only in my, the, you're not only putting the bed, you're putting the bed and lighting the bed on fire. Whatever. <laughs> in my life, when I'm done with things, I'm done with it. I don't look back, and I'm not looking back on this one. And I don't wish anything bad on the guy. I, he could do whatever he wants, but I will just never have anything to do with the guy. So he's dead to you, then? No, I don't want wish to anything. I don't want wish any harm on the guy. But I just don't want nothing to. I just don't have nothing to say to him, or I never will. So it's all good. So if he wants to call on the show, I call on the show. But I won't. I won't talk to him, and he could talk about the sweet Australians. But the good thing is about it, they're on a five week. They're on a five week break. Oh, so look at Kenny with some knowledge of the Australian five week, series. Five week break. So that means he has nothing to call in to talk about. Are you excited about this weekend's Canadian Nationals coming up? Start of the series. This oh, yes, this weekend. Very yes, excited. I am very excited. I can't wait to see Tyler <laughs> Medaglia and uh, Name F- Fasciati and uh, freaking what's one more and. Uh, 
Kyle Beaton. They're going to do do wow. do work this weekend up there. Hey, uh, you know Canari is doing the Canadian National on Saturday and Una, no, Unadilla on Saturday and the Canadian National on Sunday the same weekend? And I said, really, dude? He's like, I'm meathead. I'm meathead. He is meathead. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Isn't it nuts, JT? That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's not that advisable. But <laughs> um, I, just, I mean, obviously Bobby's killing it, but I just, like if he's in a position where he can win a title, I just don't think it's that. Yeah, I guess we'll like, see what happens. Recommended, but whatever. Hey, uh, sure do it. Good luck, meathead. When is you know when 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 is that race? Uh, I don't know. It's July. What's Unidoa? after? What's after is, Mount Morris? Nadoa is August. August eighteen uh, or August eleven. Just booked my flight today for Bud's August eighteenth, I think. Eight hundred fucking dollars. Flight to Bud's Creek. That's what strange. am I doing? Dude. What the hell am I doing? Did going you don't fly Delta. Delta. That's your first problem. Dude, eight hundred dollars. You, you could have flown Southwest into into Baltimore, cheap. No, it wasn't that much. It was. Well, it was uh, still going to be six five uh, five eighty. Five eighty. That's a, that's a lot cheaper you than eight hundred twenty dollars. It was not direct, and it was bad layover, and didn't work out to go to BWI. Um. JT, what about GPS and how it's legal? Are you guys using that? Uh, Are you guys? Yeah, using we're, we we have it. We just we don't really use it at the races, but we have it for testing and stuff like that. How much does it help you? Um, it helped us quite a bit for developing our outdoor like um, fuel map. It, it we we used it at JGR on their track, and uh, we made pretty big advances as far as. Uh, you know, performance gains with it. Mm-hmm. So I think I think you need to go back to that GPS and figure out why uh, the the motor blew up. Maybe the 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 uh, advances of the fuel macking was maybe I, uh, a little bit too lean. I know what happened with that motor. Right? It didn't have anything to do with any of that. But no oil in it. Um, no, no. It was, it was just a uh, an issue that that happened a while ago that finally caught up with it. So and JGRMX proud sponsors of the Paul Mech Show. Um, it definitely does work, though. There's a benefit to it. Yeah. You so, can. Uh, yeah, that coil. I mean, he's up on it. <laughs> I mean, coil doesn't have anything to do with oh, it. But. Well, of course he does. Does J Bone? Here we Why? go. He paid Here for it. Here we that's go. It. I mean, that's, that's how much he has to do with it. Here he didn't go. pay for it. Should I say it right now? Who paid for it? Dada. Yeah. No. You said it. I didn't. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> that's your sponsor. You're talking shit on. We're I coming up it. with Grant Langston next. I'm not uh, talking shit on him. Thanks, JT, for coming on. Um, maybe we'll call you back. Maybe not. I don't know. You still at Burners? What are you doing? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'll be awake for a while, though. All right. We're going to come back with J- Grant Langston and Lee McCollum. Hey, JT, if I don't talk to you, good luck this weekend, buddy. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Enjoy the pool. Yep. Uh, no no pool this week. Big big birthday party. <laughs> I'll enjoy the birthday party at the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, JT. See you. Bye. Yeah. Uh, BTOsports.com. Race Tech. Um, have you checked the email? Do we have a bunch of emails? Yeah, we've already got a few. All right. Why you deserve a full suspension rebuild? Email uh, show at gmail.com. And uh, you're out? I'm out. Everyone, thanks for uh, calling in and uh, listening to the show. Uh, I'm going to leave so you guys can talk shit on me all night. I can't <laughs> believe you're going to leave before Leroy. Hey, you guys I have to understand, this is a big event. Uh, my One of my favorite bands is playing. A bunch of my good buddies are in the band. This will be. Pennywise. This will be Dr. Corner. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So. Give it, give it to uh, a privateer. Give it to the guy that gets uh, 21st this week. I don't give a shit. Um, I'm out. But everyone, thanks for uh, listening. And uh, if you didn't like what I have to say, suck it. All right. And uh, thanks, everybody. We'll be back commercial. We're not going anywhere. Come back with Grant Langston, Lee McCollum, and uh, possibly Jason Thomas. So uh, thanks, everybody, and see you in a little bit.
This is Georgia Lindsay, presenter of the Motocross Grand Prix, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show with Mathis and Watson. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show, presented to you by PTOSports.com, featuring Kenny Watson and that other guy. Thanks for listening. Please support our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Whatever you need for your bike or body, BTOSports.com is your destination as we carry all the leading brands. BTO has you covered with the best selection, best service, and best prices around. Make sure to punch in that code, STEVE, S-T-E-V-E, and any order over 100 bucks gets a Mathis-sized discount. BTOSports.com is proud to be on board the Pulp MX show, and make sure to check us out on the web at BTOSports.com. Check out our current special for free shipping on all international orders over $799. Works Connection, the little company that started it all, is back with the new invention that writers like Andrew Short, Ivan Tedesco, Brett Metcalf, Josh Hansen, and more can't live without. Our brand new pro launch device makes getting whole shots easy. It's a set it and forget it deal featuring innovation and design that has made Works Connection the number one company for your bike's needs. Also check out WorksConnection.com for our complete line of elite clutch purchase, which we now allow the customer to customize for his wishes. You can choose the color, the lever ratio, and more in what we're calling the one, two, three easy build. Skid plates, hour meters, throttle tubes, radiator braces, and more. Works Connection is the company that is killing it in Northern California and proud to be a sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. As a matter of fact, enter Pulp MX upon checkout and save 20% off your order. Producing helmets since 1948, AGV merged with Dainese in 2007, birthing a renewed commitment to top-of-the-line head protection for off-road and racing enthusiasts. 2012 brings the MTX, AX8, and AX8 EVO. The AX8 EVO is a top-of-the-line helmet worn by Travis Pastrana and Ashley Filer and features the latest in technical design, safety, and comfort. The carbon Kevlar fiberglass hybrid shell keeps the weight low at only 1,100 grams. New padding and revised outer shell incorporate our new shock absorber system, which cooperates with existing back protection. The AX8 is available in nine colorways with an additional seven in the AX8 EVO. Check them out at AGV.com. Since 1973, FMF has been about getting more out of riding motorcycles. More power, more wins, more fun. For 39 years, we've been rolling up our sleeves, building our factory, engineering and manufacturing the world's finest performance exhausts. Innovation in American craftsmanship makes FMF today's leader in performance. The solution to safeguarding your bike, your tools, and everything else is easy. It's Vivint Alarms and Home Automation. Whatever it is you want to protect, Vivint is one of North America's largest security companies. And on top of the peace of mind you get from having everything protected, you can also get home automation as well. Imagine controlling everything from your thermostat, lights, to cameras, from your phone. Vivint lets you do all that and more. Ryan Villapoto and even Mathis himself have and use the system every day. Pulp MX Show listeners save 100 bucks by clicking on the banner on the show page. Want to learn more? Go to vivint.com slash pulpmx. 
iRacing is moto passion defined. From Trey Kennard and Andrew Short to amateurs, our designers and sales staff, even the crew in the warehouse, we live and breathe racing. 2012 introduces our best line ever, but don't take our word for it. Tell us about the new signature carbon F2 helmet, Andrew. It was cool to have some input on the designs, and I already really liked the helmet because it was lightweight and safe, but now that the graphics represent what I wanted, it's pretty cool to race in it. How about that 2012 Evolution and Kinetic Racewear? The Evo stuff, I wear it in Supercross. It's a little more high-end because of the looks, and it's a little more heavy-duty, but the Kinetic stuff I love for outdoors because it's lightweight and it feels like it vents a little better. I go mostly off function for uh, what I choose to race in. How's the durability? You know, over the years, they've improved tremendously, and they never settle, and that's what I like about the gear. Fly Racing is distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports. How about those guys, Andrew? Western's a cool company. They're great people. That's what I want to be surrounded with, but they love to ride, and they're passionate about the sport. You know, it's cool to see that translate into a product and a company and what they stand for. Follow Fly Racing in the social media sphere at Facebook.com slash Fly Racing or Twitter.com slash Fly Racing USA. With over 20 years of experience in the graphic design and motocross industries, Tech One Designs has the expertise you need to make your bike look like the pros. Offering a variety of semi-custom and fully custom graphics for your bike, Tech One Designs delivers just what you need at the prices you want, with backgrounds starting as low as $29.99 and full graphic kits from $149.99. As a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show and its dedicated listeners, we want to show our support by offering 15% off your next order. So go to tech1designs.com today and enter the discount code PULPMX15 at checkout to save money today. The little company that could. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of top riders like Kyle Chisholm, Josh Strang, Zach Osborne, and many others, is coming on strong in 2012. Our top-end line of Gox and Limited Goggles have all the features you could want, including four-layer face foam, a lightweight frame, as well as a no-fog, anti-scratch lens. Owned and operated by former national racer and test rider Rich Taylor, it's 25 years of goggle technology, all wrapped up into a high-end goggle with a low-end price. For more information, check out the xbrand.com. And remember, listeners to the Pulp MX Show can save some cash on their order by typing in the words Xcode 2012 before they check out. That's Xcode 2012. Free Gun Underwear is here, everyone. A men's and ladies' underwear company that has taken over Europe has landed on American shores with some of the freshest and funkiest styles you've ever seen. Michael Essie, Ashley Fialek, and X Games star Jared McNeil all know about Free Gun, and you should too. Over 200 designs for both sexes starting at $9.99. There's sure to be something for you. Free Gun, get hip and get cool. Free Gun is a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. For more information, check out freegun-underwear.com. Rockford Fosgate has been in the business of sound for over 30 years. At Rockford, we know you're fanatical about your music. You take it with you on the road and off. That's why Rockford Fosgate designs and builds audio gear that will deliver big, clear sound for your car, truck, motorcycle, or boat. Rockford Fosgate, car audio for fanatics. Rockford Fosgate is a proud sponsor of the Dodge, Saquon Casino, Harden Huntington, Bellray Racing Supercross team. Pulp MX Show listeners, is it time to change that fork and shock oil? Well, for this and much more, look to Racetech, the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, 
gold valves, and G3S Custom Series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech gold valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself gold valve kits or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. Pro racers like Ben LeMay, Derek Anderson, Mike Corbin, Cody Gilmore and more depend on Racetech. So should you. I left alone. My mind was blank. I Tits. We're not doing that. He's gone. We're not okay. doing Maiden. We're not. No what? No chance. What do we got? Jump. What do we got? Give it to me. Suck it, Kenny. <laughs> You're gone. We're not gonna listen to Maiden. No, no. There's no death metal tonight on the Pulp Mech Show. Your singing is amazing. Suck it, Kenny. Suck it, Kenny. Iron Maiden sucks! Alright, tits. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp and Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Thank you, uh, X-Brand Goggles, FMF Racing, Fly Racing, Works Connection, AGV Helmets, Vivint Home Automation, Tech One Designs, Free Gun Underwear, Rockford Fosgate, and Race Tech. Support the guys who support the show, uh, and we'll keep on doing this, because... Uh, Guess what? As soon as this show starts costing us money, we're out. So uh, Kenny Watson's gone, and uh, we're going to get our next guest, Grant Langston, on. But first, let's take this call. This is Don. Don. Todd. You said Don. Todd. Todd? Yeah, I think so. Is this Todd? Hello? No, this is Don Schneider. Crap! It was Don. My bad. Why'd you say it was Todd? I wrote it down wrong. Well, you got Don on the screen. I got it all over the Don, place. Don, what's up, man? Thanks for being on hold a bunch. Uh, what's going on? What do you want to talk about? Uh, Four-stroke nationals starting back up in uh, 2013. Wanted to let everybody know what's going on. All right. That's cool. Um, when's it when's it start? What's the deal? Uh, first event's going to be February 23rd and 24th at Speed World Motocross Park in Phoenix, Arizona at uh, Dan Matthews' track out there. All right. That's cool. Uh, Four-stroke nationals. That's good. Good purse money. Uh, yeah, we got a guaranteed uh, at least $7,000 pro purse like we always had, uh, paying the top 20 per moto. Uh, puts uh, money in everybody's pocket that shows up. We've had qualifiers at all the rounds uh, the last few years. Uh, been kind of off for a little while, and we're back on it and just wanted to let everybody know what's happening. All right, that's cool. Um, thanks for calling. It's going to be uh, interesting. Uh, when you get closer to it, let us know. Call in. We'll talk about it. Uh, but uh, everybody for now uh, – Sounds like a good series. Sounds like some privateers can make some money. Well, absolutely. Again, paying top 20 per moto, it's a, it's a pretty good deal, you know. I mean, first place guys uh, making 600 bucks per moto, 400 bucks for yeah. second, 375 for third, all the way down to 20th. Sweet, man. Well, thanks for calling, and uh, happy to get the word out. Like I said, as it gets closer, uh, get in touch with us again, and we'll, uh, we'll have you on again to talk about the series. Uh, get some privateers some money. 
Good idea. Hey, thanks very much. I really appreciate that, Steve. Just want to get a shout-out to uh, Mike Patrick, a uh, guy who uh, developed FreshDirt.com. He's one of my marketing managers. Sweet. All right. Sounds good, man. Yeah, but you guys got to know him. Yeah, I know Mike. I know Mike. I know him well from back in the day. Um, tell him I said hi. Well, he's probably listening right now. I called him and let him know that I was going to be on for a few minutes. I uh, also want to shout out to uh, Chuck and Marsha Washburn. They're helping me out here in Portland, Oregon, as well as Brian Barnes, the voice of Washougal Motocross Park. Sweet. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again, and, uh, and yeah, be in touch for sure. Right. Thank you very much. We'll uh, talk to you guys later. See ya. Four Stroke Nationals, they're, they're back. Hey, on the line with us, uh, Langston Racing uh, team manager and uh, – I would say one of the most surprising riders of the year is underneath his tutelage. Uh, Grant Langston, what's up, GL? Uh, not a whole lot. How about you guys? Uh, we're good. Hey, no Watson. He left us. He had to go to a concert. I swear I'm telling the uh. truth. But, um, <laughs> Priorities. That is Kenny Watson, folks, right there. Uh, 702-586-7857 if you got a question for Grant. GL, uh, you lost your title sponsor. You're still uh, um, trudging along. And I got to say – I don't know much about Zach Freeberg, but guess what? He is 15th in the points. So uh, good job yes. on that. Well, actually, he probably would be even further up um, at Hangtown Second Motor. He was running in 10th place. Mm -hmm. um, and we had just kind of a freak deal. I suppose I don't know the exact cause, but the, the, the piston inside the, the rear brake somehow uh, seized and caused the back brake to lock up. So, wow, uh, that, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, one last thing is no idea what, why or what caused it, but uh, that was a bummer. But, yeah, the kid, uh, you know, he's a rookie. Like you said, probably a lot of people haven't heard of him. Yeah, and uh, yeah. our team owner, Scott Witt, is, uh, lives down in Florida, and he said, hey, man, you know, this kid at the local tracks looks pretty good. And I said, yeah, you know, there's always kids that look good at the, you know, yeah. local tracks. Yeah, yeah. And um, took him, you know, brought him out west here and went to some – you know, Glenn Helen, Milestone, Tyler, and I uh, said, man, this, this kid impresses me, and he's got a lot of drive. He's a super nice kid. Um, you know, just one of those kids you want to give a shot, you know, doesn't come from a family with money, so you can tell he's hungry and, mm -hmm. you know, wanted to make the most of this opportunity. So I, he's the kind of kid you want to give an opportunity to, and uh, I can honestly say very, uh, very happy with him so far, and I think... Mm -hmm. I think he'll be in the top ten soon. Yeah, I gotta say, definitely surprising. Um, so, okay, so yourself, uh, obviously former world champion, uh, AMA champion, um, you won just about everything you can in a sport except for a 450 <laughs> Supercross title. Um, but th but this is new for you, team manager. And how do you like it so far? Well, how's it going? It sounds like you got your rig um, stolen and you got you lost your title sponsor. But how do you yeah, like we, it? We've definitely had uh, a very interesting. Uh, what's it been last probably eight months from from when we discussed this team to, to where we're at now. I think for me, I've, I've learned a lot in that period of time. Um, you know, everyone said, you know, what's it like? And I said, the biggest thing to me, I think, was when you're a racer indirectly, not not that you always intend to be, but, you're, you know, you're somewhat selfish. You just care about yourself. Right. And everyone's there to run around after you. Now, when you're team manager, it's a complete 180. <laughs> Your job <laughs> is to worry about the the whole crew and the riders and sponsors and everybody and everyone leans on you. So there's a lot more responsibility. Um, you know, for me, I think it's, uh, I, I mean, honestly, you can say I've learned so much just in the last, you know, six months and 
putting this whole program together from an idea on a on a piece of paper to where we're at now. And uh, so it's 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 super cool when people say, "Man, your bikes look so cool," and yeah. you know you got a great presence, and you know that's that's obviously like a obviously always very flattering because it's uh, you know it means a lot when you put your heart and soul into something and people kind of give you that appreciation. So um, I enjoy it. You know, I love racing, and that's the bottom line. You know, and this mm-hmm. is something. I think I mentioned to you on the weekend, I said, you know, yeah. when I was done racing, I always wanted to either be team manager or go into TV commentating. So uh, two of those things are things I knew I'd love doing and that I've wanted to do. And, <laughs> you know, we, uh, you know, we've had some ups and downs as far as things have gone, but, uh, you know, I've got to say that, you know, our team owner, Scott Witt's been absolutely a, a dream to work for. The guy is, uh, he's awesome. He's done more than he ever promised. He's one of those guys. I think he, uh, under promises and over delivers and you know he just keeps stepping up when we need it and keeps trying to drive it to take to that next level and i think we have a yeah. great foundation now we have we have a great crew we have guys that you know enjoy being there they're mm-hmm. proud to work for the team and we've got some young talented kids on the team and you know our goal is to keep growing and 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 possibly bring on some bigger name riders in the future mm-hmm. and um you know, trying to attract a big title sponsor. Um, you know, Scott, he is actually, you know, with his line of, of business, he's involved with, um, you know, a lot of companies. He does a lot of business with that, that you know, do have a lot of money and mm-hmm. somewhat interested in getting involved in the sport. So I got my fingers crossed because uh, I think it will be awesome to try and, you know, get that additional income that can help take this program to another level. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do like the look of your bikes. It's cool. I, um, Thank you. Definitely. And you know what? I've always been a Les Smith fan because I think the kid is a worker, a charger. I don't know how he is, like, as far as making excuses or if he makes them or whatever, but he always seems yeah. to be charging hard at the end of the race. He may not have the most talent and speed of guys out there, but I always see him, like, moving forward at the end of the race. Yeah, I mean, Les is a, is a great kid. Um I like him a lot. You know, he's he's a hard worker. He doesn't make excuses. He's a he's a great person. I think if anyone's had the opportunity to meet him or get to know him, he's a really cool kid. And I think you know he's a little frustrated with himself and in his defense with that new bike that he's on, the new factory edition KTM. We've had some issues, um, mainly the clutch. We've had a, yeah. a clutch going out pretty much every motor for him. So I feel bad for him because he's charged every race and mm-hmm. <laughs> had a clutch issue at the end. He is very hard on the clutch and that's something that we've tried to work on him with. Yeah. But um uh you know there always comes hiccups with, with new bikes and you know the other problem is because it's so new, a lot of the sponsors don't have parts and, and products right. for it yet. So it's uh it's the trial and error thing. So What's, I mean uh, definitely some of the results or, or lack of results is is, you know, in part of just, you know, yeah. the fact that you know, we're developing a new bike. and uh, What does Roger say? I'll, I mean, what is what are they saying? Are they having problems too? And, or are they got special stuff well, that you, you got to remember, they've got the factory behind them. And they've got, yeah. you know, they've been on that thing since before Supercross. They've had test riders in Europe and America testing that bike. You know, they've got a huge jump start. So, you know, we're you know we able to kind of lean on them for information. But uh, yeah. things will start coming around as far as, you know, getting the stuff that we need and, yeah. and and we're learning and we're improving and each and every week trust me it's i know it sounds like the same old story but for us it's uh it's, it's a work in progress you know we just keep learning from mistakes you know mm-hmm. unfortunately but that, but that's what happens when you're a startup team and 
that's why I said I think every every one of us has learned so much in this short period of time. There's you know, some of it been exciting and some of it's been frustrating, but uh, needless to say, you know, we're definitely heading the right direction. Does Les still have that girlfriend, a smoking hot girlfriend? Yes. Okay. So that's another reason. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. Another reason to keep him yeah, on the team. Yeah, definitely around our pit. If anyone's at the races, feel free to swing by. We, <laughs> I think we have the best looking team in more ways than one. It's always. There's always something good to look at, whether yeah. it's the bike or the girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, or I like I like the frames and Les Smith's chick myself. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he does have a very nice chassis. <laughs> hey, uh, give me one thing that you've had to deal with as a team manager that you never thought you would have. Like, what's the what's something that's frustrating that you're like, what is like? Who, no, nobody told me about this. Is there anything like that? Yeah, uh, you know. So, I think the one thing is, so at some point, I've had a, I kind of lost my cool not too long ago because there was just like a little bit of bickering in amongst the team. You know, it's like, well, you know, when it comes to, to offloading, you know, he always gets on his phone and, yeah. you know, he has to go to the bathroom and, yeah. you know, blah, blah. And the one day I just said, all right, enough. Everyone in the freaking trailer now. Wow. I'm sick of this whining. You're like five-year-olds. Yeah. Like a bunch of high school girls. Right. What's the problem? And everyone just sat there, keep quiet. I said, no one's leaving this rig until I hear who's got a problem with who. If you've got yeah, something yeah. to say, let's say it now. Man up, right, say it. Right. And everyone kind of like looks around. I said, we're not freaking leaving. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I was like, well, you know, he said this. Or, you right, know, you right. don't do as much as I do. Blah, blah, blah. So I try to police everything. I said, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a list of everything that needs to get done. Then we're going to put names next to that list, yeah. and then we're going to put a priority to that list. So that way, you don't do your job, you don't check your checklist, you know, there's, you know you're going to get right. your ass dude. Right. So. Well, you know, one thing I find on teams, and I've been on a bunch, so have you, but you've been a rock star rider, but every team that you're on thinks that they're the only team with issues and problems. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The factory Honda yeah. guys have problems and issues, and Gothic J did this, oh, yeah. and Shane Drew did that. Like, it's just a, it's six, seven, eight guys together living together, basically more than you spend time with your spouses. And you always yeah. think that it's only your team that's fucked, but it's every team's yeah. got issues. Uh, I mean, I've written for a few different brands and different teams, whether it was in right. South Africa, Europe, or the U.S., and I couldn't agree with you more. You know, it is. It's, 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 a, it's a lot of people. There's, there's a lot of emotion involved. There's, there's right. highs and lows. Right. There's tension not every personality clicks mm -hmm. um, sometimes a guy can be a great worker but you know he's just a little different yeah and you know it's like well i'll deal i'll deal with this you know personality because he's you know a good hard worker or very talented at what he does or whatever it may be so yep. it is hard i've realized like you're saying what's the one thing i think it's hard sometimes to keep the camaraderie and keep everyone happy at the same time because right, right. somebody's always got something to say about someone else. So yeah. that for me, I think was a big surprise. Just the amount of just bickering and, you know, when people do that, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to throw anyone on the bus, which is code word for I'm throwing someone <laughs> under the bus, but I'm going to try and act nonchalant about it. Right. No, you, so. you, it's the way it goes. And yeah, you as a rider, you never heard that dealt with it. Cause no. you know, you're focused. You show I mean, up. You heard a little bit every now and then. Yeah. You'd see a blowout between maybe two mechanics and yeah. you happen to be there or 
yeah. you heard about a little bit of the drama, but yeah, I, I, yeah but I was probably unaware of ninety percent of it. Hey, you're you're a former world champion for KTM, uh, and you're a former national champion for KTM, and for many yeah. years you were you were KTM's lone hope, besides Kelly Smith, of course, who I tuned to a <laughs> national win, but. Um, and I'm wondering, did that have? And you're a KTM dealer in Lake Elsinore, but you're a multi-line dealer, right? You sell a lot of bikes. Yeah. So, yeah. did did the fact that you raced for KTM and and won for them, did that lean your direction towards going with KTM this year? Like, is that a fit because of that, or was it a total coincidental um, thing? No, I, I do believe there was a lot of it. Was that I think they yeah. wanted to have me and my team on KTM. Um, I mean, they made that quite clear. They, they 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 gave us the franchise when when mm-hmm. um, three brothers in Marietta closed down. Uh, there were four people vying for it, and you know they went with us. They said, you know, you you kind of put us on the map, and you know I think for a little while there, um, you know, when I stepped away from KTM, there was a couple of reasons. I just felt like the relationship was going a little bit sour, and um, you know I think from both ends, I think they maybe realized that you know what we had was good and let's not throw it away. And, and I think that they appreciate what they did for what I did for them and, and vice versa. You know, mm-hmm. I had a great part of my career with them yeah. and they wanted me, they said, we want you to ride a KTM on a personal level. We want to support your team. We want you to be a KTM dealer because you are pretty much Mr. KTM. You're our only championship we've had. And, right. Um, you know, obviously I felt, I felt, just like they wanted it, you know, like, you know, I think anyone wants, anyone can tell you that there's nothing better than feeling like you really wanted somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like this was a good opportunity and, and they wanted to work with us. And I think it's something that'll continue to grow. And I, I want to, I want I want to believe that we will be there or be with KTM, um, for many years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't have anything in place for 2013 and beyond, but, um, I want to hope so. Um, and if not, you know, I mean, that's, you know, comes back down to, you know, business decisions. So, uh, you know, if there's, a, if there's a way better opportunity out there, we may have to take what's out there. But uh, they are. They're, they're a great company. They're heading back in the right direction. I think their bikes are awesome. I think that they are. I know their 2013 KTM 250 is supposed to be ridiculous how good it is. Is it going to be based um, on, on Hurling's bikes, what he's racing now? Is that going to be the 2013? I don't know exactly. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure a lot of that, you know, I mean, you know how it goes. You know, a lot a lot of what guys are racing, especially in the GPs, because there's no production rule, usually ends up being somewhat production mm-hmm. for their production bikes yeah. a year or two down the road. So um, I'll find out pretty soon. You know, I'm going up to Sacramento at, uh, in June for um, KTM having their uh, dealer ride day, and they asked me to come because oh, cool. they wanted to give me a special award for winning that title. No three, kind of. I don't know exactly what it was, but I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." And <laughs> the following, you know, it's a, it's a dinner evening with all the dealers, and they want to do this presentation. And the next day, we get to. They asked me, "We'd like you to stay," and you know, everyone gets. You know how it goes. Everyone gets to ride the 2013 yeah. model. So I'm, I want to stay because I'm kind of excited to see what. Uh, what they've got, and I really want to ride that new 250F because I heard it's got five horsepower more Jeez. than the 2012 out of the box. Well, so that's y- y- huge. You know, the last time we got awards from KTM, me and Pingree ended up in jail. That was uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember that clearly. I was actually just 
ironically, I was thinking about that the other day. <laughs> In fact, if I remember correctly, I think Pingree's award ended up shattering a guy's windshield. <laughs> yeah, I think it did. I think it did. And uh, we all lost our plaques that day. They were all kind of weapons. And I believe that uh, being as you were the one of the richest guys with us, you put the bail money up, I think. Uh, you know what? I, I, think I think I you did. I, most people have asked me that I'm not a I'm anything but a tight ass. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think you put the six hundred bucks up, three hundred bucks each, and I don't know if we ever yeah. paid you back. They <laughs> uh, <laughs> only uh, run out. Hey, you know what? It was it was a it was fun time. No, uh, no one was injured. Um, maybe a little bit, little bit of property damage, but uh, um, you know, insurance yeah. took care of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who, who cares about that reckless driving charge that I had on my record forever? <laughs> Uh, that I just got rid of like four years ago, but um, no, the best the best part about that whole thing was I still never forget. I was in the passenger seat, and the cop leans in through my window, and he goes, "All right, so who's the biggest asshole in you?" And Pingree goes, "Does that include you?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, oh. you did not just go down that road." <laughs> hey, why did we get an email? The show got an email saying that we got to ask you about SeaWorld today. What does that mean? I was at SeaWorld. Me. Um, oh. Uh, Chelsea and the kids went to SeaWorld, and we took uh, my niece as well. So we, uh, oh, you know, okay. it was so nice with it, with, it, with everything being closed today. I couldn't get anything done, you know, yeah. for the racing side of things. So uh, it was a beautiful day here in Southern California, and we went to SeaWorld. Oh, okay. So nothing weird happened. Yeah. Just somebody must have saw you and emailed the show, I guess. I don't know. Maybe yeah, they're... no. Yeah, I think I tweeted a picture, and I think Chelsea Instagram on this. So much, in you know, social media nowadays. Everyone knows everything. But yeah, now we went down there, and actually, we're just eating at Cheesecake Factory as well. Oh, there we go. Um, yeah, good day. Good day for the GL family. Um, yeah, can't complain. Uh, good job, Langston Hughes. <laughs> that was a funny story. Gosh, I hate that. Oh, sorry, bud. I didn't mean that. Then. No, that's Never all right. Mind. Everyone knows. I think everyone knows that I hate that name how it came about however yeah exactly. i think i have a good idea how it came so, out but uh, i would repeat that you and your uh your partner uh are in this for the long haul you want to keep doing this i mean obviously sponsorship helps but uh the yeah. plan is to uh to keep it going and to search for some sponsors next year and and get it going huh well absolutely you know scott pretty much fit you know probably 90 percent of the bill you know we've had some some sponsors you know that helped Yep. You know, financially, Olam did with Supercross. You know, unfortunately, we just couldn't come to an agreement for the remainder of the year. You know, um, it's a long story, and I, yeah. I, re I really don't want to get into it. There's, there's, there's no hard feelings. Just yeah. it was a combination of a lot of things that you know, it just it just wasn't going to work out. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, Fly Racing has helped out. You know, they stepped up, and and, and Western Power Sports been great. You know, um, and you know, we've got a couple other sponsors that put in some money, so you know, got to thank those guys. But I mean, he's really put up the majority of it. He's had a lot of startup expenses, you know, with the yeah. race shop, with the truck, you know, just spending well, a lot of money hey, just on, with, on development uh, and everything. With so, one door, with one door closing, another door open, and, and now you got Merge Racing involved. And uh, I'm familiar yeah. with Jim Lewis and Michael Holligan um, for yeah. years. And uh, Jim Lewis is no dummy. He knows what he's doing. No, you know, I, I like Jim a lot. I've, I've, I've only probably known him for the past month but um i think he's a real stand-up guy i think he's a straight shooter and i think he's very intelligent like you said so i'm kind of excited i think that's going to help us you know on you know if you're not a factory supporter team i think he's maybe one of your best options from what i've just seen in a short period of time so mm -hmm. um like i said scott's not been afraid to spend the money but of course his goal is not to keep Yep. in the bill year right. in, year out. Right. And right. because of the business he's involved in and, and, and the circle of, of 
people that he moves with, there are other people with money that have mm-hmm. been involved in, you know, maybe NASCAR or something like that that have realized, man, from, you know, for cents on the dollar, you can be the title sponsor in, in the, on a motocross, supercross team. Yeah, yeah. And um, they came to the supercross race. A couple of these companies, I think we're, 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 we're looking pretty good with one company. I can't say at this point who yeah, it is. It's yeah. a total iPod industry company. And I'm really hoping because I think that'll also give us a lot of credibility having a you know big title sponsor that's got nothing to do with, with the sport of motocross. And uh, you know, that's what our sport needs is that outside money. We've, we've all known that for a long time. And slowly but surely, you know, you've got these companies coming in. You know, you've got Dodge involved with Kerry's team and, you know, if you go look at a lot of teams, it's, you know, outside industry sponsors slowly but surely creeping in, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's like, it's like you know, we saw it before. You know, one energy, one energy ring company's involved, and then they all climb on board. You know, I Absolutely. remember back in the day when the, when the car companies were doing good, it was every team had a car sponsorship, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was Chevy or obviously Suzuki and Honda. Yeah. Yeah, Coy, you know, Coy, Coy Gibbs was pumped that Watson and Hart got Dodge because Toyota – was in there, and you know that's what these teams want. They want some competition. They want some. Yeah, it, um, it's good to yeah. have, you know. And it's like so, you know. Hopefully now we can start tapping into those other markets, you know, whether it's just food or you know um, other forms of beverages, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot out there. I don't know who knows. Maybe from the big home improvement stores, you know, there's there's definitely stuff out there. And I think people are very, you know, it seems like they're they're always kind of interested, but for whatever reason, um, yeah. a lot of those have not materialized. But you know, maybe with with uh, with them now watching what they spend and realizing that maybe the sport is a good bang for their buck, I think you might start seeing the doors open, and uh, that's really what we need for this yeah. for this industry to 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 help help. You know, it's kind of sad that these guys risk their lives, and some of them are you know yeah. hardly making anything. You know, I, so yeah, I agree. I really uh, like to see that improve for for everybody involved. Question for you here, uh, Jeff. Thanks for calling the show. What's your question for uh, GL? <laughs> Hey, Grant. Um, Jeff from San Diego. I was just wondering, man, uh, if you've got any progress as far as uh, the truck that got jacked the week before Hangtown, man, that, that's terrible. I just wonder if you uh, are anywhere yeah, close to getting it back. What's the update on that, Grant? Well, actually hey. what happened was um, um, we got lucky because, you know, with us just doing the East Coast rounds this year, because, uh, you know, uh, we, we weren't going to be ready for Anaheim 1, so we just elected to do the East Coast round, so Besides Vegas, our last penultimate round for us was, was New Orleans. So when we came back to the West Coast, we actually totally emptied out our truck. Um, bikes, tools, parts, and everything. We're re-inventorying everything. So I think basically in a nutshell, um, I think they realized that there was maybe nothing valuable. So they actually just took the, the, the tractor part, the front, mm-hmm. um, and they believe they used the tractor to steal another trailer full of merchandise. And then they actually did fi- find our tractor, but it was pretty much dissected. So we're now in a bit of a battle with oh, insurance companies. They're real pain in the freaking <laughs> ass because, you know, they want to shaft you in any way possible. So course, they're right. trying to figure out whether it's better for them to write it off and pay us out or to pay to get it rebuilt. Oh, but, um, well, so you're going to get it either this... way. What's that, sorry? So you're going to get something back either way on, on your truck, then? Yeah, yeah. They, they're actually paying for the, the the lease or the rental of, of a new one, which has actually just been giving us nightmares. It keeps shutting down. It's some <laughs> wow. electronic issue. So uh, yeah. I said to them, they said to us when we were in Dallas heading down to uh, uh, Wortham, Texas, they said, oh, well, just come past. I said, no, 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 no. We're going to the track. 
you tow a truck, bring it down, and switch it out. And they said, oh, well, that's going to cost us money. I said, well, you know, I'm sorry, but this is now the third time. So, right. like I said, we've had some hiccups this year. You know, fortunately, the trailer we have, because, you know, they don't have a dealership down the road that sells a race-ready trailer to go racing. So the important things we have, We've just had, you know, minor hiccups. This is just another one of those, but uh, it's not the end of the world. You know, uh, we, we got we got what we really, really need. So thanks, that's uh, important thing. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate the concern. All right, Jeff. Uh, yeah, thanks for calling. Grant, uh, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Um, Anytime. Uh, uh, thanks Always for taking time. Enjoy you guys. Yeah, thanks. And uh, maybe next time Watson will hang out. He gives his regards, though. Definitely. Okay, well. Hopefully he's in the mosh pit right now, getting his, uh, getting his swell on. Yeah, we'll see you this weekend in Colorado, bud. Thanks for coming on. Sounds good. All right, thanks, guys, for listening. Take All care. Right, thanks. Grant Langston, great guy. Yeah. That's a great guy. Uh, you want to get our next guest on the line here? Sure. And, uh, and then we're going to close this thing out with Lee McCollum, James Stewart's mechanic. And um, don't forget to support our sponsors. Let's do some giveaways, too, once we get Lee on the line. We're going to give away a race tech hat and shirt and a Tech One graphic kit. And uh, – got to have basically kind of a modern bike for this. Yeah, semi-modern. Semi-modern, yeah. Right. I mean, you can't have like an 85. Right. YZ250. So, um, yeah, we're going to do that. And uh, thanks to those sponsors. We're going to do Stump Tits. Get JT back on the line. we got voicemails also to play, uh, always dedicated to Greg McCreary, of course. And um, don't forget all the discount codes for listening to the show. Um, you can save yourself money, support our show, support our sponsors. And uh, show at gmail.com if you want to win complete uh, Reval from Racetech and Pulp of Mexico 2012. So thanks to those guys for coming on board with us. Um, our next guest on the line, a longtime Suzuki mechanic, now Yoshimura Suzuki's uh, James Stewart mechanic, uh, Lee McCollum. Lee, what's up? Hey, what's up, Mathis? Thanks for doing the show, man. I appreciate it. No Watson. He had to duck, duck out early, which really bummed me out because uh, <laughs> I figured he had a good story about you yelling at him back in the amateur support days. Yeah, yeah, I was always yelling at him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just about uh, every week. <laughs> yeah, really, huh? But, Faye, before we get too far into this, you used to work as a roadie for Iggy Pop? Uh, yeah, that's true. Wow, okay, Watson told us that. Um, <laughs> I did not know that. I've known you for a long time, and uh, I had no idea. When was that? Uh, like another lifetime ago. <laughs> <laughs> really, right? Like, I mean... That's crazy. Who who knew? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, yeah. Growing up, you know, I was racing, and then uh, I got hurt. You know, I grew mm -hmm. up in Michigan and and raced there as an amateur. Yep. And I got hurt pretty bad, and then uh, I just started going to uh, these music clubs. And you know, long story short, I ended up doing some music stuff for uh, a couple three years or so. And wow. And uh, and the, did that deal? Yeah. The so things that, that was like another lifetime ago, though. <laughs> you know what's funny is that if you're a roadie and you're doing that stuff, now you're almost like a roadie now in the motocross scene because you've been a mechanic since '94, '93. Um, well, I well I started in 1990 actually with okay. uh, believe it or not KTM of all of all companies. Wow, way back. Yeah, when they when first they, when uh, they weren't very good either. Into the Supercross game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with with Cliff, that would have been would that would have been with Cliff, or is that after? No, no, uh, no, Keith Johnson. Keith Johnson. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah and then uh, that next year they hired Mike Fisher, you know, and yeah. uh, that's actually when I met uh, Mitch Payton. Okay. Uh, quick story, you know, uh, they had uh, Mike Fisher on the team, and we were at one of the Supercrosses early on, and then uh, Mitch come rolling over in his chair with a pipe, cone uh -huh. pipe. Yeah. Gave it to uh, uh, 
Fisher's mechanic, and I was working on my bike, and I was watching this. I'm like, yeah, yeah. shit, where, where's my pipe at, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, obviously he didn't have one for for me, for, you know, for Keith Johnson. And uh, and afterwards I was like, dude, that was kind of bogus. You know, you gave him a, a cone pipe, but I didn't get one. He's like, who are you? <laughs> so uh, that was how I met Mitch. Um, well, I guess Fisher was a little better than uh... – Fisher was a little better than Keith Johnson, maybe. That's what Mitch's. That's how Mitch's priority went, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it worked. I didn't know that at the time, though. <laughs> right, right. Um, hey, so, anyways, uh, we'll get to some of the old stuff before, but smash cut to 2012. Uh, 24 and 0, Leroy. 24 and 0. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know. You're, you're, James doesn't want to hear that talk, and I'm sure neither do you. But uh, congrats on the start, man. Uh, I we talked about it earlier in the show. That was some good racing this past weekend in Freestone, man. Yeah, it was. I mean, both motos were unbelievably, I thought. You know, they, they raced, uh, you know, wheel to wheel for 30 minutes plus two each time, you know, and it was mm-hmm. a really good close race, and I thought some yeah. of the best I've seen in a while. Right? No doubt. Um, it's it, Those guys look so evenly matched, and I got to say, Stewart, I mean, we all know James Stewart. We know how good he is, but he's impressing um, me just by – he looks like he's in control. He looks like he's got a little more in the tank if he needs it. His fitness seems, you know, right on point. Um, I guess talk about just working with James and how that's going. Uh, got called in off the couch a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going great, of course. Uh, you know, with this with the start uh, to the season like this, winning you know four motos so far, it's yeah. unbelievable. And uh, you know, I don't, I didn't know James before this. Of course, I've met him, but right. I don't know him and. Uh, you know, and working with him just these uh, short few weeks, he's a really good kid, I think, and uh, and he's probably a lot smarter than most people give him credit for as far as working with a motorcycle and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we've all heard all these different stories and stuff, but uh, you know, I I haven't uh, I haven't seen any of that stuff yet myself. But right, right. Yeah, he's a good kid. I like him. Um, and then how how did you get? Now, obviously, you've been a long time Suzuki employee. You worked for Austin Stroop a year and a half ago. Nico Izzy, Larry Ward. I mean, we can go Travis Pastrana on and on and on. You were the test guy, R&D guy, I imagine, at Suzuki. And so Mike Webb comes to you. You knew you're talking, Suzuki's talking to James. We all kind of knew that. But Mike Webb comes to you and goes, how do you want to work? Do you want to work for James Stewart? Is that basically how it went down? <laughs> well, it was more like we're riding in the rental car, and he's talking about James. And I, and I said, well, who are you going to get to work on the bike? Yeah. You know, I figured they're going to have to hire a mechanic. Right. And he looked over me. He goes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Right. Um, and then you were, I mean, were you happy in your old gig or did you want to get back to being a race mechanic holding the fit board again? Uh, yeah, I miss it. I mean, I was happy doing just whatever, you know, right. but, uh, but I do miss that, that thrill, you know, of actually being hands-on with the, with the race bike and the rider. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, when you win, it's a great, uh, accomplishment and, you know, there's nothing better than winning, you know, when yeah. you have that feeling, it's, uh, it's really special. Well, Lee, I only won one national, so um, you know that feeling only happened in Summercross. So you know, yeah, well, you know, like we've talked before, I, you know, that uh, that win you got was kind of from me. So, oh yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> the, uh, for yeah, <laughs> um, in 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 some small way, yeah, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If you got a question for Lee McCollum, uh, hey Tits, did you know that Lee here wrenched Tim Ferry to the ninety seven one twenty five title? I did not, but I do now. Yeah, yeah. He he took Timmy to a title, something I failed to do. You never did. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> very, very Bittersweet. hurtful. Um, 
you know, people were talking about, uh, and you know, it's funny. The, the short memories in our sport is funny. Like you've been around a long time and, uh, the nope. short memories are funny because a few people are like, wow, Leroy, like, wow, he's, he's stepping up. Like, you know, this is going to be a big deal, a big test for him. And I'm like, he worked for Travis Pastrana at the height of Travis Pastrana being Travis Pastrana. I think he can handle this. Uh, um, right. I mean, it doesn't get any more goofier than working for Travis back in the day. <laughs> No, you know, every uh, every rider is different in their own way, of course. You know, we all are and all that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of hype, you know, surrounding uh, yeah. James and, and uh, not just hype, but, I mean, he's a, you know, he's a superstar athlete, yeah. you know. And yeah. Of course, wherever he goes, there's going to be a story. And, uh, you know, when I worked with Travis, it was it was similar, I'm sure, maybe not quite as much as it is right now with, with James. But, uh, you know, Travis was a big story when he came into the sport and had a lot of expectations, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just one of them things you just deal with it as it comes along, you know. Yeah, it's it's still righty tidy lefty loosey, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but uh, what a, what a start to the season! We had James on last week, and we asked him about you, and he was like, you know, I didn't really know Lee, but uh, I'm a pretty quiet guy on the starting line, and he is too, and I think that's good. <laughs> he, he said that that was a good mix uh, because uh, but, you know you're not yelling at him and trying to pump him up. He knows what he's got to do and. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've, I don't know. I've kind of always had that approach, I guess. Was mm-hmm. I mean, these these kids, these guys that ride, ride these bikes, I mean, they know what they're doing. Yeah, you know. And sometimes I don't really think that a guy like myself really needs to tell them what to do. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, not always or whatever. I mean, if you see some, of course. But uh, yeah, James asked me about. It. He goes, "Man, you were really quiet on the start line last week." And I was like, "Well, I I don't really want to say anything unless I need to or have to." Uh huh. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, really, like, I get a kick because there are some mechanics out there that uh, get really mad at their riders and they demand perfection and all this. But at the level that you're at, these guys are all professionals. They know what they're doing. You know, I I, I don't know. Yeah. I just think well, I mean, you know, these kids have been riding a motorcycle since they're two or three or four years old or whatever. Most mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. So yeah, yeah they, I mean, they, they, they're at the top of their game, whether whether they win or, or don't win. Mm-hmm. All those kids out there at the top of their game, pretty much, and yeah. you know they're all good riders. And uh, you know, and I don't know. There's, I don't know. I I don't really like to be yelling at anybody about that. Yeah. Hey, what did you do for Suzuki in the last year and a half when you were not didn't have a rider? Like, what kind of stuff were you responsible for? Uh, well, after Austin got hurt in in 2010, then I just kind of helped with uh, 450 stuff like practice engines and mm-hmm. test bikes, things like that. And then last year, 2011, they tried to help the Rock, the Rockstar Lights team. So I built their race engines for them to get them started and their, okay. and their practice bikes and things like that. And then after they got going, then uh, Dungey was doing pretty good. So they refocused and wanted me to kind of help on that end of the thing. So I kind of stepped away once that lights program was up and running. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of a, you know, maybe a bad deal in in, a, in one way, but I didn't have any say in it. I was yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm an employee, so. Um, so anyways, uh, so we did that, and then I just tried to help in the 450, you know, area, trying to help Goose at the races, and like I say, doing practice and testing stuff during the week, you know, that right, sort of thing. Right. Um, I don't know if you, uh, you read the interview with uh, your team manager, Mike Webb, um, this past week, but he just said he never – Never had the trust with Ryan Dungey that uh, that Roger did. Ryan just really, you know, loved Roger, and he felt like he didn't really have a chance to even maybe 
prove that he could get the trust of Dungey. Did you feel like that last year? Did you kind of feel like Ryan just wasn't happy with the changes and wasn't going to stick around? Well, I mean, without without it being official, in, in my personal opinion, this is just my own opinion, yeah. nothing official by any means, but Dungey made up his mind at Southwick the day Roger went into the bus right after he won the championship and told him he was leaving. Oh, that yeah. was it. Yeah. Yeah. It was done right then and there, and nothing was going to change that. And, and uh, you know, if that's what he wanted to do, that's fine. That's his choice, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. But he, still, but he still had to honor his – he still had a year to go on his contract, I believe, and, and mm-hmm. he needed to honor that, and he didn't want to. But they forced him to, and I think that's why he, uh, he was upset. But, you know, that's business, that, that part of it. Was there tension? Was it hard? I, I, I got the sense there was. Yeah, it was tough. You know, after yeah. a while, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I didn't even want to go to the race. You know. Yeah. Wow. Really? Huh. Um, oh, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then, of course, there's the 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 Southwick problem where he missed the start. And I've been on teams. I yeah. know how I know how it works. You know, nothing that Goose did or you did or anybody did to have that happen. But that's just the worst possible thing. Uh, the chain coming off again. Trey Kennard nailed him in the corner before and probably bent the chain guide. But yeah, the, the fuel thing. I mean. It's just it, – it's it, like the worst possible outcome, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, of course, you know. And, you know, all the all the uh, people on the Internet or, or whatever can say anything they want. And it's their, their opinion and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, the bottom line, there's no team out there. There's not, there's not one team in the pit area that wants to have any problems and would do anything to cause a problem yeah, or anything else. You know, everybody right. goes there prepared, doing the best job they can, and still things can go wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, last year we had some things that did go wrong and, you know, and that's, that's racing. I mean, this machinery and stuff can happen. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, sometimes you, you know, as well as I do as being a mechanic, you do everything you can, but just sometimes something can go wrong and, yeah. and it's the worst moment of your, your year or whatever, when something <laughs> does go wrong. I know. Well, I, I was thinking, you know, obviously I didn't know about the, uh, what you, you know, your opinion is, is that Ryan was out even before January. My opinion was Absolutely. at Texas. I'm like, that's it. He is done. He is done. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and I mean, yeah. between yourself and Goose and Mike Webb, there's 60 or 70 years of experience there working at races, motorcycle races. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not like you guys are just some Yahoo crew off the street. But shit happens. Yeah. It, it. I mean, I've been there, and uh, um, you know, uh, it, it does happen. So yeah, it was a rough year. But from there, you go to Metcalf, and you know, he does all right. And he's turning it on this outdoor series, and now of course James Stewart, perfect through the uh, first four races. And I gotta think that I know Ryan wasn't pumped on his bike either, and I gotta think that Ryan's riding behind that thing, going, "Damn it, that bike! <laughs> Damn it, that bike!" <laughs> <laughs> but he's doing he's doing great too. I mean, there isn't much to separate those two, but it's it's kind of fun, it's kind of ironic. I gotta think. Yeah, yeah, I felt the same way, you know. But but you know, like I said before, there's really good racing those those motos you know and uh man it was close geez it, it was yeah it was closer than i wanted it to be actually <laughs> i was like man come on get a couple seconds on them or something you know but right yeah hey uh for people list all the riders you've worked for this should this should take us about an hour but let's list all the riders you've worked for well um i guess i have to start back at the beginning so i don't miss yeah. somebody yeah but. Let's yeah, well, we'll keep Johnson. Like I said, in 1990, uh-huh. I I started with him at, at KTM, and then then I did work in Europe a couple of years for Dunlop Tires uh, at the uh, what's now called the MotoGP series, but mm-hmm. Grand Prix, you know, uh, road racing. Yep. 
you know, when Schwantz and Dewan and, and Rainey and all those guys were there. But anyways, and then I uh, came home and started at Suzuki in 90, the end of 92 it was. So uh, did the amateur support. And then Phil Lawrence was my first guy on the race team. And then uh, Timmy for three years, Larry Ward for a couple years, Travis for a few years, Hepler for a few years, Nico for a couple years, and Stroop. Mm-hmm. I think that's about it. <laughs> ah, I forgot about Hepler in there. Yeah, Hepler won some races, won some nationals for sure. Uh, would show up yep. and just be super fast, right? Like on, on days that he yep. could hold it together. Um, yeah, Brock, Brock was a good kid, and uh, he was a good rider. We just, you know, we had some ups and downs along the way in those three years, but but also he rode that, you know, that uh, the first four-stroke bike. You Ooh, know? that thing was bad. You know, the, the Kawazuki. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Um, Tim, Timmy. But, hey, you know, as bad as that bike was, I mean, Hepler in, in 04, he finished second to James, indoor and outdoor on that bike. Did he? Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, there, yeah. there you go. Um, yeah. Timmy blames you, by the way, for not stopping and putting on that baggy gear, a JT baggy gear at Washougal. <laughs> so. Hey, I'll never forget that. <laughs> Roger was not pumped, huh? I remember Timmy comes out of the truck with that baggy gear on, and Roger goes, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> take that off i don't want that take it off immediately <laughs> yeah you know, it was pretty funny yeah um <laughs> yeah yeah roger didn't care for that stuff yeah really huh hey uh and what's uh give, give me your best travis Pastrana story for the for the listeners what, what do you got <laughs> give us your best one like just something that oh, just made geez. you shake your head or or anything well i don't know i mean maybe i don't know if it's the best one but i mean there's just so many things but <laughs> You know, I remember. I remember when uh, when we we're at Anaheim for the opening round. I guess it must have been what O two or uh-huh. when he was on the two fifty. Yeah, that was O two. Uh, I think his first year. Yeah. Um, we're in the parking lot for the for the press day, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I see this guy like you know quite a ways away limping across the parking lot. And you know, I was unloading the bike. We're working on getting ready for the press thing, and it, as it gets closer, I see it's Travis. <laughs> so he comes up and he's limping pretty bad. I'm like, like hey, Travis, what happened? He goes, oh, man, Lee, I, I really hurt my knee, you know, and this and that or whatever. It gives you some cock and bull story. And what it was, really, what as it turned out, it was he was doing that big jump up at Castillo Ranch the day before, <laughs> and that's when he wrenched his knee that really bad that time. Yeah, yeah. And kind of hurt him for the season, you know, and all because he, you know, just wanted to go play riding. Yeah, the day before uh, Anaheim. Yeah, the day before Anaheim won. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he didn't tell me that, though. You know, he made up some story about how he hurt his knee or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, he knew it bummed me out, so. Uh, toughest rider you've ever worked for, Larry Ward? Does he, hands down, does he win? <laughs> yeah, Big Bird was kind of tough to deal with a little bit on the bike, but off away from the bike, he's a great guy. You know, yeah. he still is. I still see him, and, you know, he's a great guy to talk to. I love him, but, yeah, he was a little bit difficult, you know. I remember when I first worked with him, everybody's like, oh, you'll never make it, you know. And, yeah. I was like, really? Why? You know, oh, you'll never do it, man. Nobody works for Larry for a whole year. <laughs> he, is it true that you used to put bone stock forks on for him? Uh, no, that? you know what? Actually, they did do that, but that was the first go around when he was first at Suzuki. Okay, yeah, first bone, yep. brand new oil, stock oil, springs, yep. everything, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the story. Yeah, that was even before I got there, but. <laughs> Yep, they couldn't make him happy, so they just he said, "Hey, the stock forks are the best. Just give me a brand new set of forks each week, and that's fine." At Moto Triple X, he ran the same tag handlebar with no no crossbar. <laughs> he he would not let the guy take him out of the mount, so the the guy would have to take the mounts off the clamp every week. <laughs> he would not be allowed to change the position of the bar. 
And this yep. thing was so shot peened with rocks by the end of the Nationals. He ran this thing for 12 <laughs> races. Never <laughs> bent it, didn't care, never moved the position. The, the bar looked like it was just beat down. I was just like, wow, this guy. <laughs> yeah. Funny, funny stuff. Yeah, he was nutty about his bars and levers, man. He'd, he'd come up to the truck, set his gear back down, sit on the bike, and start moving his bars and levers around. And then eventually they'd just be back to where he started at. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Larry, you moved the bars, you know, right? Yeah. You know, you moved them around, and now they're right back where they were. Why don't you just leave them alone? He's like, no, they're not. I was like, yeah, see, I, I see these little marks here yeah. from this shop, shopping tool. He's like, yeah. I go, I mark them every week where you end up with them after the race. Yeah. He goes, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so I know where you had them. He goes, no, that can't be right. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I, I can't win on this yeah, argument. Yeah, yeah, you know? you're like, yeah, I'm making it up. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nick Way used to pull in during practice in Supercross, you know, limited time on the track, and he would make <laughs> me adjust, and he would grab the pawns of his hands and, like, hit the bars up, then hit them down the same amount, and then go, okay, they're good. And I'm like, you are nuts. <laughs> in the middle of the Supercross mechanics area, you're going to adjust your bars. I'm just like, yeah. oh, my God, these guys. Um, <laughs> but, hey, uh, uh, man, great great job this year so far. Uh, uh, I got to say, it's cool to see you back wrenching, and uh, James is surprising. The he- I mean, we knew he'd be good. I just don't think any of us thought he'd be this good. You know what I mean? And uh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, he is James Stewart, <laughs> yeah, but, though. You know, the, the guy is so talented on, on, the, on the motorcycle. You know, it's crazy to think that he wouldn't be that good, but yeah. You know, since he got on the bike, it's you know the, the crazy thing is he's only ridden the bike a few weeks. You know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I, I I overheard uh, part of your show earlier where the guy said something about his bike was swapping around or whatever. But you know, we're we're working on uh, you know a setup each week with him a little bit more, but we're not going to go too crazy and yeah. and uh, you know go one way or or another like to to uh, to overdo it you know at this time so right. i think the bike's working pretty good i mean you know there's always room for improvement of course yeah but at the moment i'd say it's working pretty decent and you know and his comfort comfort level is good so uh you know we'll just keep adjusting and working each weekend you know yeah and when they and when they hey i want to ask you um there's been a lot of reshuffling with suzuki uh you know you were an employee maybe maybe you're a contract guy for factory suzuki now everything's at yoshimura any change at all? How's that going? How's that switch over for you? I mean, uh, you know, what's the differences? What's how's that going? Well, I mean, realistically, the only difference is, is what what name is on my paycheck. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, everything yeah. else pretty much stays the same. You know, we're still, you know, basically it's a it's a reshuffling of the the money, you know, and the yep. way the team operates. But basically, I mean, we're still the factory Suzuki team. We still deal with Japan. We still get our parts from Japan. We're still doing the same thing we've always done yeah uh, it's just just uh run a little bit differently through yoshimura just like the road race program has been mm-hmm. yeah so really not, not nothing, much nothing yeah. much has changed in, in my life nothing has changed at all i work in the same same stall as i have since uh, we've been in that building right right oh that's good yeah that's good to hear uh, i know some people like other teams other people in the pits are like Oh, there's no development with Suzuki. There's nothing new going on. They're they're completely done. But I mean, uh, you guys can see that uh, you know your bike's still plenty trick. You know what I mean as far as kind of cool stuff on it. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, some of them, some of those people really don't know what's going on though. Yeah, guys, and that could, and one of those guys could be me. I'll be, I'll be honest about and, that. And 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 I'm good with that. I, <laughs> it doesn't really matter to me if those people don't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't mind that a bit. Yeah, that's the way the sport works. You know what? There's interest. So. The way I look at it is there's interest in it. So when there's interest, there's going to be cockamamie opinions. You know what I mean? Oh, um, yeah. 
Yep. How many questions have you got about your handlebars so far this year? Uh, yeah, a few. You know, <laughs> kids asking, other people asking, yeah, seen yeah. a few things on some websites. So, yeah, everybody's wanting to know what the heck's going on with the handlebar. Yeah, I know. I, I get it, too. Believe me, I get emails and tweets about it, and I'm just like, I don't know. I guess he asked, and they said yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, uh, Lee, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I wish we had more time. We got a jet. Um, but, um, Interesting. I'd love to hear some more stories. We should just do a one-on-one podcast, me and you, one time, and <laughs> break it down like uh, I have with most of the mechanics. It'd be interesting stuff. Yeah, no problem. Uh, anytime, Mathis. Yeah. Um, thanks a lot, man. Good luck uh, for the rest of the year. You, uh, Colorado, this weekend, and, uh, man, 4 for 4 So I'm going to make a banner that says 24-0 and fly it around the track this weekend. <laughs> All right, just don't drag it by my truck. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. All right, Lee, <laughs> Lee McCollum, thanks for coming on, man, to see you this weekend. All right, thanks. Yeah. Bye. Uh, Lee McCollum, everybody. Yoshimura Suzuki's James Stewart's mechanic. Uh, interesting guy. Yeah. Uh, we got a winner for Tech One Graphics? Sure do. Who is it? Uh, his name is Luke Himmler. What kind of bike does he got? He has a 2012. Oh, okay. So we're good. YZ250. Two oh, two-stroke. Two yep. Love those two-strokes. Yeah, you do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, so let's get uh, thanks to Luke for... Um, Winning the Tech One Graphics, Pulpamex show graphics. So thanks uh, thanks again for that. We're going to do a hat and a shirt for Race Tech also. And don't forget about our suspension giveaway. That's a lot of money right there um, in suspension. And thanks to Race Tech for doing that. And also, we're going to have uh, one last guest on, I think, tonight. We're going to try to get him on anyways. He's very, very busy. Very rare to get him on the show, but let's try. Uh, voicemails, too, coming up. Um, let's do some of those. Uh, you guys can call anytime, 702-586-7857, and leave a message, and the best ones will make uh, make the show. Happy Memorial Day, everybody, by the way. Thanks uh, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Watson's gone. He's gone to a Pennywise concert, and that's a real shame. The show just isn't the same without him. For one, there's nobody angry um, on the show, which is good. Tits, he's not angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm angry. You went to voicemail, oh. by the way. Oh, okay. Oh, Pook, what's up? I'm pissed. Why? Just kidding. Oh, okay. Uh, welcome, Pookie, to the show. Um, I booked the hotel today for us. Is it for Sweden? Or are you going to Sweden? Or maybe Canada? No, I'm, we're going to uh, Disney Nations, maybe. Why would you go to Sweden? I want to go to the GP there. He wants to go to Sweden oh. GP with DV. You know, another right. thing, you know what another thing I'm doing? I'm driving to Winnipeg. Oh, God. I'm driving to Winnipeg. You're going to drive there? Yep. In your truck? You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, uh, let's do voicemails. Want to do voicemails? Yeah. F you, dude. Um, <laughs> these are voicemails. The best of the best. Uh, I think we had 19 messages. Some of them didn't make a lot of sense, but 19 messages. I picked the best a uh, little bit, and uh, here we go. 702-586-7857. As always, Dedicated to Greg McCreary, who loves these so, so much. Just calling to say that when a roar comes on, I can't hit the fucking fast-forward button fast enough. Hey, guys. It's Ryan <laughs> from Minnesota. Uh, just driving down the road on my way to the GNCC this weekend in Masontown, West Virginia. A little shout-out to Weege's Roots. And I'm listening to show 93 probably one of the best shows I've ever listened to. It's Which absolutely one's 93? hilarious. Just had a couple of points to go over with you. Uh, Mathis, you your four Manitoba idols, man, you got to give it up. 
I work with uh, Terry Docu at Fox Racing Shocks, and he has six Saskatchewan titles. He doesn't mention them nearly as often as you do. Maybe think about that. I'm just kidding. If you stop mentioning those titles, I'll be mad because it's actually pretty funny. The Ivan Tedesco thing in the 250 class on Wookie Mathis, I, I didn't see how he was going to have that good of a finish at the very first one, but I'm also super happy that he did. It's awesome to see that. Um, what's the deal with Kenny, man? Um, that guy bipolar? Uh, if he is, I hope he never gets on medication because it's also one of the best parts of the shows. Just kind of keeps the whole dynamic going between you guys. And uh, I want you all to keep up the excellent work because. Do you think Kenny's bipolar? <laughs> no. I don't. No. no? Like, no. Not, a, not officially, not anyway. I swear, I think he could be. I don't see how you guys can say no way. Well, typically bipolar is like huge highs and huge lows, like for a period of time. I've took a What's psychology 101 class, so I'm pretty much a professional. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, his low lows? I've never seen him in no, a low I, low. Well. I don't know. I mean, I thought the guy. I, might, I there's the, definitely times where he's irritable, or you it know, seems like he could use there. medication yeah, at some moody. point. It yeah. seems like he could use medication. I think, I think moody would be a perfect description of it. I think he could use medication. Okay, for By something. Way, show ninety three was uh, Ivan Tedesco, Mitch Payton, and Chad Sanner. In case you was were was that last week or two weeks ago? Um, I don't know. Last week. Oh, it was last week. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, uh, guy caller. Because. I absolutely love the show, as as do uh, so many other people. So thank you, guys. Keep rocking. Hey, Steve. It's Bo in Denver, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, keep up the good what you guys are doing. Always a great show and informative. Um, one thing I would like to see more of is the bonus content on the Pulp app. Uh, you know, we pay for it and would like to get some more of that. You're <laughs> He's busy, got a point. But, uh, you out, he's got a point. Podcasts on there. The buying app would be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> thanks to Tits for getting my questions in. Most of the times that I send them in, that's pretty cool. Uh, Do it all for you. The, uh, the Watson and O'Rourke thing is usually pretty co- pretty comedic, but uh, last Monday's was just pretty awkward. <laughs> But anyway, uh, keep up the good work, guys, and uh, thanks. Later. Uh, he's right. I got to do more bonus content on the app. That's um, true. But do you, you just have to pay for it one time, right? Yeah, it's you just pay for it one time, okay. and and I mean it's two bucks, right? And I've given, I've probably done ten bonus podcasts, maybe six bonus podcasts, <laughs> six to ten, six ish, ten ish, six to ten. So. You know? The drops alone are worth two bucks. I mean, German well, and the archives and stuff. Lee bargaining. Come on. That's what I'm saying. It's gold. Yeah. So I mean, I need to do more, but whatever. I got your two bucks, bro. So I don't really care. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not like giving back a refund. But yeah, I need to do more. I'll work it on it. I actually, I, I bring my recorder every weekend in planning on doing some podcasts, and I always never end up working out or whatever. Um, let's keep going with that. All right, Steve. Let me see if I can break down the two-stroke, four-stroke thing for you because you don't seem to be getting it. A four-stroke is like your wife after about 20 years of marriage. She put on a little bit of weight, and she doesn't really look, feel, sound, or even smell the same anymore. I just thought this was unique. Don't get me wrong. Sex is still great, 
but it's not like it used to be. Sexy, beautiful, tan, fun, wonderfully intoxicating to sniff. Does that mean you should get a divorce and bag an 18-year-old? Well, yes. there are obviously a lot of practical issues with that, especially when you're raising 40-plus. She might be fun in the sack, but she comes with a lot of baggage once you're done pushing one out. But that doesn't mean you should be so judgmental on the guys that make this decision. The grass is always greener on the other side. Love the show. Love what you guys do. Keep it up. Huh. Hey, Pulver Max. Um, I like that voice. I'm sitting here watching the freestyle uh, race right now, and Baggett has some good strategy, and he always just seems to hang it out, like just cruise it for the first 15 minutes and then really put it on charge. I mean, obviously this isn't the first time he's done it, and it just seems like it works out so well. Now, what I'm getting at is if all these other riders, his competition is going back, and, you know, you'd think that they would – and most of the majority are watching the movies and they're going over their own mistakes and, and finding out, you know, what lines they should have took. But why don't they look at other people's strategy? I'm sure some of them might be, but weren't they doing it? Like, I don't see why, you know, like I said, this isn't Baggett's first time just cruising at the first 15 minutes and then putting on a charge. Why isn't some of this competition just hanging back with Baggett, cruising, and then putting the charge on with him and then make it, make it farther forward? You know, it just seems like I'm seeing all these top guys. It's just like they're putting on a charge up front for the first 15, and then when it comes to the last 15 minutes of the race, it's just like, shit, you know, like they're already, like, damn near, you know, winded and shit a little bit, you know, because they use so much energy in the first 15. I don't know. I'm, I'm just ranting and raving, but uh, super thought. Yeah, right? well, they would love to do what Baggett does, but they can't. It's super <laughs> hard to do. Of course they would hang back and I'm going to hang out for 20 minutes and then I'm going to drop my lap times by four seconds a lap while I move to the front. Check me out. It's super gnarly and super hard to do. So it's a great strategy by Blake. Didn't work out this weekend. Tomac was better than him. But uh, at one point, him and Tomac were the only guys within two seconds. Nobody else was within two seconds of those two guys. So, I mean, it's a great strategy, but it's uh, super hard to implement. It'd be like me saying, uh, I'm going to invent the new Facebook <laughs> um, and then just say it and then not be able to yeah. do anything. So Done. All right, let's go. That's it. That's it? That's it. That's voicemails, everybody. Yep. Uh, and as always, 702-586-7857. Let's take uh, – you know what? No, before we take Michael's call, Race Tech hat and shirt. Right. It's 12.08 on the East Coast mm -hmm. on Memorial Day uh, weekend. Mm -hmm. People are hungover, mm -hmm. baked, sun sunburnt. Um. You name it. They're probably not even listening. So because of that, I'm going to throw in an extra something to this winner. Race tech hat and shirt, and then something else I'll find out in the garage. I'll dig around or find something. Right, Pookie? We got something. We got some free guns or so, something. kicker or something. Yeah. Uh, oh, Rockford Fosgate. Rockford Fosgate. Yeah, you got a whole bunch of stuff yeah. there. Yeah. So uh, fifth caller right now. And I'm going right. to take Michael's caller right now. Fifth caller wins a prize pack. Thank you for still listening, by the way. If you are still listening live, you're my hero. So, Michael, what's up? Oh, hey, um, thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to uh, hoping maybe you could fill in the blanks for me on the, the Nicoletti story this weekend. You know, you guys had Santa on last week and kind of barely touched on the mechanical issues. And then, you know, Nicoletti leading part of the first moto, and I, I think he mechanical DNF then. And, and then I think he DNF the second moto, too, but I didn't know if it crashed or mechanical or what happened. Uh, what can you tell me? Um, yeah, he, he, uh, he led a little bit in the first moto first. And then uh, he was eighth place 
and his motor just blew up, and he just he idled and slowed to a stop. Thankfully, it didn't blow up catastrophically where it sends him over the air, but sends him in the air over a triple. But blew up on him. Uh, first moto while he was eighth. Bummer for Phil. And uh, second moto, he crashed, crashed out. He went off the side of the track. I saw him. I saw his bike laying on the face of a jump, and he was on the ground rolling around. So uh, a DNF and a crash um, did fill in. Otherwise, it could have been a good day for him. Because I think when he when he crashed, he was 12th. So potentially an 8-12 day for Filthy Phil ended up being DNF, DNF. Yeah, that's possible. So it's, you know, if he's okay with it, a bad man crash? Or, I know. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think he's fine. He tweeted me today, or he retweeted something for me today. So... I think he's fine as much, yeah. much as that, anyways. That would be awesome to if you get to get that guy on, maybe in the, the near future show. I mean, I got talk about a guy that's coming up and just have a, yeah. a huge swing. That would be awesome. Yeah, you know what? We should try to get him on. Uh, definitely. Um, yeah, we should try to do that. Filthy Phils. I've never, never really talked to the guy. I just, I'm a fan of his from from his style. So, yeah. thanks, yeah, man. Thank you. What's that? Thanks, Mike. See ya. Uh, we've got our we've got our winner. We've got our fifth caller. The lines are lit up, and uh, we got our winner um, of the Race Tech hat and shirt. They don't get to pick the size tits because I think it's just an extra large. So, and um, and we're gonna throw in something extra just because I'm impressed that there's many of you still listening right now at 12:11 on the East Coast. Uh, good job to all you guys. So, tits, give me a name, anyways. Tits, just give me a name. Who won it? Kyle. Good job, Kyle. Thanks for still listening. Um, so everybody, you can you can hang up. Uh, um, we've given the prize away, unless you want to just call and talk to us. So um, the question I have for you guys is uh, Kyle. So Kyle won. Yes, Kyle Luera won. Good job, Kyle. Yep, congratulations. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Um, what about Hobo Nick? Never have him on again. I wouldn't say that. I think we should. Got an email. Said, "Fuck you, Nick." <laughs> right. That's one email. I, I thought no, Hobo Nick was an addition to the show. I'm really bummed <laughs> that nobody else thought that. I why? Do you, why do you say that? You, Kenny said you that. You sided yeah, Kenny with Kenny. You, wasn't you no, sided with Kenny. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You're kind of no, like, I eh. No, I I agreed that it wasn't necessarily Moto, but I said we started off the show not talking about Moto, so that doesn't mean that. We can't talk about stuff that's not moto. How do you charge your electronics? I know, right? Of course, <laughs> Never mind, how do you poop? I would right. How do you eat? Yeah. How do you breathe? How that's do you easy. You could hunt. You could just go on the side of the road. Charging electronics, not so easy. But apparently, it is so easy. <laughs> you just easy. plug it into a tree. You just plug Let's it into find a tree, tree bro. It's <laughs> that simple. That's I awesome. I would have sent a picture of that. That's awesome. Uh, you want to get these calls? Maybe, maybe for T-shirts. I don't know. They probably are. Try it. See what happens. Okay. Uh, Pookie, do you... Want to do stump the tits, or do you want to leave it for another show? Like We're ask me the questions instead, or if I, no. do I think he'll get them. Yeah, whether I you think whether you think he'll get them or not. Yeah, I know, I know yeah. this guy. You you know this guy? I'm all over it. All right, tits. It's that time for stump the tits. We got our winner for the waist tech T-shirt, everybody. So don't bother uh, calling in unless you want to just really talk Stop to me. Calling, gosh. Um, about whatever about Texas, about uh, uh, anything else about Kenny and his medication that I believe he needs. Stump the tits time. Will tits know the mountain? You know, I uh, I texted 
our buddy Moser for some stump the tits questions. I think Moser's out of commission. No answer. No reply back. I got a picture from his friend Benny, and he was he's, passed he's probably out drunk on his at Lake House couch. Yeah. Oh, that, really? That wouldn't surprise me one bit. It's a holiday. Holiday. Man. Yeah. All right. Uh, these are questions come up um, for tits. Pookie, you're gonna tell me whether you think he gets them or not. And they're they're not they're not uh, super rare uh, questions. Tits. Like I think you might be able to get them. All right. All right. Question one. Ricky Carmichael dropped down to the 125 class uh, in 2001 to break a record for the most career 125 wins. Uh, will Tits get the name of the rider that he dropped down to break the record? The record of? Yeah. I think yes. Who was the rider that Carmichael dropped? Who was the rider who held the record until Carmichael dropped down in 01 to break it? Most career 125 national wins. You don't know. You said he would know it. Yeah, but now look at his face. Yeah, his face. Doesn't I'm, I'm thinking he, the, the way you phrased it, it was throwing off from my original thoughts. Um, I'm going to go with Stewart. How could Stewart have the award, the most career? He said that, that he dropped down, so I thought that maybe Stewart came up and he beat it, and then Carmichael would drop so back probably down. Be In 2001? Carmichael. That's a terrible answer. Okay. Terrible. Not even an educated guess. Mark Barnett. Mm-hmm. There you go. Never would have guessed that anyway. So. Yeah, but James even, Stewart was even, terrible. Even if I was in the right era. I wish JT was on the line right now. <laughs> I really wish JT was on the line right now. Name three ex-Brown athletes. Will he be able to name three oh, yeah. current, yes. current ex-Brown athletes? Yes. And Michael Essie does not count because even though he's using the frames – he uh-huh. is using a Moto Concepts goggle, as far as everybody else knows. Oops. Okay. I just blew it. Oops. Um, Would have had two fucking podiums in right. two races had he run X-Brands. Mother. And he is running X-Brands. I'm on the Alessi bandwagon, man. I believe the I hype. I love it. Believe the hype. Right. Um, Michael, By the way, you'll get the third question. He'll get the third. It's just his opinion. Michael Lieb. Yep. Steven Frossard. Is he still writing your guys' stuff? Or was he ever? He was last year, but not this year. Not this year. Okay. Give yourself a buzz. What else you got? For free answers? Yeah. <laughs> well. Um, oh, Kyle Chisholm, right? Yeah, he, hey, yeah, buddy. Um, <laughs> I like that. Hey, buddy. When, when uh, oh my God. Osborne went across. What, did he still run? Yeah, he's on X Brands. Okay. See, I thought he was. He struggled way too much. Yeah. Yeah. A little too, little too clear with vision. You on a Friday yeah. night one time. Um, you want to get that call on six? Sure. See who that is. Sure. Um, that's James Stewart's terrible answer. I could have guessed better than that. Yeah, I mean, just there's got to be somebody older. Marty than Ricky. Smith, Brock Love. Like, I mean, any like Johnny O'Mara, like you know, any old motocrosser right. could have could have beat it. But um, yeah, it 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 is terrible, terrible guess. Is uh, he cherry pick? Is that cherry picking? Nah, I don't know. Oh, okay. Whatever. I didn't I didn't like it because. Because you hate Carmichael? No, oh. no, because I was at Grant Langston's team then, and Grant Langston and Mike Brown were battling it out for the 125 title, and Ricky dropped down to help out Mike Brown and, quote-unquote, get the record. But really, he came to affect the national championship for his buddy Mike Brown versus Langston. So really? it didn't end up affecting it, but had Ricky been in front and Langston needed and 
Brown second and Brown needed those points, Ricky would have pulled over and let Brown get him. And I think that's kind of bullshit when you haven't been racing the class all year. Let Brock buy. Yes. yes. Good job, Pookie. Not good. Not good okay. Um, not, yeah, not, not okay. So. Team tactics like you and Yama in 04. Oh, that was uh, 03 and there was team no tactics. tactics. There was oh. no team tactics. You got to speak louder. Sorry. The thing's, okay. the thing's cutting you off. Nobody cares Tits, anyway. final question. This one's easy for you, bro. Okay. I don't even need that. This is just a per- personal <laughs> question I have for you. <laughs> Give me your three favorite guests on the show. Just your three favorite guys that you think you're interested in, which would be a big step, a big leap mm-hmm. for you to be interested in one of these guests. Mm-hmm. Because generally you're like this. And not interested in the guest. That's me playing on my phone, right? So give me three guests that you find interesting on the show. Either like personally-wise or just for listeners. I think he'll get it. Okay, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I can only come up with two. I'm sorry. Uh, No, Chad Reed, because he's – and actually Mitch Payton for the same reason, because they just – they bring it, you know? Yeah. And then uh, I like JT. I guess – I don't know if you'd consider he him a guest. Count. I knew he, doesn't he was going to say yeah, Mitch Payton. He doesn't count. He doesn't but count. I really like when JT comes on. Um, Kenny doesn't, but. <laughs> that's right. Kenny doesn't. Uh, okay. Just give me another one. Ryan Dungey? <laughs> the one time he came on yeah. two years ago. You weren't working on the show then, uh, were you? That, that was like your second show you had him on. Man, I remember that. Leot guy got him. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Um, believe it or not, James Stewart. I think that he gives a great or not. interview. Yeah, or not. Yeah, or not. I, I, um, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm still not a huge fan, but you can't deny that the guy gives a great interview when he wants to. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, I'm just curious about that. That's all. Can I give myself a dinger? <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. A dinger I, I, I on got, giving I, your I, opinion? I got to get at least one. Well, you actually didn't. You screwed up with JT because he's not well, a guest. Anyways, O'Rourke, what's up? I hope you're not talking shit on Ricky Carmichael. Uh, never no yeah i actually you know what i shouldn't have said that because that guy that that i co-host with will hear about it or he'll listen to the show and he will go ape shit over it but that's fine The, the the i was on the team that was battling for the title and i know the feelings of the pits of everybody in the pits but the pro circuit team they all thought it was kind of bullshit but whatever Mm. anyways well um you probably get a text saying you don't know shit, you asshole, or something like that. Yeah. What's going on, bud? Um, I just had a technical question about uh, the GPS system that they're running on some of the bikes. Uh-huh. Does that GPS system adjust the mapping on the fuel injection to different parts of the circuit? No. No, the GPS is just telling you how the circuit lays out, and then it's up to you to pull up the, G- the, the mapping for that particular part of the circuit. So okay. it just so it, it doesn't just, it doesn't adjust on the fly. No, 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 no adjusting on the fly. Although you can do that in F one. You can adjust it on the fly in F one, but that stuff that's not capable the motocross stuff isn't capable of that. But um you know, you can see the bike on the GPS, you can see it leave the pits, you can see it go like a little dotted line, you know, to the starting area and then it starts racing on the track. So you can see the outline of the track. So it's just like a tracking device more than there's no communication between no yeah it's just a tracking device and what happens is you look at the overlay of the track a rider comes in and goes hey in the fourth turn on that jump my bike feels my bike is cutting out so you go to the gps and you click on the fourth turn of the track it blows up and shows you uh what the bike is doing at that first at the fourth turn as far as uh throttle position uh o2 sensor and everything else 
Oh, okay. Do you think they might implement that where the the you know the GPS sort of adjusts the the mapping or the uh, uh, no, the bike accordingly to parts of the track? That's illegal. But do you think it's something you could see in the future of it? Uh, good question. I don't know. That just kind of increases the cost. Maybe. Why not? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? Why don't? We, why wouldn't we just keep going to what the car guys are doing? So. Yeah. So it's an interesting piece of technology, and it you know just keeps going more and more away from you know just the basic mechanics and more towards you know engineers and electrical type people. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's maybe going that way, but that is illegal to do it on the fly like that. So. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, I'm going to have more on this in my column on Wednesday. I'm getting something from uh, the Get guys, the Get Ignition guys, and I'm going to put a little uh, article together with a picture on what it, how it helps the teams and how it's benefiting them. Might be good to get Truman on the show or something. Maybe he can shed some light on it. Yeah, I'll just I'll get somebody smarter than Truman. But yeah, good idea. Oh, ouch! I'm kidding. I'm joking. But Truman is helping okay. me get the, the the photo. So. Well, I'm sorry I miss Kenny. Um, he, I'm sure that feeling is not reciprocated. But, uh, I um, believe the words were "you're dead" to him. I believe those were the words. <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't listen to it. I think that was Tits's words. I, I, that I Kenny asked then said, him no. if he was dead to him. He said, "No, I don't wish any harm upon him." Yeah, but, but once again, Kenny didn't understand that. Of how course, is Kenny even friends with Ricky Carmichael anyway. Of course, Kenny doesn't wish him dead. But right. just like when he got mad at me for saying Carmichael's mom was a bitch when I was imitating Carmichael talking about that, right. he didn't understand that saying. Right? It's Kenny. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course he doesn't wish right. you, like, dead. But the saying is, you're dead to him, meaning you're cut out of his life. That is true. Yeah. You're out of his that, life. You know, what, what, what do you do? Hey, what do you do? Buddy. You know, I, I had a simple, a simple <laughs> yeah. opinion on a friend of his that I honestly didn't think was that no, bad. Like, it's not. You know, I... Hey, actually, I think... actually, he, he's here. He just walked in. He wanted to say something to you. He has, he's got something to say to you. Hey, buddy! <laughs> I will never, ever, ever hear that out of his mouth. Uh, I don't know, Matt. Seems like he wants to make it up to you a little bit, you know? Well, maybe me and Kenny need to take a car ride together. (laughs) Oh, that could be good. good. Unfortunately, (laughs) Titch's hatred of you will prevent him from putting that together. (laughs) So, that would be good, though. uh, Yeah, that would be cool. All right, well, you guys have a good show. I've taken up enough of your time. All right, thanks, Rourke. See you later. Hey, buddy. All right, see you. Ackerman. Steve. Hey, man, thanks for listening, even when Kenny's gone. That really, really means something to me. Hey, how mad were, was the dude that answered the phone about, he goes, are you calling for the T-shirt? Like, he was pissed. <laughs> Which guy? Me. Who? Uh, oh, yeah, oh, right. oh, Tits. Oh, really, Tits? You were mad? No. He doesn't like when I, people I, keep calling. Yeah, he doesn't like. He, no, he, stop he, calling. He can't handle a lot of multiple calls. Like when we do them, when we do like fifth <laughs> caller and tenth caller, he gets stressed. And then, and then your wife was like, was like, God, tell him to stop fucking calling or whatever she said, something like that. Yeah, she doesn't mean you. She just means the people <laughs> for the shirts. No, no, no. The thing I is, know, is there's a thirty second delay from when we talk to when people hear it. So. You know when I say oh, stop, when I hear when I say stop calling, we got our winner. People won't hear that for thirty seconds. So in real time, they're sure. calling in. So it's a little just constantly gone. Yeah, it's a little difficult. You know what I mean? But hey, man, yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for all you did, by the way, for that cooler. I finally shipped it to the guy uh, last week. Oh, with, right on, with cool. A bunch of those autographed pants. Glad that could help. Yeah, it was cool, and I, I put everything in the cooler for him, and that thing is off to uh, Australia as we speak. Um, so a bunch of Chris Ackerman uh, donate donations inside the cooler. Yeah. 
did you guys ever do um, any more things like that? I have uh, all sorts of memorabilia stuff, like oh, okay. uh, like pants and jerseys, stuff like that, that some people would be so pumped on. Um, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, we'll keep that in mind for sure, man. Definitely. So. Yeah, I always like to help out. But, uh, hey, I heard you guys talking about um, Rockford Fosby. Yeah. Do you know um, somebody over there? Uh, Watson. It's a Watson deal. He does. Yeah, he can hook oh, it up. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, oh. He can hook it up. He, um, yeah, no doubt for you. He'll he'll dial you in. There's a, there's a lady I dealt with over there, but uh, Kenny was the real, uh, the real hookup on that. So. Oh, okay. That's your guy Watson. Uh, yeah, I just got a new van, but um, Jason left kickers. So. Yeah, he did. So I know. He, I was bummed about that. That's too bad. There went our kicker money too. Gone down the tubes when Jason left. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, but he's 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 a good dude, no doubt. Uh, Jason. Jones. No, Jason's a really good dude. Yeah, he was awesome. So, um, Watson's your guy yeah. for the hookup on the Rockford stuff. Hey, I'm gonna hit him up about that. Yeah, do it. Right on. All right. Hey, pretty good show tonight. Not too great. <laughs> Thanks, man. Just to be totally honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be well, totally honest. Uh, <laughs> it is Memorial Day. We're just trying to get through, bud. Hey, and uh, Chapman said to tell you what's up. Oh yeah. If I if I ever called in. Yeah, Chapman, another great guy, another good dude. Yeah, really good dude, really good dude. Yeah, love love me some Matt Chapman. Yeah. Um. Cool. Right. Thanks, Ackerman. Right. right on, guys. See ya. Um. Who is that SoCal guy? The <laughs> good show. No, what was it? Good show, not great. Not great. Yeah. Not a great show, but good show. <laughs> no, hey, you know what? That's what we need on this day. Who was that? That's Chris Ackerman, oh. one of, one of uh, old freestyle guy, freestyle motocross guy, and one of Watson's buddies. Um, so that's why he thought it was not, wasn't great because there's no Watson. So that's how things go on here. Um, I just got the most ridiculous email. I can't even read it on air. Um, At Nick? No. Worse <laughs> than that from this guy. Uh I can't even read it. It's not from Weege, is it? It's kind of racist. I'm not going to oh, read it. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, We're ELE, bro. I'm going to forward it, though, to, to Wygant, who will get a good laugh out of it. Um, <laughs> Are you yeah. saying Weege enjoys racist humor? <laughs> no, because this guy's so crazy. <laughs> oh. You know, that, that yeah, that we'll both laugh at it. Um, I, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyways, um, Jeff's on the line. Jeff, what's up, man? How's it going, man? Good. How are you? Thanks for listening. It's uh, it's uh, you're on the West Coast probably, so it's only nine thirty. But yes, sir, I'm from Oregon. Actually, I just had two parts. One, I'd like I know I listen to all your podcasts, all that, and I was wondering if possible you could try to get in touch or some sort of with Jason McCormick. I'm a Northwest fan. Don't really know what's going on with him these days, so yeah, um, to get a little touch. And he was working at Race Tech for a while. No, RG3. Okay. Sorry, RG3. He's working at RG3 for a while. I got Race Deck on the brain. Thank you, Race Deck. For... Um, and um, the uh, then he started doing his own stuff, I think, down in SoCal. I think he lives in SoCal. But you know what? Okay. It, would, it would be interesting to do one with him. I like Jason. I was thinking, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not like, I don't know much. But I do know that the guy was like one of very few people to beat Ricky Carmichael in a moto yeah. on a 125. Yeah, absolutely. And like. Classic commentary, Washougal 97 or 96, whatever it was, a 
That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, you know but what? Just, yeah. I, I was on J, uh, McCormick's team in 98 at FMF Honda. Um, okay. So I know, him, I know him a little bit, and uh, his story would be interesting. You're right. I'm supposed to do one with Steve Lampson this week, so um, maybe I can hold that McCormick. That would be awesome. I'd very appreciate it. And my second part would be, and you know, because you're like a veteran of the circuit, would be from what I've been told or heard, I'm not like, you know, but most people – are not fans of the Wash Eagle track, uh, and why would that be? Uh, very slippery. Uh, looks the dirt's gone away. That place, that one time, that place had the best traction of anywhere. But right now, man, it's so slippery. The dirt is so baked and so down to its base that it's super slippery for the guys to race. And also, uh, the shadows and the trees are uh, are not good. So. Yeah, nobody's real favorite track. But having said that, I mean it's one of the most beautiful to watch, like as far as just being there. Pacific yeah, Green. I'm 24. I'm 24 years in a row this year, and really? so I'm just wondering, do you think it ever go away or like get replaced? I don't think so. I don't know. I, I, that's not really my department, but I don't think so. I, the biggest thing was those problems that you guys had with the with the neighbors and stuff. But I think that's all better now, right? So yeah, from what I heard, that's all good. But that'd be awesome. I, I surely hope not. Cause I don't. A long ways else to the other nationals. I don't like what they did, though. I don't like taking the catcher's mid out. I don't like taking the Chuck, Chuck Sun Me neither, out. man. No one in the Northwest likes that. No one. No, no local rider. No one. Everyone hates that. Yeah. Oh, hey, Jason McCormick's in the. Jason McCormick is in the Portland. Check out JMR suspen- JRM suspension. He's in Portland. JMR suspension. No, J- okay, well, no, J-R-M. that'd be awesome. And, you know, if you can't get to the podcast or something, I'd <laughs> greatly appreciate it. If not, I completely understand it. Yeah, so. dude, I need to do it. Thanks, Jeff. All right, great show, man. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, trying to trying to wrap this thing up, but phone phone calls. Colin, what's up? What's happening? Thanks for hey. listening, even, with, even without Kenny. Thank you for listening. Well, he's not much of a – I don't feel like he's a big part of the show. Wow, really? Oh, Stamp it. Wow. Well, he's got something to say to you. Hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is there anything that you see that uh, should be changed in the format of the Nationals? Or, uh, you know, I know you got ideas for Supercross. What's your ideas, uh, or if anything, for the yeah, outdoors? I think that's good. I think that, I mean, obviously having TV package on one channel would be good. But, I mean, there's four half-hour motos, four 35-minute motos. So it's going to be pretty tough for, to find somebody to air four 35-minute motos on, on a Saturday. But uh, I love the Saturday format. I think that was better. I love the one-day format that was better. Um, the tracks are getting better. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think from where the series was, like uh, six, seven years ago, it's come a long way, man. Uh, universal sponsors across the board now. Everybody's kind of on the same program. Um, things are run a little tighter. So, obviously – I mean, the biggest thing I, I think that they should do, and I think they're doing a better job of it, and I, this goes for Supercross too, there's so many teams in the pits, the Butler brothers, the Langston, we had Grant Langston on tonight, um, the, the Dragon Fuels KTM team, um, Derek Anderson, the privateer guy, Cole Thompson, the privateer guy. There's so many teams and riders in the pits that I feel deserve to get 20 seconds of TV time. Because then their sponsors can go, hey, we were on NBC Sports Network for 20 seconds. And I, and I think they're doing a better job of it this year. And I know you've got to cover the race up front. 
But TV's the future of the sport. Davey Coombs knows that. The Feld guys know that. And I feel like all these teams need to have a carrot to help them through. If you just talk about the leaders, why would any sponsor get involved with any of the other smaller teams? I think they're doing better at it, but I think I believe that they should make more of an effort to be like, and Cole Thompson's in 15th, folks. Great race for him. First national. He's sponsored by Thor blah, 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 Honda shop. That's all. They're, I know they're working on it, but I'd like to see everybody get something so that their sponsors are pumped. What about uh, swapping out the uh, the women women's uh, for, like, an amateur program? Uh, I mean, I, I'd be honest, watching the women well, ride is like watching grass fucking grow. But watching the amateurs wouldn't be far off that. And honestly... You're telling me, like, a, you know... 250B. Well, no, those top riders are the same. They're not even no, really no, close. No, no, 250B class would be good. I was thinking more like C class or amateur A no, class or something. No, but, no. Um, yeah, you know what? The program is super tight as it is. And I'm talking about dropping the women no, no, altogether. I, I mean, no, but I, to be honest, the women aren't pulling any money into the sport. Not enough to justify them having. You know that over amateurs, I I, I wouldn't uh, think. Yeah, I don't know, man. Ashley Filek is super like. You know, there's been no women, no men's motocrosser that's ever got her, the exposure that she has in certain platforms. So, but and, and Jessica Patterson is certainly too. But you're right. After those two, man, it's 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 bad. Although we we did get a chick, the Australian chicks got a moto win this year, and and Tara Geiger is legit. But they, well, yeah, I mean, they face, Ashley's only getting her, you know, is for her handicap. Uh, you know, well, a little or, bit of her handicap and a little bit of just being badass, you know. But yeah, you're right. Maybe more of her handicap, but. Listen, I'm with you. I'm with you on that deal. I, the program is super tight with the chicks in it, and if you'd put amateur motocross in it, I think the teams would just be like, you know what, forget it. You know what I mean? Like, I know there's complaining already about the the women and and the space and time they take, and like from a track prep from a track prep point of view, from the the teams that employ these women and and working on them, mechanics and team managers and like. It's super tight to get everything done in a day. So, yeah. to me, I, if if you drop the chicks, I wouldn't put amateurs in there. I would leave it the way it is, you know? So, cool. that's, that's just me, man. But, yeah, thanks. Right. Thank you. Thanks. See ya. Ackerman, you got another question? Hey, dude, I forgot. <laughs> um, how, can you, how can you possibly compare Eminem to Van Halen? What do you mean? I didn't compare Eminem to Van Halen. Yesterday, you said uh, you said some Twitter about uh, how Eminem, uh, I'm not afraid, was a great song. It is a good song, but it, wasn't, but it wasn't quite a Van Halen thing or something. I was like, or it wasn't quite a Hagar, something like that. I thought, <laughs> no, Dude, um, that's fucking, you're out of your mind. Well, you know what? Yeah, Eminem's way better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Van Halen, you're right. I am on the line. Halen is way better than Eminem. You're right. I don't know what I was thinking. You're right. <laughs> hey, and, uh, and are you really not an uh, RC fan? No, I got, yeah, I got nothing wrong with, our, with Ricky. He doesn't like me. He's not a fan of me. And I just hear from different people over the years uh, the stuff he said about me, and so that's kind of made me not a fan of him. I didn't. Uh, I didn't really start it. I wrote a few things about how McGrath. I thought McGrath was, um, you know, so much better than him in Supercross that I wondered why Ricky was called the goat. And it's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but it was just my opinion. 
he didn't like that. He didn't like the fact that Timmy, uh, Timmy was a rival. Not really. I mean, Ricky beat him down pretty much all the time, but I don't know. There, there was a lot of stuff. Like at this point, I don't know who said what and who said where. All I know is that he's never said anything to me, but he said a lot of derogatory things about me to other people that we know. That's all. So, um, but I mean, I'd have him on the show. I'd have him on the show tomorrow. Like I wouldn't refuse him on the, if you want to come on the show tomorrow, I would have him on as a guest. Same with Ryan Dungey. No problem. Like no issues. So. Annie too. Yeah. I'd have Annie on tomorrow too. It's not my, it's not my deal. I'm going to do a special show for him. Yeah. A show for Hanny, Carmichael and Dungey. <laughs> that mechanic. Yeah. Trying to fight you. yeah and Mark Valcor. <laughs> yeah. Coming up all in one show. Hey, I have one more question. Yeah. It's a, it's a F. Mary Kill. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Van Halen, uh, I'm pretty much know where that's going to go. Uh, Eddie Mercury and um, Brian Johnson. And who? What's the last one? Brian Johnson, ACDC. Oh, uh, Brian Johnson. Um, uh, I like some of the Bon Scott stuff, so I'd kill Brian Johnson. Okay, Bon Scott. Uh, yeah, it's too tough. I'd still, I'd still kill Bon, Bon Scott because I really like Freddie Mercury. He's pretty good. Um, and he'd probably like to be loved. Yeah, he'd like to be loved. So F Freddie Mercury and then marry <laughs> Sammy. Yeah, there we go. Damn it, God, you're so bad. <laughs> you, you asked, bro. You asked. <laughs> Thanks, Ackerman. I'll, I'll hear you next Monday. See ya. Uh, good show. Not a great show. Not a great show. <laughs> Jason, what's up, man? Hey, before I ask my question, I just want to say that Kenny is half the show. Yes, I Fair agree. Up. He is half the show. Although, not, what does that not, leave not tits? Twenty percent. What does that leave tits? Because there's three of us. No, seventy twenty. I, I, well, tits. Okay, I give tits twenty percent. Twenty percent. Wow, I was gonna say like three or four, but all right. What did I give? No, you? I'll give you gave me 10. I give you 10. Yeah. Okay, so let's go tits 20. Well, here's the thing. So we'll go hey. Kenny 30, and then we'll give you 50 since you put it all together, Jason, right? Jason, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're talking, and I was put up to that, and who cares about what. But if you're talking like the the four hours we're on the show, then Kenny is 40%, I am 40%, and tits is 20%. If you're talking. Yeah, that's perfect. That works out. On the show. But if you're talking the whole Pulpomex show. I line up 90% of the guests. I archive it. I record it. I mix it. I deal with the guests, the vo- the archives, the posting on the websites, and all that. Twistcore helps too, but that's all I meant by that. That's all I meant by that. Kenny shows up. Oh, I know. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. Right. Okay. Kenny shows up before, sh- before the show, sometimes doesn't even know who's on, and then leaves sometimes before it's over. <laughs> Two weeks. Well, before. that's why I changed it up, you know, from giving kids 20 to yeah. Kenny 30 hey, buddy. to 50. Right. You're banned from that drop for the rest of the show. No more. <laughs> that drop rules. Love it. Love it. That drop rules. Anyways, what's your question, man? Uh, I just want to know who's the guy that puts the Nationals together. I want to know why Elsinore and not Glen Helen. I live about 45 minutes away from Elsinore, and the place is one-lined, and it just it just sucks. And I can't really see how they can put together a National at Elsinore. Well, I haven't, been out, there. I haven't been out there yet, but I know that – what, you, what you're seeing right now at Elsinore is not what you're going to see for the National. They are claiming ripped-up, sandy, watered, primo National come National time. Like, <laughs> I don't buy it, man. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm just telling you what they're telling uh, me. I don't know. I haven't been out yeah. there to judge myself. 
Uh, I know. When uh, I, I mean, you got to see the place. That place is. I just oh, have to do a lot of work in order to make it exciting. Oh, I've spent many hours riding Elsinore. Believe me. Uh, oh yeah. That big tabletop in the back. Yeah, I hucked that thing. So just <laughs> ask Chad Reed. Ask Chad. Oh, yeah. Reed. Do they have a multi-year deal there, or is it just one? I year? don't know. Good question. I hope it's multi-year because they're running out of tracks. I I hope not. I hope they go back to Glen Helen. Well, you know, uh, Glen Helen was pretty good. Um, not always good. Like the track, there was the chain link fence uh, that that people were pissed at. Um, there's uh, some jumps that guys were breaking wheels on. Like literally five, six guys breaking their wheels on. Um, the, yeah, that, they're big. That wasn't so good. But you know, I just think the Glen Helen people, the people who own Glen Helen. They have their own sponsors and their own way of doing things. And I think MX Sports said, hey, if we're going to do this, you have to do it our way with our sponsors and the way we want it. And they said, screw you. We're the best track in Southern California. We have our own way, our own sponsors and our own, our own way of doing things. And I think, uh, I think that they just said, hey, F you. And MX Sports said, F you. And that's it. Wow. Well, they lost the USGP as well, right? Yeah. They either lost it or they didn't want it. I don't know. That thing was a complete failure. Did you go? Yeah, I went to the 2010 one, I believe. Yeah, I went. Was that the first year? The first year they had it, I went and, I mean, I went with Jeff Alessi, and that was a lot of fun, but, I mean, there wasn't nearly as many people there as there would be compared to a AMA national. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh my god, it was terrible. And I don't know. Yeah, who, I don't it know, wasn't as good for I don't sure. Know who lost their ass on that? I don't know if Glenn Helen did or Ustream did, but that was not good. So I think that you know when when we went to Glenn Helen as um, as teams when I was with the team and not so much in the media, there was a there was some different passes needed. There was different sponsors. There was different people working it. And I think MX Sports wants to just be like, hey, all of it's the same. All of it's universal. And I don't think Glenn Helen's on that bandwagon. And I mean, no. and it probably at some point boils down to money, doesn't everything, right? Oh yeah, for sure. So, and, I mean, they're one of the most dangerous tracks out here too. You know, I mean, they got no flaggers on practice oh, days, yeah, race days. No, the flaggers no. are just sitting there snoozing. Don't get me started. <laughs> How about when I raced the World Vet National and the flaggers would be watering the faces of the jumps? The faces. Of, oh. You're like, dude, stop it. You know, like just exactly. kids, exactly. Kids watering like, the face of the jumps. I, I definitely agree. Like. Yeah, I don't know. And, like, I mean, they have always seemed to be, to me, to be very money-hungry as far as, like, the world vet races. Like, okay, we're having a practice day on Thursday and then a Friday practice day that you can also pay. And then Saturday, Sunday, you pay again. And then there's no track maintenance put in, though. Like, so you're just beating the fuck out of the track and yourself. And there's chuck holes everywhere. And they're watering the faces of the jumps. And you're like, can you guys, like, just concentrate on putting on a good event? They would never check driver's licenses there was all this cheating going on because you could just sign up if you just paid the money for an extra class they didn't give a fuck they're like yeah they're like ah well he's saying he's 30 but he's got us 40 bucks so let's just take his 40 bucks and put him in that class you know what i think they would take some of that money and put it into their water lines i mean every race i went to dealer series last sunday and they had two water lines blow out just in that race and every time i'm there there's at least one water line that goes out at least one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not running the place. Uh, I don't know what's going on. But they've always struck me as being a little money hungry. And yeah. so when the Nationals came apart, I always just thought to myself, it's just all about the money, you know? So. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, it holds a good race, you know? Oh, the draft, it, yeah, dude. Yeah, you see on Twitter, Nick Way and all those guys, Drafts Grant, you know, they want to go back to Glen Helen. I don't know why they don't listen to the riders. Yeah, you know what, though? As many people want to go back, I can find you many people that say forget it. 
that hated that place. Yeah, that's true. So, honestly, I can. A lot of the East Coast guys were not fans of that place. Um, you know, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I will agree, though, that uh, the track is uh, pretty spectacular when prepped and everything. Don't you think, Pookie? Yeah, I love Glen Helen. It's my favorite national above all of them. Really? Okay. More Pookie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right, thanks, man. All right, thank you. Bye, bro. F you, dude. Um, Ryan. Yep. 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 Yeah. Hey, I yeah. I just got a question for you. Um, I was wondering hey, at the nationals if the past national champions have a uh, automatic pass into the into the main show, or if they still have to go through all the no, yeah. and stuff. It's it's kind of a personal bet I have going. No, they used to be able to get a free pass in, and they now have to qualify. That is no longer the case, I believe. Um, well, well, did they stop doing that? At? I don't know. Do you know. Three, four years ago, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I think three, four years ago they stopped doing it. Um, Chuck Sun did it at Washougal. I think that was the last guy to do it, and I think they rent. Whoa, this is a bad idea. Chuck was probably pushing fifty. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's why I'm calling because I remember Sun going out there and just making a. An ass out of himself, but well, yeah, I don't know if an ass out of himself, but anyways, yeah, yeah I don't know. I think they, yeah. I think they were like, oh man, screw that, you know. So, yeah. um, that was probably the last. I think four or five years ago they did it. I don't know. I can ask Coombs and maybe. How how how, how does it work for Supercross? Because I know a few years ago Reed at the Detroit Supercross yeah. that I went to, he went out and didn't qualify, and he went out and did, like, the first two corners of the... Uh... Yeah, that was a provisional. They got rid of that, too. They did a... If you were in a top ten in points, you have two provisionals a year. Was that it, Tits? Do you remember? Yeah. Sounds that right. One. It was just one? Okay, anyways. Yeah, that's that. they got rid of that, too. They do have, for the Nationals, if you're top ten in points and you don't qualify, you go to the gate 40th. So like, oh, and, oh, you, oh, you go to the fortieth pick, so you're. But you gotta be, you picks. gotta be, yeah, you gotta be top ten in the points, though. So not an old racer or anything. Like, remember Andrew Short qual- failed to qualify at Southwick when yeah. the, the motor blew up in the first session that was all smooth, yeah. and then he he yeah, was going home. Him. He was going to his rental car, going home, and they said, "Hey, dude, you're in," because nobody knew about this rule. So he, oh, got, no shit. he got the race that day. So. All right. Well, that uh, that's sort of the. That for me, and you uh, just cost me ten bucks. So I cost you ten bucks, or I won you ten bucks. Oh, you cost me ten bucks, dude. I I thought for sure, for sure that uh, that if you hit a national championship, no. that you could just walk into a uh, qualified position. Yeah, no, they used to have it. Sorry, bro. I'd, I'd blame. Oh, I'd dude. blame kids. <laughs> dude. All right, thanks, buddy. Ten bucks. See ya. All right, thanks, man. Bye. You're terrible tonight. Good drops. All right, hey, uh, half hour of phone calls. That's a lot. Let's wrap this thing up. BTOsports.com. Use this code Steve and save yourself some money. And uh, Boogie, do you have anything to say? I like Hobo Nick. Right. Still following him. All right, stamp it. Thanks for your awesome contribution. <laughs> uh, X brand goggles. Look on more, saves you 40%. FMF Racing, Fly Racing, Works Connection. AGV helmets, Vivid Home Automation, Tech One Designs, Free Gun Underwear, Rockford Fosgate, Race Tech, all on board with us. Um, thank you for those guys. Thank you to everybody for coming on. JGRMX, too. Let's not forget about those guys. They're sort of on, kind of. <laughs> um, 
Thanks to Lee McCollum, Marvin Musquin. Moosecan. Even after he told me. Marvin Moosecan. <laughs> Grant Langston for coming on. Thanks to Kenny Watson. Hope you're enjoying some Pennywise. Thanks, Tits, for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks, Pookie. No problem, bro. See you guys. Uh... Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> See you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening. See ya. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. But I just wanted you to know that. You could hear me if it got into your brain somehow, somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.